Guarantee your place at Royal Troon ahead of the ticket ballot with Ticket Plus. Enjoy the original open experience with just that little bit more. Head to theopen.com now to get your Ticket Plus. You're listening to The Open Podcasts. Hello, and thanks for checking out The Open Podcasts. We'll return in 2024 with more incredible stories from golf's original major. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Until then, you can enjoy our extensive archive of fascinating documentaries and interviews. And there's this episode, the final round of the 151st Open, as broadcast on the Open Radio. We join the action as the leaders prepare to tee off and face the Hoylake Challenge, plus everything the elements would throw at them. This truly was a day forged by nature. And so we come to the 1.55 tee time. Every seat taken in the stands around this, this first tee. This is number 36 on the tee from Australia, Jason Day. <laughs> Obviously, lots of umbrellas up in the air. You've got to be careful because you don't want to block out the view of the people sitting behind you. But Jason Day's looked the part. 72 in the first round, then a 67 on Friday, a 69 yesterday. Could easily have been better. His best finish at an Open, a tie for fourth place in 2015. That was when he was ruling the world, of course. And so many people would love to see him back on top of the world. He's dressed all in black, aside from his white cap. White gloves, white shoes. And here goes his tee shot, which is, I think, yeah, it's gone down the right-hand side. It's into the rough. It's settled down a little bit in that rough on the right. On the tee from France, Antoine Rosner. Well, the Frenchman who shot a 67 on Thursday fell back with a 74 in round two, but then recovered yesterday with another 67 to be at five under par. Bearded, black visor, bluish rain gear with uh, light blue sleeves poking out of the short sleeve top. One practice swing. Back goes the club. Oh, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it, I don't think. Bit of a grimace as soon as he hit it. I don't... Well, it's it's fine. It's actually going to cling on to the left edge of the fairway. So that, uh, that initial look of disdain from Rosner was a touch premature. Now, Rob, you're watching Tommy in a bunker. Tommy with his bunker shot at the first. Long, but good lie. And he's played a magnificent bunker shot here from the front left-hand bunker at the first. Just almost grazed the left edge of the hole. And he'll have about five feet to save his par. That was very good from Tommy. And straight to Carl. All right, we're out here at the fourth. Rory McIlroy will have a birdie opportunity from inside of 20 feet. It's going to be breaking slightly from right to left. Harry Diamond keeping that ball covered for as long as possible. Rory wipes the moisture off the face of the putter and sets in very quickly. No practice strokes. Ball on the way. Breaking from right to left, rolling up to the hole. Catches the left edge. That's back-to-back birdies for Rory McIlroy. He's five under par. Well, well, well. 
That is just what a lot of people wanted to hear and see. Suthel. Sepp Stracker for a par on the first, and he has left that a little on the low side, taps in for a bogey. He uh, made his second to pin high to the right-hand side, bumped it into the bank, and it, it just galloped on a little bit. That's a rocky start for him, but Robert, tell us about that chip out of the bunker for Tommy Fleetwood. It was magnificent, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Probably about 35 yards from the front left-hand bunker. He'd His second shot dropped into the back of it, but it, it sort of went a couple of paces into the bunker, so he could get a you know a flat stance normal um sort of swing on it and put it up the flat green but it's still long 35 yards it came out carried nearly all the way to the hole a couple of bounces and just spun up and now he's got his five footer to save his four at the first which is a good way to start come on tommy yeah easily and it might not have even been five feet well done tommy he's got a four at the first so that means Stracker slips back to four under. Tommy Fleetwood stays at five under, Marcus. Oh, well, this is interesting. Very interesting indeed. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Rob. Brian Harmon, of course, with the five-shot lead. Cameron Young going out with him shortly at seven under par. John Rahm at six under. Rory McIlroy has climbed to five under par. He's under by two through four holes. I mean, I don't want to get carried away. All Rory fans will be aware of previous rounds which have started like a steam train and, and then of course they grind to something of a halt but who knows maybe this is going to be different Alex Fitzpatrick also doing well having birdied the first and Tommy that good save we were just hearing about from Rob um, Antoine Rosner by the way having hit that tee shot down the left initially he looked unhappy about it then as he went to hand his club back to his caddy he actually banged his face quite heavily into the umbrella that the caddy was holding his cap came flying off and he looked slightly discombobulated for a moment, but I don't think it's anything too serious. Thanks for your emails. Archer and Oscar Liversidge have been in touch. We've loved listening to you all four days by our pool in Fayence in France. In our first year of golf, and Archer's already had a hole in one. Listening has inspired us to practice every afternoon. We plan to be playing the Open together in 2040. And they say, go, Victor and Tommy. Let's go back to the red-hot Rory and Sophie. Well, he's got an iron off the tee here on the par five, surprising us and to the disappointment of the fans, maybe because he is two under and going well so far. An iron down the right-hand side. He takes a couple more looks and fizzes a draw. It started in the middle of the fairway and it's going down the left in the semi-rough, but that'll be fine. An update about Grillo, he missed the green left on the fourth, put it up and over, had a tester for par, eight feet from right to left, he hold it, so he's remained at three under par. And he's got a, a wood in his hand, so he's gonna try and get it as far down here as possible. Three bunkers on the right-hand side of this par five, that's the line, the wind, you can see the Loch Lomond whiskey flags, they're just moving into our faces from right to left as he lets fly. Heart of the fairway with a touch of fade. So two good tee shots here at the par five. Thank you, Sophie. Hello to Jeff, who's in New Jersey, loving the coverage, but says, could you please commit to broadcasting all of Brian Harmon's shots today, at least as long as he has a sizable lead? Goes on to say, unless he comes back a bit, this will be a boring Sunday. Nobody wants that. Well, 
I don't think we're going to have a boring Sunday. I certainly hope not, Jeff. Yeah, of course, we will focus very heavily on Brian. He remains a red-hot favourite, but with Rory McIlroy having come up with two birdies in his first four holes, with Cameron Young in red-hot form based on what he did yesterday, with John Rahm on a charge with that eight under 63 yesterday, and the likes of Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland waiting in the wings, and Jason Day as well. Anything is possible. Sharma has a, an outside chance for birdie at two. He's made a pretty good effort of that. That'll be a stress-free par for the Indian, who is level par for his round. Four under overall in a tie at the moment for 10th place. And I mentioned how well Laurie Cantor's been doing today. He's playing the 18th, three under for his round, two under for the championship. In a tie for 15th place with Henrik Stenson, who's one under through 12. And Xander Schofle, one under through seven. Max Homer is level through six to be at two under par as well. Richard Bland has dropped back just a little. He's now level through 11 for his round to be one under. Patrick Cantlay level through seven to be one under. Ricky Fowler level through six. He's one under par. Minwoo Lee, one over today after six to be one under. Sunjay Im is one over through four to be one under. Nicola Hoygaard, two over through three. Disappointing start for him. He's at one under for the championship. And the aforementioned Tom Kim, two over today through two to be one over far, uh, one over par. Uh, Adrian Moronk, terrific round of 67. The same for Scotty Scheffler. Both of those have finished at level par. Matty Southgate almost birdied the 18th. That would have given him a three under par 68, but a 69 in these conditions is pretty good. He has finished the championship at level. Alex Noren is playing the 18th, one under for the day. Level as Fitzpatrick. Oh, Alex Fitzpatrick misses a par putt on the second. Again, that just horseshoed out. And after the brilliant birdie, on one, he's back to where he started and he was shaking his head ruefully after that. That little battle, of course, between the two brothers, which Alex is winning at the moment. Now, Jason Day has got a very lengthy birdie putt on the first. He's near the front of the green, so he's got to travel a sizable distance. It's going to break from right to left. Has he hit it? Has he hit it? Well, it's coming around. He has hit it. He's hit it beautifully. And that'll be a, a basic tap-in par. Fabulous effort from the Australian. And Ron and Raymond are in position. They're going to be watching John Rahm and Victor Hovland. Raymond's got this uh, wonderful bucket hat on. Uh, Ron, Ron was showing me his wonderful... Um, file that he uses uh, to keep all his notes tidy. It stretches back, I think, to 1994. He knows what to expect. Good afternoon, Ron. A very good afternoon. You, you know, you, um, you're very uh, indiscreet letting everyone know my secrets and whatever. 94, I do. From Norway, Victor Hovland. And there we are. There's our man, or one of them anyway, Victor Hovland and John Rahm. This is the penultimate group, of course. 25-year-old from Oslo, Norway, already one of the world's great, great players. Uh, almost won at St Andrews last year, of course. He and McElroy led after three rounds, didn't they? Ray, raise my caddy today. He's got the umbrella. Um, I hope we're getting paid there today, huh? <laughs>
looking forward to this. Yes, absolutely. Victor Hovland on the tee here about to hit. The Norwegian. He's the last group last year. And the ball is gone. It looks like a really good swing was done. It picks a tee up. The ball is flying high there on the left-hand side of the fairway in prime position. So a great first tee shot by Victor Hovland. Yeah, short of the two big bunkers, which... John Rahm. So that's his playing partner, John Rahm, 28-year-old Spaniard, the only European to win both the US Open and the Masters. So already considerable portfolio of golf behind him. Big, strong man. He can play a bit, Ray. Oh, yes, he can play. He shot 63 yesterday. I'm not sure if he can do the same today, but he certainly will have all the guns on fire today. As he steps in, and he whacks it. Holds the pose. Seems to be on the left hand of the shooting forward here. Yep, see it? Yeah, just just alongside the ropes. It hasn't, got, hasn't cleared the ropes, as so many have, but it is in that direction. Uh, well-known direction on the first, if you like, down near the television tower, but actually just inside the ropes, but of course in the rough. So his advantage, Hovland, as we go up uh, the first fairway uh, for the second shots. Thank you, Ron, and we'll be back with you and Ramey for those pictures coming in of Brian Harmon arriving in his uh, official car, decked out in black and just eight minutes away from teeing off in the final round of the 151st Open, an Open that he currently leads by five shots. Hello to Big Al listening in Montana with uh, a little financial interest in Alex Fitzpatrick, who's had a mixed start today, birdied the first, bogeyed the second. Antoine Rosner's had a mixed start as well. Decent shot down the first, then smacked his head against his caddy's umbrella. And now he's just, uh, well, he had a birdie putt from some distance, and that'll be a simple tap-in for the Frenchman. So a reminder of the situation then, at the top of the leaderboard, but just moments to go before Harmon and Cameron Young get underway. That five-shot lead for the diminutive American, who is the spitting image of Ricky Ponting. John Rahm, we've just seen tee off. I don't think he's in too much trouble down the left-hand side. It seemed to sit up okay for him. Rory McIlroy, two under through four. Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Day, Antoine Rosner, all level after their first hole. And then, of course, this battle I mentioned between Alex Fitzpatrick, who is level through two, now four under for the championship, and uh, his brother, his better-known brother, some way down the leaderboard in comparison. He's two over Matt Fitzpatrick after five, so he is four back in the brothers' battle as we return to Sue and to Rob. Yeah, we're just having a little chat, Robert and I, about the putt that Tommy Fleetwood is looking at. He's gone through the back to the right-hand side. Oh, he's going to chip it, actually, by the looks of it. He's not putting it. He's just gone off the putting surface onto the fringe, the apron of the second par four, second hole, and he's going to chip this. It's the best part of 45 to 50 feet for Tommy Fleetwood. Got to be aware of the contours of this putting surface. I'll be starting this ball out to the right-hand side, a little bump and run coming down the slope towards the hole. He's played that very nicely indeed. Very nicely indeed, Robert. Yeah, that was an excellent shot. He kind of took out the little tee in the green. He carried it all the way up top, played a beautiful shot, a little bit of spin, and he's got about a four-footer again at the second to save his path. And while we're here, we've got Seb Stracker, who's currently just looking at the line of his putt. 
here on the second. He hit a good shot from the rough, about pin high right here at the second. Pin again is sort of on the left-hand side, tucked in behind the bunkers, just up on a little tier. He's in the middle of the green, so he's got a putt up that little ridge, a rise of about two feet. And then the pin is about another six or seven feet past the top of that ridge. Just coming in to put his ball down now. Bit of a shaky, well, he'll be disappointed with a bogey on the first because he hit a really good tee shot and then le tough second shot though into that range from 200 yards and ended up dropping a shot. But here he is now over his putt, couple of practice strokes, not loads of turning. It looked like it might want to go a little left to right as it goes up that little tier we talked about. It's on its way, on its way. It is breaking left to right up the hill. He's made a pretty good job of that, and he doesn't look like he's got much more than a couple of feet for his four at the second. So we'll have par putts coming your way shortly, Marcus. Look forward to those. Thank you, Sue. This is the Open Radio. It's brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at the Open. Experience every single shot at the 151st Open with Shot View, powered by NTT Data. Explore the state-of-the-art digital twin of Royal Liverpool with beautiful visuals and follow your favourite golfers' shot data from their first stroke of the championship to their last. Oh my goodness! Explore now at theopen.com forward slash shot view. Great to have your company wherever you are in the world. I'm Marcus Buckland. We are four minutes away from the final group going out. But let's get back to Carl and Sophie for more on Rory McIlroy. A 40-yard pitch for McIlroy. He's going to take it just onto the front edge, skip it down off the slope from right to left. It's taken a check. It's had a look on the way by. He's got his eye in today, four feet left to go for a hat-trick of birdies for Rory McIlroy as the rain has nearly stopped. Umbrellas are starting to come down. It's a nice day here now, isn't it, Carl? No, it's not very nice. It's wet, uh, but like we said, it is not cold. Great shot there by Rory McIlroy. Some strategery, as they say, hitting iron iron here, just leaving it short of the green. Nice little pitch shot. He played a closed-faced pitch shot. Drove it in there low with some spin on it and took the contour of the green. Took a peek in the hole on the left-hand side as it went by. And as Sophie said, just four feet away now for six under par for Rory McIlroy. Things could get awfully interesting if he makes this putt. Yeah, and I think he knows that better than anybody. Brian Harmon is, is not even out there yet. And this is exactly what McIlroy needed to do. He needed to get some low numbers get the crowd, the lifting of the crowd. It's a dull day today. It got flat yesterday, and he needs the energy from this crowd because, look, most people wouldn't be going out and playing golf in this weather. It's miserable, but he needs that, that energy. We talk about in football, the 12th man. This is his 12th man out here, the crowd. Grillo played this hole sensibly as well. He took a fairway wood off the tee. He laid up. He had about 100 yards used the backstop and it, it came past the hole. We thought, ooh, that's got a chance. And now he's left himself six feet, seven feet here for his birdie. And his aim is just to hang on to the coattails of Rory McIlroy and not get lost in, in this fan mania that, that can happen quite often when you play with McIlroy. He's just settling into his putt back up the slope here. A couple of practice strokes. 
Wind's starting to pick up as well. It's more into our faces from the right-hand side here on the fifth. Wants to make the most of it. One of the easiest holes on the golf course, this par five. He takes his final look, hits the pot and drops. So first birdie of the day for the Argentinian. He gets himself to minus four, but all eyes are still on McElroy. And like we said, just left of the hole, inside of four feet. That was a good birdie by Emiliano Grillo, his first of the day, as Sophie said. And you're right, when you get out with a player on a Saturday or a Sunday and they get off to a hot start, you just wanna, you want them to pull you along. Like you said, grab those coattails. All right, Rory put his ball down now. And this ball ended up past the hole, so this ball will have a little left to right movement. Just keep the head down, keep the speed up. Put it inside that left edge and knock it right in the back of the hole. For three in a row to get to six under par here at the fifth, Rory McElroy. Gets the ball started and it's in. That's three in a row, six under par, heading to the par three, six. Some noise out here from Rory McElroy. Oh, I'm not surprised, Carl. What a start for Rory McElroy, who moves to within six of the leader, who's about to get going. Brian Harmon and Cameron Young are on the first tee. There's about a minute to go before their this campaigns get underway. 38. On the tee from the USA, Cameron Young. Cameron Young, runner-up 12 months ago. Can he go one better today? Rounds of 72, 68 and 66 yesterday. Here's his first blow of round four. Paul Eels and Matty Adams are going to be watching these two. Hello, boys. Hello. We're very much looking forward to it, Marcus, we can tell you, as he sends this one away. What of it, Paul? What do you think of the first drive from Camion? Very good. Just landed in the left-hand semi-rough, so uh, just disappeared momentarily from our view, but it's not deep enough. I think it's just over a little ridge, so he's fine and away, no problems. And now... It's Brian Harmon's turn. I wonder how he slept last night. Of course, he had a five-shot lead at the halfway stage. He maintained that yesterday, despite two early bogeys. His best finish at a major, tied for second at the US Open in 2017. Round so far of 67, 65, and 69. Dressed all in black. And we heard Safie saying it's, it's almost stopped raining. Well... Is that a further indication that everything is going to fall into place for this left-handed American? He's over the ball. He looks up. He looks down. He looks up again. Oh, he's a lot of looking up and down. And now he hits. Paul, Matt. Shot is on the way from... Brian Harmon, this one lands just right in front of a bunker complex on the right side of this fairway. There are two there, there are two lurking on the other side, and this one has threaded its way between them, still in the short grass for his approach shot into number one from our leader on 12 under. Great stuff, so everybody is out. What's gonna happen over the course of the next four hours? Ed from Stokesdale's uh, been in touch, that's near Greensboro, and he says, would you please suspend play between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. so I can preside over worship without being distracted by the open radio. <sighs> Unfortunately, we can't. But who is going to be given some divine help today? Let's get back to Sophie. 
McElroy's tee shot on the six, 194 yards. And I've noticed there's a lot of left flags out here today. It's set up for the McElroy draw, not the Harmon draw. So moves can be made. He's done that three in a row. Danger is left. There are bunkers left and he's hit it there. The marshal signals. And it's missed the bunkers. It's about... 20 yards to the left of the flag. He's going to have to play a parachute shot, so not ideal for McElroy. Back to you, Sue. Thank you very much. We're just down down the fairway looking at Tommy Fleetwood, about 220 yards from the pin. This pin is cut centre-right today. Very nice drive down the left-hand side from Tommy Fleetwood. What kind of club are we looking at here, Robert? This is a long way straight back into the wind and, again, still drizzly rain. He's probably looking to pitch this shot about... He'll be playing short left of the hole, you would have thought, but pitch it about 205, 210, which is probably... Gosh, could even be a three-iron into this wind. It's on its way. He looks pretty happy with it. Got to sort of stay a bit left because you've obviously got that OB to the right. He's hit a beautiful shot into the heart of the green. A little short of pin high as we thought. He'll have about 40 feet for a birdie at the third. To Ron Jones. Yes, and we're on the first. We're on the first green. John Rahm for his par, having missed a birdie putt. Fairly lengthy one of about 18 feet. And he's still got a little bit of work to do to make his par. Settles over it, rain still falling steadily, and in it goes. I can tell you that his playing partner, Victor Hovland, he made bogey ray. Yes, he uh, unfortunately missed the green on the right-hand side, pin high, came up through the little swale, hit it past too far, and he missed from five feet, so he will go back to five under par for the championship. Yeah, that's a so then start. we will move on to the second. Uh, John Rahm safely in for his part to start. Hovland, though, uh, unfortunately, made bogey. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, disappointing start for Victor Hovland. At least if you make bogey on the first, you've got plenty of time to make up for that error. Hello to a good friend of mine, Rob Percy Palmer, who is here walking the course today in a very bright orange jacket. He's claiming their whole city colours. He can't be missed, that's for sure. Enjoy your day. The rain continues to fall, but it is mild. That's the good thing. And the winds are... Nothing too much to worry about. Got a lovely email that uh, I will save until Sue Thurl next uh, comes onto the airwaves because there's a family connection. Do keep your emails coming. Radio at theopen.com, radio at theopen.com. And a reminder, you can listen to us in a whole variety of different ways on the Open website and app, Sirius XM in North America, TalkSport 2 in the United Kingdom and 87.7 FM in the local area. Right, Paul and Matt are watching the leader with his second at the first. Preparing to step in is now Brian Harmon. 205 yards from the right side of the fairway. The pin's cut right at the back of this first green. The wind's just died down momentarily, but there's still rain in the air. Away it goes from the left-hander. So we crane our next to see where it lands. It lands on the front left of the green, and that's where it will remain. Good shot from our leader. Good shot indeed. Very safely played for Brian Harmon. Nearly hole-high left across the width of the first as we turn our sights to Cam Young. What have he, has he left? From the other side of the fairway, the left side of the fairway, just in the semi-rough, but it's a nice lie. 203 yards to go as the wind just momentarily picks up. It's a very narrow green, a small landing area. 
away it goes, low ball flight, piercing. It's gone to the right, will it just hang on, kick left, kick left, it kicks left, but it's down in a hollow just to the right of the green, so 20 paces from the hole. So Cameron Young missing on that side. The wind is coming from the players right and into as we go to Carl. Emiliano Grillo now from the bunker. Front right here on the par three, par three six. Lands it about halfway, gets some check now, rolling out. That's gonna be in the 10 foot range for par for Emiliano. Not a very good shot he hit. Hand came off the club quickly and Rory got his riding the wind. Sophie, that ball never had a chance. No, it didn't. We'll uh, come back to Rory, head over to Sue now. Lovely, thank you very much. We're looking at Tommy Fleetwood on the third green, looking at a fairly long putt, Robert, of about 35 feet or so to the pin. Yeah, he hit a good sort of four iron here. I would imagine it's the middle of the green. He's putting back to this back right pin on its way. We couldn't see much turning. He's left the pin in. It's just, it was a good roll. He's run it. He has, he has left himself about three foot for par, but that was a good positive putt. Carl, back to you. All right, Rory McIlroy now left of the green here at the six. He's going to bump it into the hill. Go ball. Oh, gets two nice skips. Now rolls out towards the hole. Just an absolutely fantastic touch from Rory McIlroy from left of the green here at the par three six, just a couple of feet away. Wow, he can do no wrong at the moment, Rory McIlroy. Hello to Francois, who says hello from Montreal, Canada, watching daughter playing rugby from afar in the car, as there's no way I stop listening to your great broadcast. I'm sure she'll understand. Back to you, Sue. Thank you very much. Looking at Sepp Stracker with a, a long birdie opportunity, a good 10 feet inside Tommy Fleetwood's straight part up the green towards the grandstand that sits behind this green ball on its way. Will it dive into the cup? It does. That's a nice rebound. Remember, he bogeyed the 18th last night, bogeyed the first today, needed to get something going, and he has. So he's moved back to five under par, staying where Tommy Fleetwood will be very shortly with a little tap-in putt, we hope, for par. Robert, do you want to take us through this? Yeah, he, he hit a good good putt past, um, good positive putt from about 35 feet, sort of putting from the middle of the green back to the back right-hand flag here at the third. He's just putting his ball down now. It's still pretty yucky out here with the rain and a bit of wind. He's sort of sheltered from the wind with the big grandstand behind the green here. About three feet, putting from the back edge of the green back towards this pin. Settling into it now. One last look with his claw grip and in. Yeah, well done, Tommy. Another three pars to start for Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, five under both as we head down the fourth, Marcus. Thank you, Sue. Just before you go, Yvonne, your sister-in-law has been in touch, says that your brother Simon and his son Seb are listening in Perth, Western Australia. Seb, a junior member at Royal Fremantle. He's been taught everything he knows by Ollie Goss, the pro golfer and coach. And they'd love you, Sue, to say hi to Ollie too. Oh, that's lovely. Well, hello to everybody down in Perth. I'm glad they're listening. It must be getting quite late there. Um, it's like a day on the beach in Cornwall, this. My brother will understand that. This is just a day at the beach, it really is. It's quite nice. <laughs> Great stuff. Reuniting families all over the world. Thanks to Sue. Now back to Matty and Eelsy. Not good news for Cameron Young fans. Yeah, it's early for Cameron Young to be telling you that we have a shocking development here, but yet we do. Yes, he uh, tried to pitch out of the hollow on the right side of the green and duffed it. It went up the slope, back down, and he's only three yards from where he was playing. He's 
third he's now playing his fourth got the putter out rolls it up the bank and down to the hole keep going Cameron keep going very good indeed but that will be an opening bogey five Sophie Grillo didn't get up and down out of the bunker he missed an eight footer as we watch Rory McIlroy try and clean up from a couple of feet an easy par thanks to a wonderful chip so McIlroy remains in the mood bogey free three birdies back to you Matty Thank you very much, Sophie, as we're out here at number one with this group of Brian Harmon and Cam Young. As you just heard Ilzi explain, Cam Young has at best bogeyed this first hole. Still has yet to tap that one in, but there's not much left to it. However, as we change our focus to the other side of the green, that's where we find Brian Harmon now handing his umbrella over to his caddy. He will have a putt here from some 45 feet. This will be for birdie for Harmon. His lead at the moment is now six strokes by virtue of, at least by virtue of the bogey that's likely forthcoming from Cam Young. Much to be adjusted uh, in these conditions. I, I notice in his case, he has the, he has towel hanging in the rack of the umbrella. Yeah, and that's obviously trying to keep that as dry as possible. And it's easy for him just to wipe the, the moisture off his hands or the, or the grip. Um, we did speak about it the other day about wearing the, the two gloves that, that sometimes help that are better to grip when they're actually wet, but uh, not in this case for Brian Harmon. He's over the ball now. As Marcus said, all in black, black waterproof. The ball's on its way. It's going 30 feet, 40 feet, getting ever closer. And that's a little shy, which you would expect. The green's obviously taking this moisture as the day goes on. They will not be getting any quicker. That is for sure. Sometimes during the, the summertime when you've got the baking heat, the, the greens dry out. It's still raining here. They will get slower. I can't see on the skyline, Maddie, any, uh, any cracks in these grey clouds. Can you? Well, directly over us, it's a little bit brighter than it was, but the rain hasn't altered. It's, it's still this heavy sea mist of rain, and off in the distance, there's no sign of whales, which is not good which means this rain is likely going to be with us for some time. The lefty, our leader, and 12 under, steps in for par at number one. Steps in, looks as if he's going to pull the triggers, and then steps away. He dries the putter face, in fact, and then steps back in to finish his business. Like all, covered in his waterproofs. Settles and converts so a par at number one for our leader Brian Harmon it would be a bogey for Cam Young he drops to six under par Harmon holds at 12 under so as things stand Brian Harmon now has a six shot lead with 17 of his holes left to play he's 12 under through one uh, Cameron Young slips back into the pack on six under alongside Rory McIlroy who's three under through six John Rahm who parred the first then we've got Tommy Fleetwood and Sepp Stracker and Jason Day and Antoine Rosner all at five under par. Matthew Jordan is up to a tie for ninth, one under through five to be at four under par with Shabanka Sharma and Alex Fitzpatrick, who is level for his round today. One birdie and one bogey after four holes. Disappointing start for Victor Hovland, bogeying the first to drop back to a tie for ninth at four under par. And then at three under, we've got Max Homer, 
who is one under today through seven. Sunjay Im, one under through six. Imalia, oh, there's that name again. Grillo, level, as we've been hearing from Sophie. Laurie Cantor, a three under 68 today to finish at two under for the championship. Henrik Stenson's one under through 14. Tom Kim, having bogeyed his first two holes, has birdied the fourth. So he's one over for the day through four, two under for the championship. And uh, Thomas Dietrich, one over through four to be two under as well. Rosner, Antoine Rosner, playing his second to the third at five under par, and he has found the left side of the green. So he's got a very lengthy birdie putt coming up there. Um, that umbrella that smacked him in the face is now keeping him dry, and he seems to be talking to his caddy, so if they had a bit of a tiff because the umbrella was thrust forward when he least expected it, well, I think they've sorted that out. Brian Jordan and Brandon have been in touch. Good morning from New York. We're listening to you on the drive to play Bethpage Black, and we are Sue's biggest fans. Well, there are so many of them. Let's go to Sue for more on Tommy. I'm blushing here on the fourth fairway. We're looking at Tommy Fleetwood down the right-hand side, looking at about 125, would you say 130, Robert? It was 156, so he's got 156 yards from the right edge of the rough. This is tricky, downwind. He's only been trying to land it about five yards onto the pin at 17 yards on the green. That's a beautiful shot. He's judged that very well. Actually got quite a lot of stock. He'll have about 20 feet for a birdie uh, at the fourth. To run. Yes, where we're watching Victor, Victor Hovland on the second green, putting for birdie, Ray. Yes, Victor Hovland there, putting for birdie. Up the green here, about 35, 38 feet. He's just ticked the putter back now, and the ball is running on its way up the slope, breaking left to right. It's going down towards the hole, and it does. What a wonderful putt. What a really nice putt there for Victor Hovland. That should be a safe four here, as we just see... John Ram stalking this birdie putt coming up. What is, what is Ram got? Probably 25 feet up the hill, a little bit of left to right at the top of the slope. So, a great opportunity. Right, remember, Ho Hovland dropped a shot on the first, so he's gone back to four under par. Chance now for John Ram. Two or three practice swings, then he stands up, has another look behind the ball. He parred the first, remember, so he stays at six under. And now he's ready to go again. Still the rain falls. Big crowds here, though. Very colourful with the umbrellas, of course. Ram. Masters champion this year. Sets it on its way, gives it a good wrap. Up over the hill it goes, and oh, and it, lip, it literally lipped out. It was a great, great putt. Just caught the lip, right? Yes, just a little bit too strong a pace, but a wonderful line, wonderful putt, and you just have a little bit of tidying up to do here to get to, to get a four here at this hole and remain at 600 par. Well, great effort by John Rahm. I have to say we were right behind the putt. Saw it tracking all the way. Should pop this in for his par, second consecutive par, to stay at six under, as Raymond was saying. In it goes. So Hovland, he has a little bit of tidying up to do as well. In fact, he's got a little bit more work in order to make his par. The last thing he wants now is a second 
successive bogey putts. Started at five under par. So he's already dropped one shot. And Rom calmly now walks to the edge of the green. His job done on this second. But Hovland, what has he got, Ray? Yes, he's at a little three and a half foot here. Just across the slope here, a little bit of left to right in it. The first putt just fell down the right-hand side as he steps in. Takes a stance. Steps in. Eyes over the ball. Takes the putter back, ball is on his way. Has it got there? And does, and, and he drops it. So a nice little confident putt there for uh, Victor Havlo. Over to you, Marcus. Well, thank you to the, uh, the two whisperers there, uh, Ron and Ramey, straight back to Sue and Rob. Yes, we're going to be whispering as well because we're not a million miles away from where Tommy Feetwood is stooped over his putt, just rehearsing the stroke. Looking at about 20 feet, we think pretty straight, maybe slightly right edge ball is on its way towards the carp, and he hates that, Robert. Yeah, no, he didn't like that one. It was a good positive effort. He ran it past the hole, though, but... Yeah, and he's just tapping in, but a bit disappointing because that was a that was a reasonably makeable one from 20 feet at the fourth. Sepp Stracker has got a birdie opportunity five feet or so inside what Tommy just missed. I don't know if you want to stay with us or come back, Marcus, for that. Uh, let, let's uh, let's stay with you for now. Okay, well I'll get Robert to describe it beautifully. We think this is very makeable on on a putting surface up there. You've been to have a look at. It's very flat. Yeah, so the green itself is really is perched up. If you miss it, it's certainly not flat. It's you know got runoffs all over the place, but the actual green itself is quite flat. He's just seen Tommy putt on a very very similar line to what he's got. He's just putting his ball down now, so he's got about 15 feet. Pretty flat part. Chance for a birdie at the fourth. Well, this would be back-to-back -back birdies for Sepp Stracker after dropping one at the first. Here he is now. A couple of practice strokes over the ball. It's on its way, on its way. No, he hasn't. It looked close, but straight to. we'll go straight to Matt. Thank you very much, Robert. Shot on the way from 179 from Brian Harmon here at the par for second. And this one is right for Harmon. He has plenty of green to work with, even though he's on that right side there. There's a swale to back right where it runs through. Big drive here from Cameron Young. He has 140 left. Yeah, difference in strategy off the tee. Obviously, the chaser in Cameron Young took the driver out, absolutely threaded it perfectly between the bunkers that lie either side of this second fairway he's left with 140 yards so just a wedge for him the difficulty is there's two bunkers to go over then he's landing on a down slope and he has to bring this to a halt pin on the left hand side very tricky swings hits away the ball goes into the cloudy skies umbrellas all behind spin oh now what a great shot that is from here it looks like it's around about three feet cameron young Cameron Young for a bounce back birdie here at number two, while our leader Brian Harmy is going to have to scramble just a bit. 
Oh, that's a magnificent approach shot from Cam Young. Yeah, three, four, maybe a five-foot putt for a birdie to make amends for that bogey on the first. A message from Tom Kim to Sophie Walker. Never write me off. He bogeyed the first, he bogeyed the second, he parred the third, he birdied the fourth, and Tom Kim has just eagled the fifth. And he is now in a tie for eighth place as Jason Day plays his third to the par four third he was chipping from off the green and he's left that one a little shorter than he'd have liked some polite applause it, uh, it wasn't an easy shot but it's left him with a far from easy putt now the leaderboard well it's a six shot lead if you are just joining us it began with Brian Harmon five in front of Cameron Young but that uh, bogey on the first for the American has extended Harmon's lead but the big story so far today Rory McIlroy's charge up the leaderboard three under through six and because of this rain it's fascinating actually to to watch what the players hide underneath their umbrellas and as Brian Harmon walks about the place it looks like he's got a glove shop underneath that umbrella there's about 10 of them and obviously it's critical to keep your glove dry and uh, seems to me as though he's He's probably got a glove for every hole, and why not on a wet day like this? You are listening to the Open Radio. I'm Marcus Buckland, and uh, it's bubbling up quite nicely. OK, at the moment, Harmon is exactly where he wants to be, but as we heard from Matty, he's got some work to do, having missed the second green. And I get the impression from our monitor that uh, the rain is starting to ease just a, a little bit. I don't know whether Carl and Sophie can confirm that. Hmm, not really. I think the wind's getting up, Marcus, which might might kind of push the rain across, but there'll be more coming, trust me. Rory McIlroy down the seventh, flared it right off the tee, caught himself a line from 166. He's now at the back edge of the green. The putt is on its way. It's moving from right to left. It needs to get some pace, and it does low and left. He'll have three feet left for his par. Grillo hit it into the bunker with his second. We thought he played a great shot. It just stuck on him. He's got seven, eight feet left for par. But Rory's looking good. This seventh hole won't be playing easy. It'll be tough to get to a left flag with a, a left to right wind. Those you could come back to us in a moment, Marcus. Yeah, OK, Sophie. Uh, Brian Harmon is eyeing up his third. He's uh, Oh, he's got a little bit of a... A hairy lie. Matty? Yeah, Brian Harmon went long and right with his second here. At the second, he has reached the deep stuff. So he's settling in over this one right now. Waggling, looking, and sending it on its way. He's been so good with these throughout the course of the week. This one hits on the top ridge and running. It's not staying on it, though. Just settling into a little swale in front of the pin. He And it's rolling away from the flag right now. So Brian Harmon has left himself, call it a good 12 feet for his par here at the second. Bear in mind, there's an eight foot putt for birdie coming up from Cameron Young. Cameron who dropped one at the last, looking to bounce back with the birdie here and to get back to where they started the day. Okay, well, if Brian Harmon does bogey that hole, which looks eminently likely at the moment, he'll slip back to 11 under. And Rory McIlroy, who started the day nine shots off the lead, will only be five back. Now, Antoine Rosner is putting for birdie at the third. Oh, he's given that just a little bit too much. 
And that's going to be an awkward one coming back for the Frenchman. OK, let's get more on uh, Messrs. Rahm and Hovland with Remy Burns and Ron Jones. Well, Hovland is about to hit his second shot at the third. Remember, this is the big dog leg, which goes right the way around from right to left. And he's pulled this left. There it goes down into the swale. The pin pretty much in the middle of the green, just right centre. Uh, and already, Rahm is... In good position, Ray. Yes, Ram had a wonderful second shot from 226, and he's a 30-footer for a birdie. Over to you, Matt. Thank you very much, Ramy. You found us here at the second green with our leader, Brian Harmon, and Cameron Young. Harmon with some work to do, Ilzi, for his bar. Yeah, he was a little bit unfortunate with his second shot. He was trying to play to the right side of the green, but just leaked away, caught the downslope, and shot through into the deep stuff. And it was a pretty good pitch he's played, but it just caught the the ridge that runs through the middle of this green and moved him away from the hole. So he's now got a good 15, maybe 18 feet up the slope to try and salvage his par here on the second hole. Leaderboard there to the left-hand side. He shows clearly six shots in the lead from McElroy, Rahm and Cameron Young, who's got a birdie coming up. He's over it now, the left-hander. Ball in black, away it goes, up the slope, gets to the top of the slope and he's after it, so that's not gone in, that's going to be, as he goes round to tap it in, a bogey five, takes him to one over for the round and back to 11th under for the championship. Oh, this is getting interesting, very early in the final round, par bogey for Brian Harmon, three birdies for Rory McIlroy in his first seven holes, back to Matty for Cameron Young's birdie attempt. A birdie attempt for Cameron Young, about eight feet here at the second. He'll be coming down the slope of the green to the flag. This could be significant. This is the potential of a two-shot swing here at the second. Cameron Young settling over this one. This is for solo possession of second, currently on seven under. Back through, and it refuses to drop. It was the order of the day yesterday for Cameron Young. I mean, he shot a 66, which sounds great, but he had so many opportunities for birdie, and they just wouldn't go for him, as that one would not go for him. So at six under par, he continues to be amongst a group of Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. As our leader has made bogey, he's now an 11 under. Yep, OK, missed opportunity for Cameron Young, but as uh, Matty rightly says, he's tucked in very nicely with the chasing pack. You're listening to The Open Radio, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at The Open. Euphoria of being the AIG Women's Open Champion. Welcome to golf, opened up. Golf's most international major. World-class players, food, fun and live music including a performance by Ellie Goulding. You don't want to miss this incredible event. Get your tickets for the 2023 AIG Women's Open at Walton Heath at AIGWomensOpen.com. And to Ron Jones for news of Victor Hovland. Oh, and he's just played the most gorgeous little chip and run from the left-hand side. I think you, if you were with us earlier, we described his second shot having gone down in the swale on the left-hand side. And Ray, you played that beautifully. Oh, gorgeous pitch in with a lot of spin and spun it down to about a foot, foot and a half. He's just going to go run up here and tap it in for a par four here in the third hole. He'll remain one over for the day, four under for the championship. But meanwhile, John Ram, wonderful second shot from 226 yards into the teeth of the wind, coming off the right a little bit, but he's, he's got about a 25-footer here for birdie run. 
Yes, he's going about his business now. Rain has slackened a little, but not very much, in all honesty, and I think it's going to be with us probably for most of the, the final round, to be honest, one way or another. May just ease off a little, but it's all very grey. It's closed in, and there isn't that much wind to sort of blow it away. Now then, Rom, over this birdie putt. Remember, he is at six under par at the moment. A wonderful 63 yesterday. He'd love to replicate that today, I can assure you. But different conditions. The flag on this third is cut 27 on and six from the right. And he is over the putt now. Meticulous preparation, of course. Crowd goes quiet. Huge galleries. Putt is on its way. Now then, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. Oh, well, you could hear the groan, but the applause that follows it tells you that that really was a great effort. Lovely, lovely putt by John Rahm, and that should be a fairly simple tap-in. But one of the factors, of course, Ray, is that the ball gets very wet now yes, on yes. these greens, and uh, he's having the ball dried. Has to make sure the caddy came straight over there, give the golf ball a clean, give it a wipe down, give the putter head a clean, keep everything as dry as possible. He's seen the line on the way by here, it was a great effort. He'll just step into his posture here, take his time. Goes through the same due diligence all the time, John Ram. He steps off it again, wipes the putter head again. He's got a little bit of interference there from a, a little bit of a noise behind him. Steps back into it. Currently six under par for the championship. This for a par four, four on the third hole here at Royal Liverpool. Sits into it, widens the stance. Eyes over the ball. And on its way, and he drops it. And John Ram will remain at six under par as we make our way over to the fourth tee. Over to you. Thank you, Remy. Uh, Max Homer fans, I have some good news for you. After a quiet start, your man has birdied seven and nine to go out in 33, and that takes him up to a tie for ninth place at four under par. Antoine Rosner is playing his second to the fourth. He's at five under, of course. Oh, what a shot that was. It bounces right over the pin and comes to a pretty sharp halt. So he's going to have a terrific birdie opportunity in just a moment. Now, with the rain coming down, I can't understand why Alison Walker should have decided to come into the studio. <laughs> I'll talk to her in a moment, but Alex Fitzpatrick has a birdie putt, and he's converted that. So Fitzpatrick, who started with a birdie, then he had a bogey, has uh, birdied the fifth to go to five under par. And uh, that puts him in a tie for fifth place. Ali's going to uh, go through a few of your emails, which continue to flood in in just a moment. Alison. Do you know, in as much as uh, the Brian Harmon fans want to, to him to win, it's great to see a little bit of drama out there, him dropping a shot and the chasing pack picking one or two shots up as well. We want this drama, don't we? And so do all our listeners, unless you're a Brian. 
Norman fan, of course. And we've got a birthday shout-out for you since we're doing shout-outs from Australia. Can you say happy birthday from Australia to Kelvin Miller, the course manager at Churston Golf Club in Devon? And that's from Sharon Jones. And P.S. He's really old, so can you say it out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. I have said it out loud before I really knew what I was saying. Also, Olivia Hemla. Hem, I hope I've got your name right, Olivia. I've been enjoying your amazing coverage all week, watching the TV on mute with your commentary from Michigan with my mum and dad. As we go back to Suthurl and Robert Dinwiddie. Yeah, massive crowds around this par 5 fifth. Tommy Fleetwood pin high down the left-hand side with his approach. Sepp Stracker has got a terrific eagle opportunity with a long putt 18 feet to come. Here's Tommy with the magic wedge rolling towards the hole and that has just stopped a little bit. Misjudgment, Robert? Yeah, he'll be very frustrated with that. It looked like he, he was just in the semi-rough. He looked like he just caught it fractionally heavy and unfortunately it's come up about 20 feet short it was kind of tr tricky the pin is sort of quite accessible in the middle of the green here but he had to come sort of up and over a little rise and it didn't quite have enough on it to get over the top so be a bit frustrated he couldn't get that closer but he will still have about i don't know 15 feet for his birdie at the fifth tell us about that sep stracker approach it was a beauty wasn't it because he's left himself a pretty makeable eagle putt up the slope moving right to left yeah he has he's a very good shot in here from about 260 yards in they actually moved this pin on the fifth originally today it was meant to be cut in the back right up on the top shelf but they moved it back more into the middle of the green definitely making it a lot easier to set up a chance like Stracker's got of 18 feet here as he walks into his putt. This this could be good. He's, he's uh, what's he, level for the day? If he can get an eagle here, that's a big move up the leaderboard. One last practice stroke. It's on its way now. Can he get it for an eagle at the fifth? Oh, my goodness gracious me. It looked very, very close. Stracker's going to make a birdie four at the fifth. So now Tommy Fleetwood watches that with eagle eyes and thinks to himself, well, if you're making a move, I need to make a move as well. And he does need to make a move. We're at the fifth here. Par three, sixth away in the distance to us. Big grandstands there, huge crowds today. There's a, 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 a hillock just behind this green and it's full of people with umbrellas standing up there in a fairly perilous situation because it's very slippy up there. I wouldn't fancy the journey down, would you, Robert? Or the journey up, having said that either, to be fair, in these slippery conditions. But Tommy Fleetwood has had one last conversation with Ian Finnis and he's replaced the ball. His caddy puts his umbrella up. It is getting very heavy. The rain out here again as Tommy stands behind this putt across the green, rehearses the stroke. Putter is behind the ball. He settles himself. One last fidget. Looks at the ball. Looks at the cup. It's rolling. It's in. Tommy Fleetwood starting to get it going here at Royal Liverpool. Both of them sparking off the other. And they both, Marcus, walk to the sixth tee at six under par. OK, so happiness for some, growing concern for others, most notably our leader as we go back to Matty and Eelsey. Thank you very much. You find us here at the par four third where shots have been struck both by Cam Young and by our leader Brian Harmon. Young went first from 207 and uh, both of them hit pretty decent shots. Eelsey, you want to, want to give us uh, the assessment on both in your view? Well, Cam Young went first five iron and he's found the center of the green. The pin right on the back side 
Brian Harmon was down just close to the out-of-bounds wall uh, that runs all the way along the right-hand side, and he hit a beautiful iron shot, but it just didn't move back to the left. It stayed on the line of the out-of-bounds. It's pitched up by the green. He's in-bounds, but it'll leave him with a little tricky third shot coming up. Yeah, it seemed to settle down that Brian Harmon shot. Obviously, we'll let uh, Ilzi and Matt get up there and see exactly what the situation is. But don't forget, he's already bogeyed one hole today. His lead is back to five. And uh, Rory McIlroy has been on the attack as we go back to Carl and Sophie. He certainly has. He's been chasing the two iron off the tee. Seems to be the play for him from 169. He has missed the eighth green to the right, but he's got a putter in his hands from 33 feet. It's up and over the slope. It's going to go downhill now, but it needs to work hard for him. He's asking for it to go. He throws the putter over his shoulder and he'll have three feet left for his par. Grillo's got a nice birdie chance to come, but that'll be a minute or so. So come back to us, Marcus, maybe. Yeah, and uh, Sophie, Tom Kim sends his best wishes after his eagle just now. Well, yeah, OK, OK, OK. <laughs> what about Adam Scott? How's he going? Yeah, not as well as Tom Kim, it has to be said. Uh, Adam Scott, where is he? He's um, ooh, actually had a pretty good round today, Adam Scott. He had a two under 69 today to finish at one over par. And at the moment, he is in a tie for 34th place. Yep, Maury Mills. Uh, Pray my connection holds while kayaking, kayaking on Grand Lake, Maine, USA. Your radio coverage is so good. I feel like I'm soaking wet with an umbrella and a pint in hand. Go Sepp Straka. Yeah, well, he is going really, really well indeed. John Comey is driving to the beach and listening to our outstanding coverage. And he's saying, let's go Rory. So rooting for all different types of nationalities and people here. Brandon Pomeran sent us an email as well. Hey, Brandon here, big fan of yours from Connecticut. Straight to Matty. Brian Harmon, only eight paces away here at the third, but he is in the collar of really thick stuff that runs down that out of bounds on the right side. You can see him practicing coming down very sharply on this one, try to pop it up in the air and let it trickle down to the hole. This will be his third shot at the par four coming off a bogey at the last. Pops it up there. This one's got some speed to it, running past the hole. It's the same distance he just missed on the last for Brian Harmon. He'll have that much left for par. Meanwhile, we will have a birdie putt forthcoming from Cameron Young, and this birdie putt's going to be from outside of 30 feet. Young bogeyed the first hole, bogeyed the, uh, hard the second, so he's on six under par while Brian Harmon stands on the mark of 11 under par. What's he looking at here, Paul? Well, first of all, it was a terrific shot from uh, Cam Young. I mean, obviously, when the player hits the ball the exact distance, you know, he struck it perfectly. He did so. It was away from the out-of-bounds that Brian Harmon was flirting with, and he's finished in the middle of the green. So this putt looks around about nine, ten paces from the hole. He's putting straight back across the green toward that little hump where Brian Harmon has just played his pitch shot from. So it's a good look at this one. He did miss a really makeable one on the last Cam Young, but I think that's been the story of his week so far. Listen to some of the colleagues that have been out watching him. He's over it now. Grey jacket, white cap, white shoes, black waterproof trousers, split-handed putting grip. Ball is on its way. It's travelling down the hill on its way to the hole and he stands up that means it's not going in 
and he walks after it. Polite applause from the gallery. Is he going to tap it in? No, he's going to mark it. So it will be over to you, Brian, from around about 10 feet to try and save your par here on three. Brian would be our leader, Brian Harmon. Bogey in the last to drop to 11 under par. He now is on the line through the hole, looking back to where his ball mark is. He's got some eight feet left for his par here. He has been so solid throughout the course of the week. He's been pretty solid on the PGA Tour. He's actually fourth in scrambling on the PGA Tour, 66.51%. And he's going to need that experience to his advantage now as the lefty steps in the safe par here at three. He settles, he looks, he sends. And the gallery answers the question. A par save here at the third keeps Brian Harmon at 11 under par. And his pursuer, Cameron Young, who is six under. He did bogey the first hole today, had a great chance for birdie that he missed on the second. And he has this left for par here on the third. Good aggressive putt from about 30 feet. Left himself a couple feet here coming back to the hole to remain on the mark of six under. He's a quick player. He has absolutely massive attributes to his game. His ability to hit the golf ball is incredible. Strokes gain putting is one of the areas where he struggles, though. He's ranked 175th on the PGA Tour in that category. He settles his feet now. Draws it back and makes it. So pars posted here at the third means the margin stays the same to Raymond. Thank you. Thank you, John Ram, for birdie here. Just widens the stance from 15 feet up the hill to get the seven under par. Ball is on its way. Traveling up the hill. Traveling, traveling, traveling. Will it get there? Oh, God. It just stayed out. Furious. Anyway, he'll remain at six under par. Over to you, Sue. Thank you. We're just watching Tommy Fleetwood prowl around the front of this beautiful sixth green, a real amphitheatre, a bowl with this upturned saucepan that is the putting surface. And Robert, Tommy Fleetwood's got a, a, a lengthy birdie opportunity, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's hit a good solid shot into the right side of the screen. He's got about 35 feet coming almost directly across the green to this pin that's got 13 on and five paces from the left. It's on its way. Come on, Tommy. Come on, Tommy. No, not that one. It was a bit of an outside chance that he's going up he is going to put a mark on it I think is he going to finish off it can't be too much because I think he's just going to give the ball a quick dry and finish off for his three here at the sixth and then we'll have Strecker for his birdie chance coming up shortly it's not getting very wet I mean we've just had another little cloudburst in the last couple of minutes or so as Tommy Fleetwood taps in and you can hear the reaction out here the fans rooting for him so much we'll let you know about that Sep Strecker birdie in just a second Marcus OK, Sue, thank you. Alex Fitzpatrick's having an up-and-down day. He birdied one, bogeyed two, birdied five, and uh, he's just bogeyed the sixth. So he goes back to a tie for eighth place. Now, level for the day, four under par overall. As uh, we head to Sophie for Rory's tee shot at nine. A good strike. It's slightly right of it, but it's more like 20 feet right of it. He's got another look for a birdie and to turn him four under par. 
Wow. Okay. So if you are just joining us, delighted to have your company on the open radio. I'm Marcus Buckland. Alison Walker is alongside me. I'm so sorry because everything's happening now. We, we won't have too much time to read out your brilliant emails that have been flooding in all week from all around the world. Brian Harmon. One over today through three at 11 under par. He has a five-stroke lead over Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Stracker, John Rahm and Cameron Young. Antoine Rosner is a further shot back in a seventh place by himself at five under par. And then a host of players on four under. So seven off the lead at the moment. Max Homer, Matthew Jordan, Tom Kim, Shabanka Sharma, Alex Fitzpatrick... Jason Day and Victor Hovland. So it's warming up nicely. That was a very good save, though, from Harmon because he had a pretty nasty lie for that third shot just off the third green. He'll be pleased about that. And, of course, he's making his way to the fourth along with uh, Matt Adams and Paul Eels. And we'll be back with them in just a moment. So maybe an opportunity for an yep, email or a, two. A, yeah, a couple in there. Marcus, thank you for the amazing descriptions of the golf. I'm currently cutting the greens on a nice sunny Sunday morning at Morgan Creek Golf Course. Shout out to all my fellow groundskeepers and go Rory. That's from Carter Anderson, Anderson from Vancouver, USA. Hello from Jeff Miller to the best golfing broadcast team known around the world. I'm from Alloa, enjoying the cheeky, the cheeky coverage with prepping Gates Park Golf Course in Waterloo for a warm Sunday. I'm also an assistant golf coach for Grundy Centre High School and we'll, would like a special shout out to all the boys and girls programmes winning the state tournament this spring as well. Go Rory and go Ricky, says Jeff. Good stuff. Victor Hovland has parred the fourth, so he remains one over today, four under for the championship in a tie for eighth place. Earlier, some really good rounds. Laurie Cantor, a three under 68. He's tied for 17th at the moment. Adrian Moronk, a four under 67. Scotty Scheffler also managed a 67. They're both in a tie for 23rd place. Matty Southgate, two under today. That's a 69. It's left him at level par. John Rahm, tee shot on the fifth. Oh, my goodness me. He's gone into some serious trouble down the left-hand side of the fairway on the fifth. Now, there were a couple of marshals, so I think we're able to see exactly where the ball went. But Ram, that beard is bristling again. He can't believe it. We'll... Uh... And the rain teeming down as well. Close up there, we can see it, Marcus, just how bad it is out there. Yeah, well, we'll get an update very shortly as to exactly where John Rahm has gone. Ron and Rainby will be heading in that direction. Rosner's playing his third to this par five fifth. He's five under par at the moment. And that's a... Well, that's a... Oh, yes, it's turning into a, a good chip. I thought he'd gone too far past the pin, but it spins back nicely, and he'll have about a 10-foot birdie putt in just a few moments' time. Right, back to Carl and Sophie on the ninth green. Well, as McElroy walked up to the green, the yells of Rory, come on, Rory. But first up is Grillo. He hit good shot, pin high right. He's got 25 feet for his birdie back up the hill. The ball is rolling from right to left, back from left to right, and it stays high. He stares at it going, come on, you've got to nudge to the right. But just listen to this noise for Rory McIlroy. Indeed, they want Rory to make this putt. This would get him to seven under par for the championship and just four shots back. Beautiful shot to about 12 feet. A little bit of a funky putt, though. It's going to 
it's going to go left right at the maybe the first three or four feet and then if anything it'll fall back to the right just slightly at the end of the putt still think it's a right center putt maybe inside right edge you gotta keep the speed up here with these greens with all this moisture in the greens it's not often he gets harry to come in and have a look at putts with him he's he's stood behind him right now they've just concurred on the line as he leaves Rory to cripes down one more time to check that line. Yeah, that's a good point by Sophie. He normally reads his own putts, but Harry in there for confirmation. All right, Rory McIlroy to get to four shots back of Brian Harmon at seven under par. Beautiful towering iron shot into the par three ninth, 223 yards. Ball on the way, breaking to the left. It never went back to the right. Just went left right off the blade and never went back to the right. Maybe pulled it a touch. That's a tap in par for Rory McIlroy and he'll make the turn. Five shots back, it's six under par. Yeah, a little shake of the head from Rory there. It was an opportunity and at this stage you've got to take all of the opportunities. Brian Harmon is about to play his uh, second to the fourth. We'll get back to the boys watching that group in just a moment. And uh, oh, always, uh, always call you Eagles. Alex there, but um, <laughs> Ali. <laughs> well, Eric's driving from California to Vermont. He's, gosh, that's a long way since Thursday morning. Thoroughly enjoying your fantastic coverage of the Open. I find your commentary to be insightful, timely, funny, and thoroughly entertaining by many hours I've spent on the road. I'm on the home stretch across New York. Thank you for being there, providing such a refreshing entertainment on my favourite golf tournament. Sorry for any typos as I am using a ship. A what? It's SHIP. I don't know if that's terminology for something else. Nice, I'm using a... Oh, is he oh. driving and texting, nice. emailing? All, all this modern technology. I don't know. <laughs> that's from Eric. Right. Back to the leader, Brian Harmon, being watched by Matty Adams. From 123, Brian Harmon, second here at the par 4 fourth. This one tracking on a very nice line, lands in front, spins and stops. What a great shot from Brian Harmon. A birdie opportunity coming up here. He leads by five. Oh, that's just what he wanted after an indifferent start. Now, John Rahm, we fear, could be in big trouble. Ron, Ramey? He's been incredibly lucky, Marcus, I have to say, because his tee shot, as you described, went... Uh, there is a huge, huge clump of gorse. Well, it's not just a clump, it's a huge pile of gorse over on the left-hand side there. And there's one little patch which is clear, and that's where he's landed. And he's got a great, great, great lie as well, Ray. He's got a phenomenal lie. It's a little bit soft, but uh, 271 yards to the flag, 237 to the front, but... A phenomenal bit of luck, and maybe it's his day, Ron. <laughs> it could be when you get a, a break like that. Remember, we are on the fifth, the first of the par fives, the shortest of the par fives, but there's no reason at all with his power uh, and his accuracy too. John Rahm uh, couldn't reach the green from there. Uh, in terms of his playing part of Victor Hovland, and remember, uh, Rahm is still at six under par. So far, he's uh, parred all four of his previous holes. Hovland dropped a shot on the first to go back to four under. It's been pars all the way since then. But he's just crept into the first cut on the left-hand side a little further forward than uh, John Rahm at the moment, Ray. Yes, he's a wonderful tee shot on a little bit of an upslope, so uh, it's pretty easy. We're trying to look with the, uh, through the umbrellas and through the crowd here and John Rahm's hat as his caddy sort of walks forward. There's a long line, you can imagine, maybe four feet wide of sort of like a little, little tractor was obviously in there for a few minutes. Over to you, Paul Eels. Brian Harmon here facing that putt that Matt Adams described so well. It's around about eight feet. Not a great deal of movement in this. 
one over freeze round, still five clear in the championship. Diminutive figure, all in black, put her back through on its way, and oh, he is number one in putts so far this week. He's had fewer putts than anybody else, but that's going to go down as a two-putt green, but it's apart, no damage done. Cameron Young, who missed the green to the left, from around about 152 yards, he's played his pitch up, thankfully better than the one that he first attempted on the first hole where he made his solitary bogey. And this one is around about four to five feet to save his par four. Missed a great chance on the second to redeem that error on the first, didn't go in. He's had 11 more putts in the first three rounds than has his competitor, Brian Harmon. And he's currently five shots behind him, Matt. This is the distance that's a challenge for him as well. Cameron Young settles over this one. Rain coming down a little bit harder. Back through, you get in there, yes. So Cameron Young was able to save par. He got up and down that time. That keeps the margin as it was. Six under for Cameron Young and 11 under for Brian Harmon. To run. Yes, and we've just seen John Rahm play his shot from out of the gorse. And, oh, my goodness me, he has played the most wonderful shot. We described the fact that he was in the clear, that he had a good lie. Uh, Ray said to me he's probably laying up with an iron. Well, in fact, he's hit it right up to the front edge of the green, Ray. It's nearly almost crept on the green, just fell off the front of the green, but an unbelievable golf shot. What a break he got here. Over to you, Marcus. Yeah. Great break, and uh, I wonder if he can take full advantage of it. Ali. Jason Day for birdie, and here he goes, and it's in. So Jason Day picks up another shot. He's gone to five under par. Is he beginning to, is he beginning to make a difference here in this final round? Yeah, so five under par gives him a tie for seventh place at the moment with Antoine Rosner. Six off the lead as we go back to Ron. Yes, we've just described that wonderful shot by uh, John Rahm from out of the gorse bushes. Uh, he is at six under at the moment, but now, and remember, we're on the fifth, which is, the, which is a par five. So he has a great opportunity to uh, go a little further ahead. He's at, currently at six under. There's no reason at all. It's actually an eagle effort from where he is. Well, that's maybe a little unlikely, but a birdie opportunity, certainly. Uh, Victor Hovland has hit his second shot, and I'm not too sure where it is, Ray, I have to say. He almost definitely missed the green. I think he went a little bit to the left as we'll just run up here, sprint up here and find out exactly where it is, Marcus. Well, thank you. Uh, we're getting this wonderful shot of uh, houses that border the golf course, and, and not surprisingly, if you own a property there, you make the most of it. And there's one young lady who's perched perhaps by her bedroom window, and it's giving her a perfect view of Cameron Young, <laughs> you know, you look out of your window, oh, there's Cameron Young, there's, there's Rory McIlroy, almost she's in my back garden. And she's dry. Yeah, <laughs> she's got the best, best place in the house right now. But this is interesting, you, you sense that the next two or three holes are gonna be critical for Brian Harmon in particular. If he can stay firm here, he'll have plenty of daylight going into the back nine. We're gonna go back to Sue and Rob watching Fleetwood and Stracker. 
Yeah, we're just having a little bit of a chat, actually, about the approaches in here. I have to tell you that Sepp Stracker is an absolute diamond of an approach. We think no more than about 10 feet from the pin for a birdie for him. Tommy Fleetwood, we were looking. The balls were almost side by side, as Robert said. That's the easiest yardage I'll have to get all week. Um, 190 yards away. But he could tell by his body language the minute he hit it that he didn't like it. Robert, tell us why. No, Tommy didn't like his second shot. So basically, he had 190 yards of pin at the seventh is in the front left-hand corner, tucked behind two bunkers. But they were both right on the very right-hand edge of the fairway. So I had a, as good an angle as you can get to it. Unfortunately, Tommy just sort of lost it a little bit right. But it's a, it was the correct distance. But it was made extra tricky, that shot, because the wind, if there is any, the wind is definitely dying for us out here at the moment. And almost nothing, but it was slightly off the left, and he leaked it right on that wind. He's now going to putt it from about two yards, two or three paces off the green, but it's pretty flat, this green, uphill, and definitely give it a decent run at it from a long, long way away, but you never know. Come on, Tommy, lad, can you do it from here? Not quite, no. He's left it about four feet short, I'd say. And then we've got Seb Stracker, who hit a cracking shot in, like Sue said, to about 10 feet. I really thought when I saw this pin position this morning. But we'll go over to Ron. Yes, where we have Victor Hovland in all sorts of trouble, Ray. Yes, Victor Hovland hit it in the fairway bunker, 40 yards short of the green here. And unfortunately, he had to go back sideways into the heavy rough zone. We're standing not too far away from him here. He'll be playing his fourth shot now. Good angle into the flag. He's ready to hit. Has one look. And the ball is high up in the sky towards the flagstick. Will it go? It's going to spin a little bit. And unfortunately not, but it might come back down the slope and it's rolling back down the slope, coming back down around about eight foot. Over to you, Sue. We're just watching Sepp Stracker just stride around behind his ball. Had a long chat with his caddy, Dwayne Bock, before he settled behind this ball. It looks like it's pretty straight, maybe with a fraction of right to left. Huge galleries out here as well. Ball on its way, and ooh, he didn't like that much, did he? No, he was up out of that one very quickly. He obviously didn't hit the putt he wanted, so it's a disappointing four for Sepp Stracker after such an excellent second shot. Ron, back to you. The weather out here, well, every now and again it starts to rain a bit heavier again and then it stops and you feel like the sun's about to come out, but it doesn't. But it will when you start talking to us, Ron Jones. I think the sun is somewhere else, I have to say, uh, at the moment. It is not at all pleasant. But uh, now we are watching John Rahm on this first of the par fives, the fifth, and he has played that second shot so, so well that he's given himself... An unlikely, maybe, but an, certainly an eagle opportunity from just off the green, the front edge of the green. He settles over it. Pin is cut, 16 on, 10 from the right. Oops, wipes, <laughs> wipes a little water from the peak of his cap and then sends it on its way. Big right to left swinger. Oh, my goodness me, hasn't he played that well, Raymond? Yeah, it was a super putt from off the green. He's played it into about two and a half feet. Wonderful opportunity now coming up to get the seven under par. Over to you, Carl. Well, me and Carl are on the 10th hole. Rory McIlroy hit a beauty of a tee shot. 
down the left-hand side. Ball was above his feet for a second. He made the cardinal sin of hitting it left down the slope and it kept rolling down that slope. He's now stood over a pitch shot from the best part of 35 yards. He's trying to stun it into the slope, which he has done, but it's taken a lot of sting out of it. It stayed on the top, but he's going to have a good 25 feet left for his par. So that's not the way you want to start that back nine. Back to you. Now then, we've got Victor Hovland placing his ball for this putt, Ray, which uh, is an important one for him because it is for par. Yes, he got a bit of trouble with his second shot, hitting the bunker to go sideways, so he's chipped on here till about five feet. He just took his medicine out of the bunker, no point in messing around with these Royal Liverpool bunker walls. As we see Hovland step into it as the rain keeps pelting down on top of us. He steps right in, wipes the putter head, widens the stance from five feet, downhill, right to left. There's one last look. Ball is on its way, it's trickling down towards the hole as it stayed up, and unfortunately it hasn't stayed up, but he will make a shocking bogey six here from where he was in super position on the left-hand side of the fairway. And that takes him back to three under par. Remember, he started at five under, so two bogeys cost him dearly and maybe any hope of any slight hope of a challenge for Victor Hovland may be going right here. Still hasn't finished. There's a little tap in. Well, he makes that all right. But it is a six and now we have this birdie putt for John Rahm. Back to you, Marcus. Well, very quickly, because we want to get back to you for that, Ron, but I think Brian Harmon's got big problems, Matty and Paul. Out here at the fourth, his drive went off to the left and it found itself in the middle of a gorse bush and it looks like he has chosen his relief option. Yes, they had to identify the ball. Took them a little while to find it in that thick gorse bush, but he's found it and now he's dropped back, keeping the point where the ball was in the bush and the flag in line and he's gone back another 25 yards from where the bush was and that bush was around about 2-3-5 from the front of the green, so a long way out for Brian Harmon and he will be playing his third shot in a moment. Now, contrast that against Cameron Young, who had an absolutely perfect drive just left of centre in the fairway. And, yeah, Marcus, we definitely have drama out here at four. Mm, OK, let's get straight back to Ron. Yes, John Ron with a birdie putt on five from around about three and a half feet. He's turned his cap around because the drips were falling in front of him. And in it goes. So John Rahm makes a little progress. He goes to seven under par. His playing partner going backwards, unfortunately. Victor Hovland is three under. We'll go to the first of the par threes. Oh, this is getting very interesting indeed. Obviously, we've got to see how Brian Harmon deals with the problems he's facing on the fifth. For the moment, he's one over through four at 11 under par. John Rahm closes the gap to four shots. A reminder that Harmon began the day with a five-shot lead. So the pendulum is swinging just a little bit, and Rory McIlroy is still heavily involved as we go back to Carl Paulson. Rory McIlroy for his par out here at the par for 10th. 20 feet away, strikes the putt, rolling up to the hole, and he's missed it. Rory McIlroy bogeys the 10th, drops back to five under par. 
Well, I mean, I don't want to say that we've all seen this before, <laughs> but he got off to such a flying start. He was three under through six today. And now he's back to two under through ten and six off the lead. But, of course, the leader's in trouble. Matty. A leader in trouble, indeed. He's in the left rough after taking a penalty drop from a gorse bush. Yields, he remind us of how far he has. Well, he's two, uh, at least 260 to the front of the green from back here. He's got the three medal out. And he's going to give this a ride up and over the corner of the gorse bush where his ball landed down towards a heavily guarded green. The pin is in the middle of the green today, but he get it down there. This is his third shot on the par five. No applause from down there. Not quite sure where that ball has finished, but we will report back. By all accounts, he's just short of the green. So that was a terrific shot from our leader. He's three now, and the way he's been putting, we'd expect him to get down in two now. Cam Young got a four iron out, 235 yards to the front of the green. Taken his jacket off, pale blue sweater, navy, slacks. Bang, away it goes. It's on a good line. It's just drifting a little left. Now, will it carry the bunkers that eat into the left side? Not sure it has, so he could be bunker trouble there. So we'll, uh, we'll report when we get down. We think Cam Young's in the bunker for two. Brian Harmon, our leader, is on the front edge of the green in three. Par five, fifth. Yeah, that was a, a really good third shot from Brian Harmon. Um, the, the cameras, the lenses have got water all over them, so sometimes it's very hard to be absolutely sure where the ball has ended up. But, but Harmon was in the middle of the fairway, a little shy of the green. Can he get up and down to preserve his current score? We'll find out shortly on The Open Radio, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at The Open. Earth, sun, water, wind, etched into sporting history. The greatest prize in golf awaits. Oh my goodness. Who can conquer the elements? Who will be named champion golfer of the year? Forged by nature, this is the Open. This is the Open indeed. It's the final round of the 151st Open and we go back to Ron and Ramey. Yes, we are now on the first of the bar threes. Uh, sixth hole, we've just seen John Rahm play his tee shot. Uh, he's safely on the green. He's a long ways, all of 35 feet to the right of the pin, but safely on. Now, Victor Hovland. Here's Victor Hovland here on the left-hand side of the tee box, about to hit. Ball is away. He's holding his pose here. Ball's high up into the sixth par three here. Ball hits on the right-hand side there. So over to you, Sue. Tommy Fleetwood's ball in the air down the right-hand side, about 160 yards, maybe a bit less to go. Uh, the pin is at the front right here, and that looks like it's gone a little bit big, Robert. Yeah, unfortunately, Tommy's hit that through the back of the green. He, had an, he leaked his tee shot just in the right semi and had no real angle. Had to try and hoist it up in the air from 158 yards, and it's just sort of semi-airmailed the green, sort of long right. But he will have green to work with with his pitch shot. Meanwhile, Seb Stracker hit a cracking drive, middle of the fairway from 140. 40 yards, his ball is in the air. He could get this close. Oh, he's a 
terrific, oh, he's hit a terrific shot in here with a bit of backspin and spun it back to about, I don't know, five or six feet behind the pin. Off the tee, I would say, Marcus, today, and Robert, you would agree with this, I think, and certainly off the fairway, Seb Stracker looks a little more tidy than Tommy Fleetwood at the moment. Yeah, he has, you know, that makes it such a big difference. Tommy just in the right semi, not a good angle, Stracker in the middle of the fairway, but we'll go back to Matty. Thank you very much, Robert. You find us here at the par 5 fifth, where we can report definitively that Cam Young's approach did find the left front bunker. Now Barry's in there in two. He's already walked down and kind of assessed his options and his lie, and one of his options was to have his right foot actually out and above the, this, the bottom of the bunker. As we turn our sights back to Brian Harmon, remember he took a drop out of a gorse bush, so he lies three. Wedge in hand for a little pitch here at this par five. Waggling the club over it, settling and sending. Hits a little bit of spin to it, really well done. Although that one's trickling out. That one is trickling out a little bit on him. So a tester left for Brian Harmon and his par. And it looks very much like there's a tester before Cam Young as he's trying to decide if he wants that right foot in or out of the bunker, Paul. Yeah, always tough when you're up against the back edge of the bunker. You know, he's got his left foot in there. That's fine. He can secure a base with that one. But the danger is, is he hits the face of the bunker or the back lip on his way down when he's trying to make contact. So he needs a short grip, maybe on the steel of the shaft, to try and get some purchase. Now both feet in the bunker, narrower stance. He's got to keep the... Oh, no, he's changed his mind. That's more comfortable with the right leg at a 45 degree angle out of the bunker now. Gripping right down here. Early pickup, cock the wrist. It's gonna be a steep angle of attack which doesn't help with getting the ball up and that bunker face is four or five feet high in front of him. No, and he hasn't done it, he's miscued it. Got none of the ball really there and the ball limply hit into the front face. Maybe two, three feet up and is still in the bunker after three shots. Little more orthodox with this next one, Muddy, when he gets round to it. Yeah, it's quite possible he has compounded his circumstance because the question now is how much room he will have at the front of this bunker to try to carry it up over the facing. And then the flag itself is a good 50 feet away from him, and he has to carry it almost that whole way. The 151st open shot on the way from the bunker from Cam Young. He has blasted it to about 11 feet away. Mind you, he's now there in four, so he has that much left for par. It shows you just how lethal these bunkers can be. At the same time, you had Brian Harmon, whose tee shot found a gorse bush, forced to take relief. He went back on the line between uh, the golf ball and the flag. And he went back. How far would you say he had to go back? I think he went back around about 25 yards to find the fairway because there was rough between him and the bush. So that's how far he needed to go back to find a nice lie at which he could drop the ball and then hit a fantastic fairway wood down just short of the green. But again, it was a strange choice to play a pitch shot from just short of this fifth green for his uh, fourth shot and, and and the reason I say it was strange Matt because with the surface water on these greens you're never really sure of the contact and the spin there's going to be water on the ball water on the club face certainly water on the green when the ball lands which will skid and it affects the spin on the ball and as we saw there Brian didn't get the spin that he wanted and he's gone some 15 feet by this for par. 
Okay, so Brian Harmon practicing his putting stroke laterally behind his line. Now he steps into it for the lefty. And as Paul was just describing for us, this is a 15-foot effort for par here at the fifth. So even though Cameron Young has had his own difficulties here at the fifth because of that bunker, a miss and a make in that order would result in the lead getting tighter between these two. However, it can go the other way as well. From 15 feet away, Brian Harmon settles in for his par putt here at the fifth, creeping it down to the hole and it stays above ground. So that's another bogey for Brian Harmon. He is now two over on the day as we go over to Ron. Yes, well, John Rom can get even closer to him because he's got a long birdie putt downhill from the right-hand side on this par three sixth. Birdie on the previous hole for Rom, remember? Another opportunity now, sets it on its way, stays down on it, likes it, likes it. Oh, but it's still above ground. Let's go to Sue. Yeah, I tell you what, Sepp Stracker's trying to get involved in the conversation here. He might just insert himself because he's got a short birdie opportunity, another fabulous approach, Robert. Beautiful shot in here. This is a six foot to get to seven under at the eight. Oh, it's lipped out on the left. It'll be, that'll be extremely frustrating for him. So it's only a four after another wonderful shot into the green from Sepp. Just to update as well, Tommy Fleetwood was in the rough stuff at the back of the green, just got a bit overexcited from where he was down the fairway. And he's chipped it out, but he's left himself a really tricky one coming back for par, hasn't he? Yeah, he's left himself a lot more than he'd have than he'd have liked, although it was, you know, he was in the he'd gone through the back of the green and into the, the heavyish rough. Didn't look like a very nice lie at all. So it was probably quite a good shot from where he was. The mistake was going in there, but he has still got, like Sue said, six feet or so here to save par at the eight. And these are such big putts on a day like today. You really don't want to be going back at all. Keep the momentum. So come on, Tommy. Can you knock this one in? He's standing over it now. The rain's getting heavier again. This is not, not, not easy conditions. Ball's on its way. Come on, Tommy. Yes, he's in. Well done, Tommy. He made his four at the eighth, and he'll remain at six under par. Marcus, back to you. Well, thank you, Sue. I mean, this is really interesting. A number of the leading players going out right at the end of the day are struggling, and that is uh, making the leaderboard that much more fascinating. A little further down, not going so well for Alex Fitzpatrick. Now, he's one over for the day through eight, and uh, that gives him a tie of 15th places at three under par. Laurie Cantor had a really good day earlier on, a three under 68. He's in a tie for 17th with Xander Schofle, Hideki Matsuyama, Sunjay Im. And uh, further down still, but of course, Victor Hovland, we know, is struggling. Scotty Scheffler and Adrian Moronk have had the best rounds of the day so far, four under par 67s. They have both finished at level par for the championship in a tie for 24th place. And uh, we mentioned Matthew Southgate a lot because he worked with us for the whole of last year. He would have been with us again had he not qualified dramatically for this year's Open, and he's responded brilliantly. A two under 69 today, so he's finished at level par in a tie for 24th. Here's Jason Day for his par, and you can tell by his reaction there, it is miss, that means he drops a shot. Yeah, it's, um, it's a familiar story for Jason Day. Just when you think he's getting it together, 
it goes wrong again. So he slips back to a tie for eighth. He's one over after seven, four under for the championship. And Rory McElroy has missed. missed yeah, missed his the par putt. Yep, yep. Oh dear. So uh, back to five under. He, uh, yes, he is. He's back to five under. So one step forward, two steps back for a, an awful lot of the contenders. Conditions so difficult. I think we have to convey that conditions are really, really difficult out there for the players. Well, the uh, final pairing of Cameron Young and Brian Harmon have made it to the sixth. Both of them are two over through five. So. Uh, it's not exactly a case of the leaders leading the way at the moment, Alison Walker. But then you know how it can change again. You know, <laughs> just when it's the conditions or whatever it is, something changed again. This one step forward, two steps back, two to the side, one to the front. This is why we love, we love this final day of action. Yeah, so bogeys for both Harmon and for Cameron Young at the fifth. Max Homer's having a decent day. He's two under through 13. That uh, gives him a tie of ninth place at four under par. Can I give it a shout out for our commentators? Hello and good morning from the Fishers in Indiana. Excited to follow as my friends Matty and Paul Eels call the final game today. Fortunate to have played in a four ball with both in Florida a year or so ago. Settling in for a tremendous finish. Cheers and that's from Mark Bilger. Thank you for that. And just a, a few other scores from much further down the leaderboard. You may be wondering about Christo Lamprecht, for example, the South African amateur who led after the first day with a 66. Well, since then, he shot 79, 76 and 74 today. Uh, and he has finished at 11 over par in a tie for 74th place. Bobby McIntyre has finished, or he's at least right now, in a tie for 71st. He shot a 76 today to be 10 over par. We'll go back to Sophie and Carl. Emiliano Grillo here at 11 after birding the tough par 4 10. This is for back-to-back -back birdies to get to five under par. Gets it started on the right-hand side, squeaks in the left side of the hole. Emiliano Grillo now into a tie for fifth at five under par. Some other names near the bottom of the leaderboard who you would not expect to find near the bottom of a leaderboard. Brooks Kepka, he shot a 75 today to finish eight over in a tie for 64th place with, amongst others, Podrick Harrington. He had a 74 today. Bryson DeChambeau, rounds of 74, 70, 74 and 73 to leave him seven over par in a tie for 60th place. Zach Johnson, a former champion, shot a 74 today, so he's in a tie for 55th. At five over par, moving a little further up the leaderboard. Oh, Minwoo Lee, he has uh, plunged down the board. He's five over today through 14 to leave him at three over for the championship. Ricky Fowler, 72, 73, 67, but today three over through 14. So he's at two over par. Captain America hasn't had a good day either. Patrick Reed, three over through 15 to be two over par. For all our Canadian fans, I know there are a lot of those listening. Corey Connors is three over through 16 in a tie for 40th place. Just a quick one from Ross Dinson. He's very worried. He's saying go, Rory. But more importantly, what is the latest on Ripper? glasses well we've had various reports they've been seen in America Australia on a train between Liverpool and London he doesn't care because he's, he's just been going around borrowing he says various pairs of glasses that have either been lost or dropped or in his case now 
stolen. But thank you for all the care and attention you've given to uh, Rupert, who is uh, an invaluable member of our team. The Battle of the Fitzpatricks, we're keeping an eye on that. Now, Matt Fitzpatrick is three over through 12, so he's one over par in a tie for 32nd place. And his younger brother, who we have referred to several times today, he was uh, getting into a little bit of a theme of birdie bogey. Birdie bogey, then he bogeyed again. And where has he gone on the leaderboard? He is... So, where are you? Where are you? He must have... Something must have happened to him. There he, is. there he is. There he is. As well. well, Alex Fitzpatrick is... Uh, he's one over through nine. So he's three under for the championship in a tie for 14th. And Henrik? Henrik finished with a 69, had a chance of birdie on the last, but missed, just missed it. So he finishes this championship on three under par, former champion. And Tommy Fleetwood has hit a, a bit of a beauty on the par three ninth. He's pin high. He'll have a birdie putt of about 25 feet, something like that. Umbrellas up everywhere. I mean, we're sitting very pretty and comfortably in this studio. I know it's not cold outside, but it's it's wet and it's miserable and Brian Harmon has a birdie putt coming up on the sixth so let's go to Matt and Paul absolutely beautiful tee shot by Brian Harmon remember Harmon is two over on the day to this point so desperate after a bogey at the last to settle a ship the bogey at the last came by virtue of finding a gorse bush with his tee shot Putt is on its way from 15 feet away, curling it in. So Brian Harmon gets one back. That takes him to 11 under par with a birdie at the par three six hole. Question now is can Cam Young answer? Well, first of all, Matty, we're two unbelievably good tee shots here at the six, particularly coming after Bogin. What is the easiest hole, or has been the easiest hole on the on the course of the tournament, the par five fifth, but that's a good blow for Brian Harmon. Now, what can Cam Young do? He had a chance on the last to reduce the deficit. And now he's got this to keep the deficit. Having a really good look, got the caddy in behind it. The umbrella is up. The towel is dangling from the spokes within that umbrella. Set to have a go. He's obviously using the line on the golf ball. It's taking seemingly forever to get that line. And I think just because the, the greens are a little bit slower than the players normally have and the added rain on here, the break isn't anywhere near the amount that the players are giving. I think most of the players are over-borrowing these butts. Straighter and firmer would do the job. Easy standing here in front of a microphone, not with a putter, but come on for a two on its way, and yes, it does. Cameron Young gets the one back that he dropped on the fifth as they move off to the seventh. Alison. Yeah, what a topsy-turvy round this is turning out to be, Harmon, with that four-shot lead at the moment over Ram and birdies dropping and... Lots and lots going on. A couple of other emails for you. We have a message from a friend in Edinburgh, but in the meantime, and that person is a Robert Dinwoody fan, so let's get out to Robert Dinwoody. Seb Stracker at the ninth for a two up the hill, and he's made it. Well done, Seb Stracker. That was a long par, long par three here, and he's made a gorgeous two, and that gets him to seven under. So Seb Stracker's now only three... No, Harmon's made four, only four shots, four shots back from Harmon.
Yep, and we've just watched that in the studio here. Well played to Sepp Straka. And that message for Robert Dinwoody from Anne Johnson in Edinburgh, who says she's a big fan of Robert. She's up there for a precious family weekend. And catching up on the comments and vivid atmosphere you conjure up, desperate to hear more. Will I be able to find your coverage on catch-up, she's asking. And also, yay for Matthew Southgate. Great play from Matthew today. And yet, what a championship he's had. And great to see him performing. We miss him, but it was great to see him in action here in the four rounds at the 151st Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Well, this leaderboard, Marcus, is really hotting up now. Things happening all over the place. Yeah, most certainly. I've got to say things are, are wetting up outside. <laughs> yeah, I just right. nipped out and... Uh, Message for the team, if you're going to go to the outside portaloos, put on some very, very sturdy shoes. It's a mud bath out there, and I nearly fell over, which would have been a disaster. Back to Carl and Sophie watching Rory McIlroy. Yeah, unfortunately, Rory McIlroy's missed the 12th fairway to the left-hand side and has an absolutely brutal lie. Very thick, wet grass over there, and the ball sitting down at the bottom. Big tuft of grass behind the ball as well. He takes a big lash at it. The right hand comes off immediately. And that is way to the right and short of the green. He's got plenty of green to work with, but we'll go down and take a look at the lie. Meanwhile, Emiliano Grillo uh, has got about a 22-footer for three in a row out here at the 12th. He currently sits at five under. Thanks, Carl. Um, Tommy Fleetwood did get his par on nine. So he has gone out in a one under par 34. He's currently in a tie for fourth place. One under today, six under for the championship. That's one back from John Rahm and Sepp Stracker, who are four behind Brian Harmon. It's bubbling up. That's what we were hoping for. That's what we were expecting on the final day of the 151st Open. Wyndham Clark began the week hoping to become the first man since Tiger Woods to win the US Open and the Open in the same summer. And Remy Burns was mighty impressed with his performance. I can't remember if it was the first round or the second round, but it hasn't happened for him over the course of the weekend. And he has completed his uh, round two over today. One over for the championship in a tie for 32nd place. Yep, tee shot for Brian Harmon down the right-hand side. It doesn't seem too unhappy with it in a decent enough position, I think. Let's go back. Uh, let us go back to Ron and Ramey. Yes, we're on the seventh, the par four seventh, and a birdie butt for John Rahm, around about 18, 20 feet across the green. He currently is at seven under. He's picked up one shot a day. Unfortunately, his playing partner, Victor Hovland, has had a bit of a disaster. He's dropped four shots. Remember, he started at five under. Well, he's now one under. But Ron, ready now. Over this part. For a birdie, which would take him to eight under par. Settles over it. He's had problems with drips coming off his cap, but this time he sends it on its way. Looks good, looks good, looks very good. Little gasp from the crowd tells you that it stayed above ground, but it should be a simple little tap-in for John. In fact, he's going to mark it. Now then, what about Hovland Ray? Yes, Hovland's having a bit of a nightmare here today. He had to lay up a second shot. That's third shot he hit into about 10 feet 
as we see John Ram just clean his ball, step in, widens his stance, and he knocks it in. So John Ram will make a four here at number seven. We'll head to the eighth. Over to you, Marcus. Thank you, Ramey. This is the Open Radio. A reminder, you can listen to us in a variety of different ways on the Open website and the app. Sirius XM in North America, TalkSport 2 in the United Kingdom, 87.7 FM in the local area, and via the headsets, which are available all around Hoylake. The Open Radio brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at the Open. Guarantee your place at the 152nd Open with Origins. New premier experiences are now available for the Open's return to Royal Troon next summer. Head to theopen.com forward slash hospitality to book now. Max Homer has just birdied the 14th. He's three under for the day, five under for the championship and a tie for sixth place as we go back to Carl and Sophie. Rory McIlroy hit a chip from right-hand side of the green. It's raced past the hole 12 feet beyond... Emiliano Grillo has an opportunity though from 22 feet back up the green. This for three in a row. The putt is struck, it's moving from left to right. It's tracking and just dips low and right off the hole. So he's looking like an easy par, but McElroy is struggling to save par. You think a bogey on 10, a missed opportunity on 11. And right when Harmon was, was dropping that shot, he saw that on the leaderboard, didn't he, Carl? He did indeed. If he could have gotten that putt at 11 to drop, obviously, uh, being one shot closer. But now it's been struggling all the way up this 12th hole. Missed the fairway on the left-hand side, left it short and right in the heavy grass on the right-hand side. Couldn't get any spin on his chip shot. And as Sophie said, the ball has raced 12 feet by the hole. Tough putt coming back. The, you know, we said on the last hole, he needs to make a birdie at 11. This is an absolute must right here to remain five under par and six shots back of the lead. And that's Brian Harmon, who's currently playing the seventh hole. Rory McIlroy ready now. Harry Diamond backs out. Takes a couple of looks at the hole. This for par to remain five under. Gets it started, rolling down towards the hole. He's buried it. Absolutely buried it. That was an aggressive putting stroke right in the center of the hole. He'll head to the 13th. Five under, six shots back. Well, that's exactly what he needed at this stage. And Antoine Orozna, after back-to-back -back bogeys at six and seven, has just birdied the eighth. So he's one over through eight. He's four under for the championship in a tie for 11th place with Shabanka Sharma, Thomas Dietrich, and Matthew Jordan, whose fantastic week continues. He's one under through 10, four under for the championship. To Matt and Paul for Cameron Young, second at the seventh. Yeah, from 194, hitting his approach shot here at the par four, seventh, coming off a birdie at the last, soaring into the air is this one and missing the target for Cameron Young on the right side. It's a gentle swale over there, I suspect, with the counsel and guidance that Eelsey has been telling us so far today that that's probably going to be a putter in hand for him instead of the wedge next time around. Meanwhile, on the complete opposite side of the fairway, Brian Harmon also coming off a birdie on the last to get back to 11 under par. Same distance, Matt. The uh, target is not the flag here because it's tucked behind two bunkers that eat into the front of this seventh on its way looking for this to finish right of the flag 
It's on its way. The pin is only 10 on. It pitches right of the flag and it comes up the right distance and we'll have 30 feet for Brian Harmon. That's a terrific shot. Yeah, really nice shot for our leader, Brian Harmon. Again, he stands on 11 under par. Cam Young is on six under par. We'll have their next shots coming up. Thank you, guys. I think it's time to update exactly what is happening on top of that leaderboard. The Open Leaderboard. Reminded that Brian Harmon started the final round with a five-shot lead. Well, it's down to four at the moment. One over through six, 11 under par. Sepp Stracker and John Rahm are both on seven under par. Tommy Fleetwood and Cameron Young at six under. Not a great day for Young, who is one over through six. Several players at five under par. Max Homer, who's three under through 14 today. Emiliano Grillo, two under through 12. Rory McIlroy, two under through 12. And Tom Kim, two under through 10. Jason Day is level after eight. Four players at four under par. Matthew Jordan, I just mentioned him, one under through 10. That's the same situation with Thomas Dietrich. Nothing really happening for Shabanka Sharma so far today. He is level. Antoine Rosner, after successive bogeys, is one over through eight. And then at three under par, Henrik Stenson, who shot a two under 69 today. Alex Fitzpatrick, one over through 10. And the players at two under par consist of Laurie Cantor, who had a three under 68. Xander Chauflé, one under through 15. Hideki Matsuyama, he's level after 14. So too Sunjai Im after 13 holes. And Nikolai Hoygaard, two over today through 10. He's at one under par. Those are the players in the red. This is the Open Radio. I'm Marcus Buckland. Alison Walker is alongside me. We'll head back out to the course and join Sue Thurl, who's alongside Robert Dinwiddie. Yeah, we're just down the side in the rough on the right-hand side of this par 4 10th fairway. It's playing really long today. This is the hole that used to be a par 5, now a par 4. And Robert Dinwiddie, eyes sharp off the tee, noticed that the guys were going with driver today. Earlier in the week, they've been going with three-wood, but because there's no wind, there's not a breath of wind out here at all at the moment, they have gone with the uh, drivers today. Two good drives and two nice approach shots as well as Tommy Fleetwood walks past us. Yeah, it's a very difficult hole, the 10th. 500 plus yard par four. Both hit drivers off the tee. Stracker from 215 hit a lovely, I don't know, four or five iron just past the pin. And then Tommy, I think Tommy's actually matched it. It, looks, it's, it was hard to see his ball, but it looks like I can see two balls just past this front pin at the 10th with about 20, 25 foot putts for birdie. And back to Marcus. OK, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, distortion on the line between where we are and where you are, which is no great surprise because the conditions here are not pleasant. We were given all those awful forecasts at the start of the week, didn't really materialise until mid-morning today and the rain has uh, refused to go away. OK, let's go back to Matty Allen and uh, Paul Matty Adam. I do know a Matty Allen, but Matty Adam and Paul Eels watching Harmon and Young. Marcus, thank you very much. And we can report that the rain has gotten heavier 
again, it's it's really a very, very heavy mist. Uh, you can definitely feel it coming right off the D estuary, such as it is. Now, out here at the par 4 7th, remember Cam Young missed the green to the right. He left himself a good 60, 65 feet away from the hole. We suspected that perhaps he would use a putter from there, but Paulie chose the wedge instead. Yes, he did, and of course we could see it from the side. There was no spin on the golf ball, and it just ran that five or six feet by because he didn't get the spin that he would normally get. Now, Brian Harmon, after that wonderful approach up from 194, got a relatively straight putt here up the green. They can give this a hit. Danger is just coming up short. It's on its way. Have you hit it hard enough, Brian? On its way for a second consecutive. But yes, he does. What a putt. Takes him back to level par for the round and minus 12 for the championship. Brian Harmon, what a birdie. That's, uh, that is mighty impressive. And I have to say, it's very similar to yesterday when, of course, Brian Harmon went two over early on. He got it back. He didn't look back thereafter, and maybe, just maybe, he's uh, he's got one hand now on the claret jug. It's looking like that. He looks completely and utterly unflappable, and it's not just him being professional. He is holding some amazing putts. Back to Paul and Matt. Thank you very much. Where Cam Young is just about to step into what is now a par-saving effort, and. It feels a whole lot more important now. Two birdies in a row for our leader, Brian Harmon, gets him back to 12 under. Cam Young coming off a bogey birdie stretch in his last two and needs this one from six feet to stay six under, and he gets it. So well executed there. Just so. Sepp Stracker with a birdie opportunity down the slope. We're looking through a curtain of rain at the moment in front of us. Big crowds around this green ball on its way from the impressive Austrian, and he's up out of the stance, and he isn't going to see that ball drop. They've both hit two very nice approaches in here, Robert, didn't they? They've hit really, really good approaches. This hole is very, very difficult. Long, long par four. They've both hit excellent shots in just behind the pin, with the pin is sort of, there's a false front to this screen and the pin is tucked just over it and Tommy and Sepp hit it in behind it. Now Tommy's coming in for his putt. Sepp just putt on almost the identical line so he's got a good read on this one you would have thought. Over it now. Ball on its way. Tommy's holding his pose. Oh, I think it just snuck off to the right on him a little bit. But it looks like it's going to be par fours for both Strecker and Fleetwood at the 10th. Yeah, we'll head to the 11th, so Stracker 7 under, Tommy 6. We're on the 13th green, and, well, before we could see Wales, now I can hardly see the estuary. It's murky out there. Grillo hit the green, as did Rory McElroy. Lucky not to spin it off the front edge, actually. And he's got the best part of 40 feet back towards this estuary. The wind seems to have died in this part of the golf course. And this is a flag I thought both players would attack more, but they haven't. Grillo sets in for his birdie putt. The ball is on its way. It's moving from left to right. Is it going to come back? No, but it's good for pace. And both players have done really well at getting the pace of these greens, haven't they, Carl? They have indeed. Uh, Emiliano Grillo has uh, been playing some steady golf, of course, with Rory McIlroy's start that he got off to. But a big par putt on the last for Rory to keep him at five under. A little off balance with his iron shot here at 13. He was leaning like it was going to the right. So if you have noticed that he has been aiming further and further to the right as the day has gone on. 
trying to play big sweeping hook shots uh, for most of his shots today. Now 35 feet for Rory McIlroy. This to get back to six under par. And as our leader Brian Harmon has made a couple of birdies, this feels like a must make for Rory McIlroy running out of holes here at the 151st Open Championship. Rory sets the putter behind the ball, spreads his feet, takes one last look at the hole, gets the ball started on the way. Watching this one intently as it rolls up to the hole, just misses, just misses. Puts his right hand on his knee, bends over as to say, how in the world did that not go in? It'll be two tap-in pars for Rory McIlroy and Emiliano Grillo. They will remain at five under. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, a message for Robert Dinwiddie, Peter Finch, and Sophie Walker from Tom Kim, who is now in a tie for third place. He is three under through 11. He is at six under par. He's six off the lead. And the reason I mentioned Robert Dinwiddie, Peter Finch, and Sophie Walker is that because in successive podcasts, they wrote off the chances of uh, Big Tom, and he has uh, <laughs> he's answered emphatically a Sepp Stracker. Oh, dear, dear, dear. A bogey from nowhere for Stracker, and that takes him back to six under as we go to Ron and Ram. Ram to go to eight under from around about 12 feet or so, I, I would imagine. Not very much more than that, Ray. Yes, 12 foot here across the green here for birdie. Fabulous iron shot in here from the left rough. He's just standing into it now. Currently seven under par. This putt to get to eight under par. Steps in, club behind the ball. Widens the stance. Massive crowds, ball is on its way. Is it gonna get there, will it get there, will it get there? Ooh, it stays up out of that miss. And he pushes the putter forward. So unfortunately, he comes up empty here. He'll remain at seven under par and we'll move on to the ninth. Oh, Fractions, fractions, fractions. Jason down the ninth, Alison. Yeah, with his second shot on five under par into the green on the ninth here. Oh, oh, goodness me. And he's hold it. He's hold it. What a shot. What a shot by Jason Day and the crowd going absolutely crazy. Beautiful golf shot. I mean, that's extraordinary because his tee shot had missed by a mile. But he makes amends. That is back-to-back -back birdies for Jason Day. He's back in business. He's up to a tie for third place at six under par. It's amazing how so many players do take these steps forward and backwards again now. Can Day maintain the momentum on the back nine? That's the big question, of course. It is. Well, well, well. You look up and you see something brilliant from somebody and we shouldn't be surprised because the best golfers in the world are of course here at Hoylake at Royal Liverpool where it's been raining all day wherever you are whatever you're doing we're delighted that uh, you're with us on this final afternoon in northwest England the rain actually looks to be about as heavy as at any stage today as we go back to Matty and Eelsey and you found us here at the par 4 8th relatively straightforward par 4 this the eighth hole measures a total of 430 yards. The pin today, however, is where the challenge lies. 13 paces on the front and only six from the right-hand side. That right-hand side is very well protected. Yes, it is. There's two huge bunkers there and a downslope. This pin only cut nine on and right behind those bunkers. Brian Harmon 
from the right side of the fairway so he's if he's going to go directly at it has to make sure he covers 135 yards that takes the downslope and the bunkers out 149 totally has plenty of green to the left and right he doesn't need to attack find the middle of the green brian can only be a nine nine or so from here the wind has just died at the minute over the ball the left-hander we're about a hundred yards down the fairway from him has a lots of little waggles back through hits nice big divot flies He's leaning as though he's leaked it to the left, and that is fine, right in the middle of the green. Why wouldn't you hit it there? Terrific shot. Ron? Here are we just in front of you, Paul, on the uh, par 3 ninth, where John Rahm is ready on the tee, Ray. Yes, he's on the tee box here. Seven under par for the championship. This par 3 ninth hole, measuring 189 yards today. Couple of wriggles. Dress in black, black wetsuit, white hat. And the ball is up in the sky. He's posing it, he's posing it. The ball is coming down towards the front part of the green. And unfortunately, it fell away. And we'll just go down here and see exactly if this is in a bunker or not. It could have missed it, but we'll let you know in a few minutes or two, Marcus. Yeah, thanks. I think it has missed that bunker, but we'll wait for you to get down there and just confirm that. John looks a little un. Well, I, I won't say unhappy, but thoughtful underneath that big umbrella of his. So, Brian Harmon doing what he has to do, back where he started with a five-shot lead over John Rahm with Tom Kim, Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Stracker, Jason Day and Cameron Young, all at six under par in a tie for third place. And Young there with his approach to the eighth, his pin high. Meanwhile... At the uh, 18th, the defending champions round is coming to a close. It is Cameron Smith plus one with his third shot to 18. And landing nicely on the green to the applause from the crowd. A sizable putt for the 2022 Open champion. Looking a little bedraggled with those blonde locks down the back of his cap. Not a championship that he would have wanted. But he'll want to finish with a flourish and a birdie opportunity at 18. Yeah, he came here this week saying, oh, it's hard. Handing back that claret jug. Didn't enjoy that. Want to make sure that I can take it home again on Sunday evening. He's never really looked as though he was going to have an opportunity to do that. As he walks up the 18th, he's currently in a tie for 33rd place. He's actually two over today through 17. That's one over for the championship. But as an open champion, he deserves the ovation that's coming his way now. The applause perhaps a little more muted than usual because when you're holding an umbrella <laughs> in one hand, it's very hard to clap vehemently. Unless you have somebody with you that's holding it, in which case it helps, but uh, yeah, not to be this year. No, we discovered actually that's one of Paul Eel's few skills holding up umbrellas. He was very good at that. He's pretty back, useful. Back on, yep. Yes, he was. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Good to know. Well, he's out on the course. Our top team are out on the course doing their best to stay dry. I suggest that you keep your emails coming. I have to be honest at this stage, we're not going to have too much time to read too many more out. Radio at theopen.com 
is the address. Ali's got a couple. Yeah, if we hand. can get this one out, it would be great from Matt uh, Wheeldon. Hope I've said your name correctly, Matt. Uh, a quick shout out appreciated for all special needs golfers around the world and the amazing support we receive from golf courses here in Ontario. My 13-year-old son, Sam, has complex special needs. And while he has challenges with most everyday activities, he loves playing golf. So there you go. Good to hear from you. Out to Matt. Very safely played with his second shot for Brian Harmon here at the par for eighth. Very much settling down with birdies on the last two. Gets him back to level par in his efforts for the day. And the trouble was here in eight was the two century bunkers on the right side protecting. And he safely played it left to both of them. So he's left himself 30 feet for birdie. That's what he's stepping into right now, putting up the slope of the green in that direction. Harmon looks down his line once, twice, three times, settles back at the ball with his eyes and sends it forth. Ball is rolling up to the cup, and this one will not drop for him, but a very, very fine effort indeed. He's going to step right up to ensure the four at the eighth. This will keep Brian Harmon at level par for his efforts today. He is 12 under for this open, and Ilzi has his return, I should say, in fairness, to just playing good, solid, conservative strategy, it's its a bit of a chess game at this point, is impressive. It really is, Matt. I mean, on, on the last hole, he, he played away from the flag toward the center of the green and made that putt for birdie. He didn't take on the challenge of the bunkers and the downslope here on eight, hit it in the middle of the green, two putts for par. You know, he's 10 holes away from lifting the, the claret jug, and if he keeps playing the way he's doing sensibly like that, He's going to be doing it. Well, we'll see if he can maintain that sense of purpose as the stark reality is going to start to hit him as the holes get fewer and fewer to potentially hoisting the Clara Jug and becoming the champion golfer of the year. Of course, there are others who will have a vote on that. Cam Young hopes that fate will turn in his direction. He has a birdie opportunity here. He did take on those two bunkers, but... He was 129 away, and it still was a little bit dangerous, but he caught the sloping on the back of him, and it catapulted the ball forward. He is whole high, putting down the slope. This is to try to get to seven under. Settling. He looks one last time before he goes. Ball is coming down the hill. Oh, it caught so much of the hole and refused to drop. So Cam Young will continue on six under par. Brian Harmon, our leader, is 12 under. Oh, Cameron Young and that putter, I suspect, will not be united for too much longer. Very similar to much of yesterday, as far as he's concerned. The defending champions round has come to an end. He didn't get he that He didn't birdie. get that birdie at the final. He was 73 for the 2022 champion. 72, 72, 68, 73, and plus one for the championship. Which, at the moment, has him in a tie for 33rd place with Patrick Reed, Richard Bland, and Wyndham Clark, and various others as well, as we go back to Ron and to Ramey. Yes, well, we watched John Rahm. Remember I described the factor. He, he, I can tell you that he came out this way on the left-hand side. He played it well, but he's gone past the pin to an awkward sort of six or seven feet. So this is for his par. This is a par three, remember. And it's by no, mean easy, no means an easy putt, Ray. Not at all. No, especially with the noise beside us here. But anyway, John Rahm steps in. Six, seven footer here to save par on number nine. 
Why does this dance? Just takes a little bit of rain off his hat. Ball is on his way, getting towards the hole. Oh, and he's missed it. What a disaster here for John Ram. No wind out here at all. Quite an easy pin position today. He will drop to six under par for the championship. And, and we'll move on to the 10th hole, Marcus. Yeah, backward step for John Rahm at a critical moment on the final afternoon of the 151st Open. Now, Robert Dinwiddie's having a look at Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood chipping from the back left corner of the 11th green to the back right flag. Was, this is a sort of makeable chip, just chunk onto the edge of the green, run it out. He's done a pretty good job, but gone, run out, run out, run out, run out. Oh, it's come up literally six inches short of the hole for Tommy. He's going to make a four at the 11th. Well, he is currently in a tie for second place with Tom Kim, Sepp Stracker, Jason Day, and uh, in fact, while well, the leaderboard has, has changed, he's in a tie for third place as we speak. One under through ten, six under for the championship. And, uh, yeah, a bit like with Rory McIlroy, close but no cigar at so many of these greens. And, of course, it's mere fractions that make all the difference between becoming a major champion and going home like most golfers do at the end of the week or the end of the round, saying, oh, if it hadn't been for this, and it hadn't been for that. I tell you, with Brian Harmon, we just, we just expect him to just methodically get through this round and finish off. He has shown very little emotion in his round, and let's head to Matty and Yosey. Tee shot away now by Brian Harmon here at the par of three. Ninth from 223 yards. Flag is two-thirds back and center. And this one comes in the left front just above a bunker on that side. Very safely played by Brian Harmon. Once again, employing caution and strategy as he progresses. Right. Sue, a Stracker birdie putt. Sepp Stracker for birdie on 11 to go into second on his own. And he's made it out on his own in second for Sepp Stracker. That is a fabulous birdie after a magnificent drive down 11. Yeah, that explains why the scoreboard has changed dramatically again just a few moments ago. So Sepp Stracker is two under through 11, seven under for the championship and five back as Jason Day gets his par on 10. So he stays at one under today. He's at six under along with Tom Kim, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm and Cameron Young. We've got Max Homer looking good at three under through 15 at five under par, and that's the same score as Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy as we go back to Carl and Sophie, who are watching McIlroy and Grillo. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Grillo hit a very nice shot in here, was lucky that it stayed up on that right-hand side. Could have easily gone down that slope and all the way to the rough. Just outside of 12 feet to get to six under par, rolling up to the hole and in. There's a fist bump from Emiliano Grillo, who moves to six under. That's a big putt right there, Sophie. Isn't it? And you feel like their rounds of, of flip-flop Rory started quickly and then and then fell back as, as Grillo has just taken this back nine apart, which I've not seen too much of this week. He's hit the ball beautifully into the greens. Rory McIlroy did exactly that as well. Found the fairway off the tee, this dog leg from right to left. He had 192 yards into the pin. And like Carl is saying, its balance has been off in this last five or six holes. Not this time. He held his pose as the ball flew straight towards the flag. Harry Diamond steps away 
McElroy steps into this putt. Can he follow his playing partner in? Right hand below left. 16 feet left for birdie for McElroy. The ball is on its way. It's moving from left to right and it's in the cup. So back got birdies for Grillo McElroy and they're making a move at minus six now, moving to the par five. The rain is really coming down right now, but the bouncing walk into that 15th tee box, the par five, this could be critical for Rory, especially he can reach, can Carl? Yeah, especially right before a par five, as you mentioned, he needs a good drive down this 15th hole, give himself an opportunity to get it on the green and two, and who knows, maybe an eagle at the 15th will make some waves out here. Yeah, this is exactly what he needs. It looked flat on 10 and 11. It started to feel cold out here, but now birdies make you warm. And Roy McIlroy is feeling warm and the crowd has just surged down this 15th hole. Back to you, Marcus. Thank you, Sophie. And straight to Alison. Ricky Fowler at 17. Opening shot and does it? Oh, it nearly hit the hole. It was nearly a hole in one for Ricky Fowler. Incredible bounces through the pin and a couple of feet on. Great play from Ricky Fowler. Oh, well, we've, we've only had, I think I'm right saying, only one hole in one all week. So we nearly doubled that tally. Ricky Fowler currently in a tie for 33rd place, two over, coming to the 17th. Remember, he had that excellent 67 yesterday after rounds of 72 and 73, so he only just made the cut. But uh, that would have been nice for him on a rain-soaked afternoon in the northwest of England, various crowd shots of ladies and gentlemen <laughs> sort of doing their best to keep the rain off them. And I tell you, everybody's smiling and laughing. I mean, they, they know if they come to the wet, they've got the gear, that's it. Over to Matt Nielsen. Yeah, we've just seen the pitch shot of Cameron Young from the right-hand side of the par three ninth scoot on by. So uh, he's going to really struggle here to make his par three and not going to make a dent in the lead that Brian Harmon currently holds. He's at 12 under. He found this green with his tee shot and he'll have around about 35 feet to go on a relatively straight putt up the slope for his birdie two attempt. Unfortunately, Cam Young, as soon as he hit his tee shot, he knew that it had gone to the right. He feigned to snap the club over his knee. Fortunately, he didn't do that. And the result was a poor pitch that scuttled past maybe nine or ten feet but Brian Harmon is just doing nothing wrong at this moment in time as we look back across toward the 12th green from on the 10th tee crowds and crowds and crowds lining the dunes umbrellas what a colorful scene it is and the fans here in the northwest of England sticking with these groups as we come toward the conclusion of the championship Brian Harmon now the caddy, usual stance, he's holding the umbrella over the ball that's on the green, he's holding the flag, he needs to be an octopus. All caddies need to have more than two hands and arms today. The job that's required of them to keep the players dry and satisfied. Now Brian Harmon steps into it. No rain jacket, rain pants on, black cap. Another look, that's four, that's five, six, seven looks at the hole on its way. On its way, will the crowd tell us what's going on? He likes it. It's not gone in, but you know what? No sweat with the next one. Well played, Brian Harmon. He comes up to the ball and he taps it in for a three and he is level for his round. 12 under for the championship as he heads into the back nine. He has putted so well. 
I mean, if he gets the claret jug, it will be deserved for that club alone. A couple of other names we haven't mentioned for a while. Stuart Sink, the champion in 2009, finished with a one over par 72 today to be level for the championship in a tie for 23rd place with Patrick Cantlay, who has one hole actually still to play, and Jordan Spieth, who has two holes still to play. You're listening to The Open Radio with Alison Walker and me, Marcus Buckland, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at The Open. Experience every single shot at the 151st Open with Shot View, powered by NTT Data. Explore the state-of-the-art digital twin of Royal Liverpool with beautiful visuals and follow your favourite golfers' shot data from their first stroke of the championship to their last. Oh my goodness. Explore now at theopen.com forward slash shot view. 22 players in red figures. Brian Harmon still where he was at the start of the day with a five-stroke lead over Sepp Stracker. And then a further shot back, we have Emiliano Grillo, Rory McIlroy, Tom Kim, Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Day, John Rahm and Cameron Young. Talking of Stracker, we'll go back to Sue and Rob. Yeah, thousands of people with eyeballs on Sepp Stracker right now, away down the fairway, about 180 yards into this beautiful domed green with the pin left-ish, and he was trying to attack it, and he's gone down the left, Rob. Yeah, he's missed it down the left. It's hard for us to see if it's rolled all the way down the hill, but I'd imagine it probably has, and that's not a good miss from Sepp, because he's in a pretty good position there. Was a long way out, though, but he's pulled it, and he might have a very tricky up and down here at the 12th. Next up's going to be Tommy. He hit a great tee shot down here. He's only got 162 yards left into the front left pin at the 12th. This is, I mean, we've got no wind now. The flag isn't moving at all. It is still raining, but maybe not quite as hard as it was a moment ago. So this is a good spot for Tommy. 162 yards, probably a good solid eight iron, I would have thought, into this 12. Oh, he's leaked that a bit right, I think, has he? Stay up the top, stay up the... No, he hasn't leaked it far right at all, really. He still... He did leak it. It's a little short right of the pin. Obviously not totally happy with it, but it'll still have 20 feet or so for birdie at the 12th. Marcus, we'll go and see if we can find that Stracker ball and see what he's looking at for his third here. And can I just say, I took the time and trouble to wash my hair this morning. I really needn't have bothered. I could have brought some <laughs> shampoo with me and done it on the move. Well, you could have done, but it's good that you finally got round to washing it for the first time this year. <laughs> I have to say, a great second shot from Jason Day there at 11 and a real birdie opportunity for him there too. OK, um, well, if Brian Harmon is not going to win the Claret Jug, you feel it's because of something that Brian Harmon does at this stage rather than anything that anybody else can do. But there's his tee shot at 10 splitting the fairway absolutely perfect nothing wrong with that he seems to also metaphorically swat away the challengers doesn't he and just move steadily on and on and on well we'll watch as uh matty and eelsy head down the 10th fairway meanwhile back to ron and ramey yes we're john ram on the 10th furthest point of the course has a putt of, what, 14, 15 feet, I suppose, uphill from the front of the green, but it is for birdie. Remember, he dropped a shot on the previous hole, so he's gone back to six under. But a chance now for Ram. 
the Masters champion this year. On its way, uphill most of the way, then it flattens out, stays above ground. So it should be close enough for uh, a comfortable par, but he's marked it, so he's going to give it a little bit of attention. I have to mention the disappointment of uh, Victor Hovland, Ray, because he started at five under and he dropped five shots on the front nine, so he's now even par. Yeah, he just hasn't played well today, unfortunately, for the Norwegian. Disappointing after being disappointed last year at St Andrews, so he'll just have to reboot and regroup and try and get back at these majors. And, of course, these two are almost certain Ryder Cup players for Europe uh, in September in Rome, something that we, we will really look forward to. But Hovland is now over this putt for what would be a very welcome birdie for him. Would give him so much more confidence and just lift his spirits a little bit. Must have been devastated by that front nine. Here he is, from around about 14 feet. Off it goes. And, oh, again, he's just missed it. Little shrug of the shoulders. It really is a matter of him getting in now, isn't it? Let's go to Steve. To a Sue. Sorry, Sue. You can call me whatever you like, Ron Jones. I answer to anything on the Open Championship week. Uh, we are looking at Tommy Fleetwood, who is squatting down behind his putt, and we're looking further away at Sepp Stracker, who is going to go first. He was actually on the fringe, wasn't he, at the front of this green, Robert? Yeah, he pulled it a little bit, but it didn't go down the hill, and he's putting from about 20 feet. No, it was actually... It was probably had a bit of left to right and it didn't, a bit tricky, but he's rolled up. He has put a mark on it. Is he going to tap it in? It looks like he, he might actually just finish it off, so Seb Stracker's probably going to make four here. These greens are starting to slow up a little bit, aren't they? Definitely. I mean, they're raining. it's been raining all day, so they'll definitely need to hit their putts a little bit firmer. Tommy's going to go next, actually. He So he had 162 yards in here. It would have been a sort of shot he really fancied hitting close and his hand kind of came off the club a bit but it's still on the green it's just not as close as he'd like he's going to have about 25 feet i think he and his caddy ian are having a good look at it because it's got a sort of bit of a bump it's a tricky read it's got a sort of slope coming little mound that's sort of coming into it, it looked like it was probably going to be a little bit left to right for me Ian Finnis was just standing on the line, wasn't he? Trying to get the feel of the contours, like the aim point technique. And Tommy's behind the ball here, Robert. Yeah, come on, Tommy. You could really do with something just to give him a bit of momentum here. It's on its way. Oh! On its way. Oh, it looked like a very good putt. It's just run past the edge of the hole frustratingly. It was an aggressive putt, wasn't it? It was a very positive part. They're both both of these guys have played a lot of very, very good golf. And Tommy, you know, Sepp maybe hit a couple of shots a bit closer. Um, Tommy just needs, you know, that one little putt or shot really close just to give him a boost and maybe he can, you know, finish off his round with a real bang and get right up there in the mix. I think the fact he was so aggressive with that putt tells you his mindset now. He knows the holes are starting to run out. He's got to start making a move. And he's taking a little bit of time over this par putt coming back. 
dressed in black with a white short sleeve golf top underneath a black gilet. Everything is absolutely drenched out here as the rain gets heavier again. And Tommy Fleetwood pops that into the hole. And if you want to just stay with us for a second, we'll have this Sepp Stracker tidy up as well, but it's important now. He squirted one past the hole, didn't he, on the 10th and dropped a shot, which may yet, you never know, come back to haunt him. Yeah, this one isn't as long, though. He's pretty pretty quick back in there. This is just a tap in. There you go, Sepp Stracker, four at the 12th. He'll remain at seven, seven under par. Yes, we'll head to the 13th. Matty. Thank you very much, Sue. As you come back to the 10th hole, with myself and Paul Eels watching the shot from our leader, Brian Harmon, from 233 yards away as the wind comes down so heavily it actually obscures our ability to see this shot, save for the fact that it's brilliant. It bounces up on the front of the green and it's left Brian Harmon with another birdie opportunity. Brian Harmon is level par in his efforts today, but since he birdied, the par three sixth hole, he then ensuing bit birdied the seventh as well. But since that time, he has really settled down. He has started to play this golf course like it is a chessboard, and he is masterfully playing it at that. Another birdie putt coming up. We'll have it for you. Thank you, uh, Matty. Uh, if you're a Max Homer fan, some disappointing news. He has bogeyed the 16th to go back to two under for the day. And four under for the championship. That's a tie for 10th place at the moment with Shabanka Sharma and Antoine Rosner. Henrik Stenson, Hideki Matsuyama at three under par. That's where we find Matthew Jordan as well, the Wirral Wonder, the 27-year-old qualifier. He's got four holes still to play. Thomas Dietrich, level for the day through 13 at three under par. Alex Fitzpatrick still in a tie for 13th place, one over today after 12 at three under. Early today, Laurie Cantor shot a 68. And Xander Schofle is one under through 17, two under for the championship as we go back to Carl and some more Rory McIlroy. Oh, here at the par five, 15th, Rory McIlroy has missed the fairway to the left and then laid up in the right rough, 152 yards left to a hole cut on the front right of the green, nine paces on. Big swing out of the rough. This is on a really good line. Be the right weight ball. Lands just short of the hole and actually backs up out of the rough. A fantastic shot, but he should have gotten a kick forward. That'll be a birdie opportunity to get to seven under par for Rory McIlroy. Okay, well, he needs to take every opportunity that comes his way because as well, everyone's been saying the holes are running out for the challenges and Rory is six shots back of Brian Harmon, who still has that five shot lead. Now, Homer has a birdie putt on 17. He does. His second shot, the par three, it misses. And that was an opportunity there, a really good opportunity. So 18 inches or so past, he should just pop that one in for his part. Yeah, that would have been a good bounce back after the bogey on 16, but he'll have an opportunity on the 18th. The one thing I think we should stress at this stage, um, Allison is that okay Brian Harmon's looking very steady he's got that five shot lead that he's had since the end of the second round but we all said in the build-up to this 151st open that even a five shot lead with two or three to play on this hole is not necessarily a guarantee of success let's go back to Rob and Sue yeah, we're just looking up from halfway down the fairway on this par three. Thirteenth beautiful hole. It's so heavy, the rain, you can't see even the little islands out in the sound there, the Dee estuary, never mind North Wales. That's how heavy the rain is. Not a breath of wind, though, Robert. And this hole playing about 187 yards. The pin is cut front left, and it's quite attackable if you have to, which these two men have to now. 
Yeah, no, this is, you know, this is, a, they've got a chance of knocking something close here. This pin was originally going to be cut right back away in the left-hand corner, but they've moved it back more towards the middle of the green. It's 187 yards. There's no wind. Yes, we are dealing with really wet, soggy conditions, but they've got a good chance of possibly knocking this one in close here, I'd say. 187 with the rain, Seb Strecker pretty strong. This is just going to be a good solid six or seven iron, I would have thought. No wind to really think about, other than things playing a bit longer in the wet conditions. He's put a good positive swing on it, holding his pose. He's hit a lovely shot in there, just short left of the pin, and it looks like he's going to have about 15 feet, another birdie chance for Stracker. I tell you what, he has been fantastic off the tee and off the fairways as well today. He's played really aggressively, very sensible, controlled aggression with his golf, and that's why he finds himself at seven under par. As Tommy Fleetwood just lingers a little longer in conversation with Ian Finnis. I cannot tell you the number of people sat down the side of this hole. In fact, one young man was snuggled underneath an umbrella, dozing. I wanted to give his foot a little bit of a kick as I walked past to say, it's the Open Championship. But anyway, he's probably been here a long time, in fairness. Uh, tell us about Tommy Fleetwood. What club is he looking at here? I would say, you know, it is wet, 187 yards. I would think he's going to hit. He's got a bit of adrenaline. It's the open. I'd say this is a good, solid six iron for him, probably. And if he knocks this close, that guy won't be dozing much longer. Come on, Tommy. Ball in the air. Oh, oh he's a good shot. It is just a little short of the pin. It was bang on line, and it looks like he's going to have 15 or 20 feet for a birdie as well at the 13th. Birdie putts incoming. Back to you. Well, talking of birdies, that's what Rory needs at the moment. Let's catch up on him. McElroy for birdie on the 15th hole from below the cup. This for two in a row, and to get to seven, he kneels in front of him. He's drops to his knees, looks around, and it stayed high. He has not birded the 15th hole par five and remains at minus six. As we gaze upon the 10th green, this long par four, used to be a par five the last time we were here for the open, but renovated and now a par four that measures in excess of 500 yards throughout the average of the week, just about 500 yards today as we stare off in the direction behind us of Kirby and the Roman town of Cheshire, hard on the D estuary behind it. Absolutely beautiful part of the golf course. It may be a beautiful birdie, too, for our leader. This is Brian Harmon. He's left himself 25 feet for birdie, sending this one up the ridge and breaking down to the left. It curls back to the right at the end. It almost drops again. He's got his range back. He's got his feel back. So par there for Brian Harmon with finishing up that one. And he tends to step up and and pop them in, except for this one, I think he wants to stay out of a through putt potentially of Cameron Young. Cameron Young came up short on this green and used a wedge from there. Cameron Young with a bogey at the last, the par three. See him drop to five under par. But what we've seen so far from Brian Harmon it, 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 from that sixth hole where he made that birdie, Paul, has been quite impressive indeed. Yes, it really has, Matt. And although on this hole, the, the, the rain and the soft conditions have actually helped him because his ball didn't just quite get up onto the false front on this green. And a couple of days ago, that ball would have backed up and run off the green maybe 30 to 40 yards, but it stuck and he's just missed his birdie opportunity. Cam Young also, he did the same thing, but 
really is what what's he what's going through his mind now what's he trying to do over these back nine holes just trying to make as many birdies i guess as he can but we know that the pins are in difficult positions here and forcing birdies is tough today yeah, particularly when you're seven shots back at this point for Cam Young and to that same point that Paul was making that that as he called it false front that steep grade in front of the green his held because it was wet if that came down that might have found its way all the way into that massive bunker on the right side okay par put on the way he has it it was good and hopefully that means something to steady Cameron Young because that's been the distance that he's been missing a lot from putting from five feet in the PGA Tour. He's 182nd on tour. And now we have Brian Harmon stalking what's left of his effort for par here at 10. Been very thorough, very deliberate. His pace is good, but he's, he's just been, you can tell he's kind of staying within himself, just calming his nerves. It's incredible when you think about what is actually happening right now. He's just about to finish the 10th hole. He has eight holes left at this pace to become the champion golfer of the year and win the 151st Open. Will it happen? We shall see. As he makes par out here at 10 and remains at 12 under, the march continues. Yeah, he looks totally unflappable at the moment as he Marches off that green, huge umbrella over his head and various things hanging in the spokes underneath it. He'll make his way to the next hole. Max Homer, having had a really good day, bogey the 16th, just missed that birdie putt on 17 and he's hit a very wild tee shot on 18, which uh, flew off to the left-hand side. Let's get back to Sue and to Rob. Yeah, we're just to the right of the putting surface at 13. Tommy Fleetwood has taken his birdie putt and his hand came off the putter in frustration immediately because he just cannot get it going on the greens today. Sepp Stracker, well, that is a different story. He's got it going all over the course. And this is a very makeable birdie putt, isn't it? This is. He's got a good chance. Pins in the front left here at the 13th. He's hit it in just short left of it. He's got about 18 feet for a birdie to get to eight under and only four behind Harmon. He's on his way, a positive putt. Oh, it's just, just snuck by. It's only going to be a three, so... But they need some birdies now, don't they, to really put the heat on Harmon, but it'll have to be the next. The hole's running out, just five more to go as Tommy Fleetwood just stands up there and rehearses his putting stroke and gets ready to pop in this short par putt now. No mistakes now at all. You just cannot afford them for either of these men. They know their pursuit needs to get a little hotter. In all honesty, they really need to make a couple of birdies in two of the next three holes and just apply some scoreboard pressure, if nothing else. Yeah, they really, you know, they've got to really put the pressure on Harmon now. They've got, that's it, Tommy's in for three, but they've got the tough, toughish 14th, but we'll go over to Ron. Yes, well, we're just watching on the 11th green a birdie putt by John Rahm, and he's, it's from all of 50 feet from the left side of the green. Uh, down to the pin, which is cut down on the right-hand side. He's got a, about two feet left, but, Raymond, we had a very interesting rules ruling then, didn't we? This ball was sort of hobbling across the green and it sort of hit the sprinkler head instead, and the sprinkler head just below the slope, so he ended up getting a drop onto the green, and uh, as we see him tap in here from two feet 
for birdie, sorry, for, for par, and he remains at six under par. But a nice little bit of luck there for John Ram on number 11. Yeah, but there was some long debate as to where exactly he should place the ball, and it was actually right off, so he had two drops at it. Uh, it went back into the sprinkler head each time. Eventually, he was able to place it, but it also left him with a pretty awkward stance, but interesting, Hovland now a birdie, a rare birdie, and he gets it. Well, that's some relief for Victor Hovland, who's had a really hard time of it, I have to say, but it takes him back to one under par. Thank you, Ron, and some reward right at the end of his round for Ricky Fowler. Yeah, birdie at 18, a round of 72 for Ricky Fowler, and that means he finishes level for the championship. One of the highlights was nearly getting that hole-in-one at 17, of course, but uh, not the championship he would have wanted, for sure. No, he's currently in a tie for 24th place, as uh, Ali rightly says, one over today, level par with, uh, amongst others, Jordan Spieth. Let's go back to Carl and to Sophie. Well, Rory McIlroy has smashed one down this 16th hole, 471 yards to the pin off the tee. He's got 172 left, so a 300-yard drive. It's cold, it's murky. Pin's on the back right. He takes a swing, the divot flies into the air. Can't afford to miss it left, it's a two-tiered green. Oh, he's held up on the top. And it's rolling down. It would have looked so good. It was 20 feet away. Now it's 40 feet and just off the green. So agony there for Rory McIlroy. His playing partner, Grillo, has found the top shelf. He's got 40 feet left for his birdie. Thank you, Sophie. Well, as, uh, as Sophie rightly said, you can't really afford to miss it left just for a moment. I thought it was going to hold its ground, but no, the little roll down the slope, the oohs and the ahs. As we watch our leader, Brian Harmon, at the 11th, it's a 402-yard par four. Oh, well, that's interesting. We can't see exactly where it's landed, so we'll have to wait for Matty and Eelsey to get down there, but he, he appears to have landed in a spot of rough, wet rough. Yeah, we can't quite see the whole picture there, but um, I'm confident he'll get out of that, to be honest. Max Oma at 18, four under par, third shot for the American. Up in the air, it goes and onto. Oh, yep, onto. The, mm, oh, that's a that's a sizable putt he has. But he's on the green in front of the bunkers, not in any bother. But a long, long putt for his birdie. Yeah, well, he was horribly out of position off the tee. Now Jason Day has another birdie chance on 12. He does. Third shot here, Jason Day. At the 12th, pulls the club back about 20 feet or so. Is it going to hit the hole? Oh. And just 18 inches past, and he scratches his forehead. The hat's off, I see. I don't know what that means. The cap is not on. Disappointment there. Another chance gone for Jason Day. So he stays on six under. Jordan Spieth is playing his third to the 18th at level par. Right, let's uh, get back and find out uh, about Brian Harmon, who um, I think could be in sub trouble after that tee shot. Not too much. Left rough out here at 11. Only leaves him 130 yards left. He has a lot of green to work with because the pin is back 31 paces. He hit an absolute beauty. And contrary to any type of concern, instead, he's got a birdie putt coming up from about 15 feet. Harmon on 12 under. 
Ali, you're absolutely right. You said you were confident you'd get out of there, yeah. and not only got out of there, he said a beauty. We, we just expect it now, don't we? And uh, again, he's marching towards that 18th in fine form. Meanwhile, Matthew Jordan at 15 for birdie, fourth shot. And it's in there, and that has really got the crowd going, the local crowd, largely local crowd here. At Royal Liverpool, he's moved to four under par after 15. Well played to Matthew Jordan. Yeah, as things stand, he is inside the top 10, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, we heard Ron and Ramey discussing an unusual ruling. And we've got another talking point uh, along a similar line with Carl and Sophie. Yeah, Rory McIlroy's ball just stopped on top of a sprinkler head. And he just took his drop and he's pulled his putter out. He's got about... 20 feet of fringe to go through and then another 20 feet of green once it gets on top. The hard part is the change in pace. It's going to be very slow going up the hill, putting through the fairway, and then when it gets to the green, it's going to be much, much quicker, and it goes away from him slightly. I'm actually surprised he's not chipping this with where he sits in this tournament. Six under par, 12 shots, or excuse me, six shots back. 12 under par is the lead. Brian Harmon is even. Now Rory McIlroy sets the putter behind. He's going to have to give this a mighty wrap to get up the hill into the hole. Hits it, goes through the fringe, needs to go. Yeah, just got, just got slowed up big time by the fairway grass there, and he's left himself a good nine feet for par. Well, Carl called it. It was, uh, it's tricky, and we've heard Ilsey quite rightly said that more often than not, putting from off those uh, little fall-off areas is the right thing to do, but Rory couldn't give it sufficient muster, and you feel that uh, his race is all but run six behind playing the 16th, unless something dramatic happens to Brian Harmon. Now, an outside chance of birdie for Homer on the 18th. Yep, he's four under par. Can I get it to five under par? It's a long, 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 long putt. It's on its way. It's heading towards it, and it's gone past to the left. But he should be able to get that one back in for his par. Again, a round of what might have been. Yeah, and if he does hold that four par, he will finish with a two under 69 today to be four under for the championship. Rounds of 68, 73, 70, and we expect 69, which for the moment is good enough for a tie in 10th with Matthew Jordan and Shabanka Sharma and Antoine Rosner. As we go back to Carl and Sophie. Grillo has a putt here for birdie from right to left. It's a slow one. It's going to wind its way to the left now. The pin's in and it grazes past a couple of feet. He holds his mouth as he steps towards the flag. He's played quite beautifully on this back nine, but no birdies here on the 16th, Marcus. Well, the frustration is starting to show on some of these players who have been drenched for three or four hours now and want something to celebrate. We'll go back to Matty and Ilsey. Perhaps it will be a celebration for Brian Harmon with a birdie here at 11, who has just been picking his way around the golf course after a rough start bogey at the second, he had a bogey at the fifth, but then he followed up that bogey at the fifth with two consecutive birdies and very solid pars and chances since that time. And a good chance for birdie here at 11 is before him. Yes, he's just above the hole, coming down around about eight paces or so from the cup. 
Going to go down the hill. Nothing too pacey, obviously, with the rain. It's on its way. Will it make the track? Oh, it just comes up fractionally short on the right-hand side, but again, no damage done. Another hole out the way. Brian Harmon stays even for his round. 12 under for the championship. Yeah. And that's, of course, the beauty of his position at the start of the day with a five-shot lead. He doesn't have to do anything dramatic. Level par. Thank you very much indeed. This is The Open Radio, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at The Open. The One Club, in partnership with MasterCard, is the best way for you to get closer to golf's original championship. Enjoy amazing year-round benefits, including exclusive offers and competitions, opportunities to secure tee times at iconic open venues, increased chances of being successful in future ticket ballots. All this and more, only at The One Club. Sign up for free today at theopen.com. So we are heading towards the closing stages of the 150th Open here at Royal Liverpool as we go back to Matty and Eelsey. Thank you very much, Marcus. You find us here at the par 4 11th where Cameron Young bogeys at 1, at 5, and at 9, offset by a birdie at the 6th. Is looking at a good birdie opportunity here at the 11th as he settles into this one. He's got just about 8 feet to go. Settles his feet and looks down the line. This is to get him back to six under par. Putt on its way and missed it on the right side. That really wasn't that close from that distance. He missed it about three, four inches on the right. And he's left himself some 14 inches from there to secure his par and remain at five under. So we send it back to you guys. Okay, par secured. Thank you. Uh, we'll have news in a moment, uh, hopefully, that will be of interest to our Indian listeners as Jordan Speed just misses his putt on 18. He, well, he's laughing almost maniacally as that one just shaves the hole. And the pouring rain at 18 and lots of applause for Jordan Spieth. Rounds of 69, 71, 71 and 73. Really difficult conditions. Jordan Spieth finishes his 151st Open Championship here at Royal Liverpool yep. with a rueful smile. Yeah, he's uh, in a tie, as I mentioned, for uh, 24th place with his close friend Ricky Fowler amongst others. We'll have an update on the Fitzpatrick brothers battle shortly. Before that though, let's go to Sue and uh, Robert Dinwiddie who are on the 14th with Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood at the 14th. Probably, a well, no, quite a long way back. 198 yards to the pin on the 14th hole, which is towards the back right of the green. Very close to that sort of run off the right. So he'll be trying to hit it. Pin high left here, 198 yards, no wind. Looks like a good swing, that sort of classic sawn off follow through. Oh, he looks like he said he's hit a fantastic shot in here from, looks like, pretty close, maybe 10 feet or so here at the 14th for Tommy Fleetwood. Jason Day for Birdie at 13 on six under par. Here it comes. Oh, and it shaves the right hand side of the hole, and he holds his head in his hands. 
Yes, but better news. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Indian supporters could have something to shout about because Shabanka Sharma had a birdie putt just a few moments ago on 14, and he converted it. That's his first birdie of the day after 13 successive pars. So he's one under and five under for the championship in a tie for eighth place as we go back to Carl and Sophie. Well, Rory McIlroy has played his tee shot here at the 17th, and it is towards the back middle of the green on the left-hand side. Emiliano Grillo is just left of the flagstick, so a couple of outside chances for birdie for our group here at the 17th. Thank you, guys. We are watching Brian Harmon, his tee shot at the 12th. Par 4, 433 yards, leading the open by five shots. He waggles quite a lot before he hits and that looks as though it's going right down the middle well it's to the left edge but now it rolls back into the middle of the fairway another beautiful shot from the seemingly unflappable american the open radio heading towards the finale are we going to get some thrills and spills are the closing holes going to bite it's a possibility We'll go back to Sue and to Rob for more on Stracker. Yes, thank you. We're just watching Sepp Stracker prowl around this putting surface. This hole has been lethal this week. It's been one of the toughest on the course, but he's got a very makeable birdie opportunity. Tommy Fleetwood hit an absolute peach in here. He's got a really short birdie putt. I'm going to lower my voice. We're in front of one of the grandstands here, but not too far away at all from the golfers as Stracker just settles now, rehearsing the putting stroke. Blessed, dressed in blue-grey top today in a blue pair of trousers. And the ball rolls towards the hole. He holds the pose and then leaps out of it and goes to retrieve his ball. That was always going to be a bit more tricky for him, Robert, because Tommy Fleetwood is in position A here. Yeah, Tommy's hit an absolutely magnificent shot in here from 198 yards right down the pin that's only cut, you know. <laughs> two or three, well, it's five paces from the big runoff on the right, so a very brave shot in here, straight down it. He's going to have about five or six feet for a birdie. I was just thinking, what could Tommy realistically post as a score? He could, what is he, six, he's six mm. under now. If he could knock this in, birdie the two par fives, maybe find another one at 17. He could realistically post about 10 under if he finishes strongly. So come on, Tommy, lad. Settling into it now with his claw grip on practice stroke. Here we go. Oh, oh my goodness me, Tommy, that's not, not like him at all. I really thought he'd have knocked that in and so would have he. Unfortunately, he's missed that one, but he still has two par fives. Maybe we can still find a bit of magic. The putter just has not been there for him today when he's needed it. It's not that he hasn't put himself into good positions, but just that one birdie for him, which feels like a long, long time ago, back on the fifth, birdie four there, and you thought maybe that was going to be the start of something. It hasn't proved to be, as we see Stracker just stepping in now to do a little bit of tidying up here. No margin for error for him, and there is no error. So we head down 15 with Fleetwood on six under par, and Stracker still seven under. Oh, the frustrations of a wet golfer. Very rueful looking Tommy Fleetwood. We're feeling it, aren't we, Marcus? We We're are, feeling it for him. We are feeling it now. Um, hang on a minute. A man who's making real progress is, uh, I think, going to make some more headlines. Alison? 
Tom Kim at 15 with his third shot. He's on six under par. Oh, and it's, oh, what an opportunity for Tom Kim at this hole. Could he be getting to make a dent in that lead. Yeah, well, he has flown up the leaderboard, and we'll see in a moment if he can capitalize on that. Uh, of course, it's Brian Harmon who leads the way, as he has done since Friday evening. It's like being Brian, the five-shot leader, Harmon. But uh, Tom Kim could yet possibly put some pressure on him. Likewise, Sepp Stracker, Emiliano Grillo, Tommy Fleetwood, oh, he'll be cursing that near miss. Jason Day, been another up and down day for Jason. John Rahm level through 12 today. Strange open really for this Spaniard. 74, 70, then that eight under 63, but nothing really happening for him so far. Typical Rory McIlroy round in so many ways. Here goes Tom Kim for that birdie opportunity at 15. He's on six under and it's in the hole for Tom Kim. Well, fantastic stuff from the Korean. Seven under par. Yeah. He's four under, four under for the day, seven under for the championship, three holes still to play. So he moves to within five of the leader. A further message for Robert Dinwiddie, Peter Finch, and our very own Sophie Walker, who rather, I'm giving them a hard time because <laughs> no one was really pressing his uh, chances, but suggested he would not feature too much. Well, he is. More on the leader with Matty and Eelsey. It's a thick end of 140 yards for our leader, Brian Harmon. Here at the par 412, this is a raised green complex. It's not met with the conspiring wind that has been here throughout the course of the week, but it's still a challenging shot for Pin that is cut on the left front third. Yes, just 11 on five off the left. Oh, and another peerless iron shot from our leader. Pitches within 10 paces of the flag and just screws back to around about 30, 33 feet. Super stuff from Brian Harmon. How surprising is this to you, Eelzy? Uh, Brian Harmon is 36 years old. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's had by every measure a successful career. There's no doubt about that. But at what point does it start to creep in that he is getting closer and closer to accomplishing something on such a level as this? Well, maybe he is experienced in knowing how to keep those demons, but it's his thoughts. He's obviously got his thoughts under control at the moment as we see Cameron Young from a couple of yards closer firing into this pin. He's slumped through the impact and the ball comes short and right and outside of that of our championship leader, Brian Harmon. It's, he seems to be in control of his thoughts. He's doing everything right. He's hitting the fairways, putting the ball on the green in the right spot and rolling the uh, subsequent putt right by the hole. So easy. Well, there will be a birdie putt forthcoming again. I know we've said that to you many, many times today, and we will say it one more time at the least here at the par 412 from Brian Harmon. He's been so impressive. I wonder if McElroy can flicker into life towards the end of his round. Back to Carl Paulson. Rory McElroy from 12 feet here at the 17th for birdie. He's got it. Thrills the crowd out here. That's a bounce back birdie for Rory McElroy. He goes back to six under par. Just one hole left to play in the championship. Well, is he destined to finish second again at the Open? Certainly looking as though that could be the case. Uh, John Rahm has made it to the 13th, which is a par three. And uh, we'll get news of him in just a moment. Waiting for something dramatic to happen for Rambo. After uh, his extraordinary eight under 63 yesterday, which propelled him back up the leaderboard. We haven't really mentioned him 
for the first couple of days. I just must, uh, Tom Kim, to go back to Tom Kim, what a terrible start he had with two bogeys, but since then he's had, what, four birdies and an eagle, and he's, he's just coming into form at just the right time. You know, if he can get another couple, he's got three holes to play, a couple on the board, who knows what might happen. Jason Day has played his second to the 14th. It's a 459-yard par four, and it's just nestled at the front right of the green. He'll have a, another very lengthy birdie putt in just a few moments time right i mentioned that john ram was uh, ready for his latest challenge which will be described by ron and ramey john ram on number 13 194 yards to the pin ball is up in the air high in the air here looks really good coming down around the green area here now Pitches it no more than four or five feet from the hole. And what a wonderful tee shot by John Ram. Just before him, Victor Hovland hit a similar type tee shot. He'll be inside him about two feet from the hole. We'll run up to number 13 and update you with the birdie putts. Well, thank you very much. And, and who knows? We've got to keep reiterating that although the 17th in particular, this brand new par 3 17th, hasn't been the demon that everybody anticipated, there are plenty of potential penalties if you don't get your tee shot right. We know there have been all sorts of issues down the 18th as well. There's out of bounds on the right. There's plenty of trouble on the left. There's all those bunkers too. So whatever happens... Brian Harmon and all his supporters cannot be sure of anything yet. And if the contenders, Alison, can just get a birdie or two now, cut the gap from five to four or, or even three, then who knows? Back, though, to Ron and Ramey. Victor Hovland's coming back to life. He has a birdie on the previous hole and a chance now on 13. I thought he was going to putt first, but he was clearly closer. Uh, the reason is, I think... Um, John Rahm has had a little pit stop on the way, so it will be Rahm from around about five feet or so, I suppose. It's been a mixed sort of day for Rahm. He did look at one stage. Remember, he started at six under. He went to seven under uh, after five, and it looked at that stage as if he was going to really mount a challenge. But uh, unfortunately, then fell away a little. He, he is now currently back at six under where he started this final round but this will give him maybe a chance as we approach the final holes if he can hold this one and it's around about a five footer on this par three and remember Victor Hovland is even closer Hovland currently one under after a disastrous nine he started the day at five under and dropped five shots on his front nine so Ram all his preparations done. D estuary, only barely visible beyond him. Gets up, up off the putt again as a final look crouches down. And then settles again. Wetsuit, of course. White cap, which has given him trouble because of the drips which come off the peak of his cap. But he's ready now for this birdie on 13. <laughs> removes the drips again from the peak of his cap and then rolls it forward and in from John Rahm. So a birdie, a very welcome birdie and John Rahm, who knows? He is now seven under par and Hovland too has a very makeable birdie now, Ray. Yes, Victor Hovland had a wonderful shot in here to about two feet as he steps into it. Just steps away again, just picks his ball marker up 
and a great roar from the crowd there for John Ram. All the umbrellas surrounding this 13th, this par three wonderful golf hole here in Royal Liverpool. Victor Hovland is currently minus one for the championship. This would get him to minus two for the championship. Victor Hovland steps in. No more than two, two and a half feet. Eyes over the ball, ready to go. Ball, it's on its way, and he misses it. God. Oh, what a very upsetting afternoon this has been for Victor Hovland. He just can't seem to get this round together. Back to you, Marcus. Well, thank you, Ramey. So, what missed opportunity there. Now, Brian Harmon has another birdie chance. Matty? Put on the way from Brian Harmon from 16 feet. This is for birdie at the 12th. It won't drop for him, but it was a really good effort. That will keep our leader at 12 under after he taps this one in. Okay, that's all he has to do at the moment. Jason Day, guess what? He's just missed another birdie putt by a fraction, hasn't he? And you can see the despair on his face. He knows that was another chance just to chip away, chip away and get closer to Brian Harmon. 12 under par, still five shots ahead of the rest of the field. Tom Kim's played a pretty good approach to 16. He's having a terrific day and Sharma coming to life later yeah, on as well. Yeah, at uh, 15, he's five under. Here he goes for birdie. It's a long, 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 long putt. And it goes slightly past, but he will have that one for par. Another chance for him. Gone at 15. Well, he had 13 successive pars. He then birdied the 14th and he came very, very close to birding the 15th as well. The rain continuing to fall. If you are just joining us for the first time today, well, nice to have your company. It is, it's been miserable weather-wise. They got it right. Of course, we expected this yesterday. We got away with it. And the weather actually for the first three days and indeed the couple of days before that, really very pleasant. But today, although it's mild, in fact, it's almost warm, the rain started to lash down mid-morning and it's showing no signs of stopping at the moment. Of course, it's had an effect on some players but it's not affected the ice-cool Brian Harmon, who is level today through 12. He still has a five-shot lead. He's had the comfort of a five-shot lead for almost the whole time since the halfway mark, although briefly yesterday when he wobbled in the early part of his third round, he was pegged back to two shots, and then in the blink of an eye, he got it back up to five, to six at one point, back to five. And despite the best efforts of the likes of Tom Kim, Sepp Strapper, uh, John Rahm, who's, who's flickering again, he's been untroubled in terms of the figures. Now, Rory McIlroy is playing his second to the 18th from the crowd on the left-hand side of the fairway. It looks as though he's got a pretty good angle in. And that is bounding down the fairway. He had to be a little bit precautionary in terms of the club he used. It was a, an iron just to get himself back into play, so he's still a long way back, but at least he's on the short grass for his third. Let's get back to Matty and another par three challenge for Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon on the tee here at the par three 13th, Marcus. 187 yards, very distinctively different character to this hole now than last few days where the wind was ripping off from the left in the D estuary. The hole is cut in the center of this one, but this one found on the right-hand side. Do you think that will reach the rough over there? No, it wouldn't have reached the rough. He's down in a little hollow just to the right of the green, so again, he'll be able to get the putter on that one. 
Wow, Brian Harmon with that opportunity before him. It'll be from about 40 feet away. He's currently in the mark of 12 under par. He's playing alongside of Cameron Young, who is five under, and Cameron really needs a magical run now. Yes, he really does. I mean, the, the, the other thing with the uh, the pin position here, originally it was 31 on six off the left, right at the back, but the, the RNA were expecting stronger winds. We've actually got no wind here at this moment in time, just persistent rain. Cameron Young has his race been run. Still got some golf to play, but he needs to hurry up and maybe hit this one close, get a two, 187. Over it now. Holes a follow through, the crowd like it behind. He's staring it down, where's it gonna finish? Oh, and it's a good shot. Yeah, lands around about four paces from the hole and screws back, so he'll have around about 18 feet coming up. Back to you guys. Tom Kim for the Open Leaderboard. Well, it's a leaderboard that Brian Harmon will love to look back on if it stays like this, because the American level through 12 today at 12 under par is five shots clear of Tom Kim, who's just had a birdie opportunity come and go on 16. He's at seven under par alongside Sepp Stracker and John Rahm. Then at six under, Emiliano Grillo, Rory McIlroy, who's playing the 18th, Tommy Fleetwood, who's one under through 14, and Jason Day, one under through 14 as well. At five under par, Shabanka Sharma and Cameron Young, who's gone backwards. He's two over through 12. At four under par in the clubhouse, Max Homer. He shot a two under 69 today. Antoine Rosner is one over through 14, also at four over, four under par. And then at three under par, we've got Henrik Stenson, Hideki Matsuyama, they've both finished. Matthew Jordan, level today through 17, three under in a tie for 13th place. Thomas Dietrich, level through 16, also in that tie for 13th place. And then Laurie Cantor, Xander Schofle, and Alex Fitzpatrick at two under par a tie for 17th. The other players in red, Tyrrell Hatton, Sunjai Im, Nikolai Hoygaard, and Victor Hovland in a tie for 20th. Let's get back to Carl and to Sophie. McElroy has wiped the grip on his towel underneath the umbrella and stepped away from his caddy and golf bag. He's got 202 yards, longer than he would have liked. The pin is hidden by three bunkers down the left-hand side. He needs his reliable draw. He's been hitting it well all day with this shape. He's sending it high. It's edging towards the right-hand side. That's the miss that you need. Is it coming back enough? It is. He has found the dance floor and he has a look at birdie. It's an outside look, but a chance for a four. Grillo hit a short tee shot, but hit it a lot further down for his second, didn't he? Yeah, definitely pushed his uh, up, uh, his uh, layup up uh, pretty far up here. So he's just got 158 yards left. He's just barely in the left-hand side of the fairway. I expect him to hit a good one here. He has played solid golf all day long, just one bogey and four birdies. Let's see if he can get one in there close and thrill this fantastic crowd here at the 18th, Royal Liverpool. Ball on the way, and this one's heading out to the right. He's swiped this one just a little bit. It's almost hole high, but that'll be in the 30, 35 foot range. Pretty putts upcoming. Thanks, Carl. What next for Tommy Fleetwood, I wonder? Sue. 
Tommy Fleetwood, 72 yards from the front of this par 5 15th. He's played that supremely well, just rolling that up towards the pin. He's left himself with another shortish putt for birdie, probably around 12 to 15 feet. Well, we've made it out here to the green at the par 3 13th, where Brian Harmon is about to attempt his second shot. Wedge in hand here. Ilzy, now that you see it, does it change your perspective at all? Yeah, he's just caught up in the little fluffy stuff. He's not down at the at the bottom of the hollow. So he's gonna bump this into the bank and let it skip up and over onto the top. There it goes, into the bank, takes the speed off it. Oh, now, ho, 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 ho. Just runs by, by six feet or so, but that's beautifully played from Brian Harmon. He's uh, doing not a lot wrong here, Matt. Nope. That to convert for his par three out here, but we're looking for an effort to convert from Cam Young. He will have a birdie putt coming up as we send it back to you. Sue? Looking at Sepp Stracker on the fringe of this green, just putting that ball up, Robert, towards the hole for the birdie, and it doesn't drop. It's extremely frustrating for him, you know. They can't reach this par five in, in two today, so it's over 600 yards. So they, Stracker laid up at 133 yards, quite a long way back, when Tommy played a really aggressive sort of layup to 72 yards because they needed to get some spin on their approaches to this front right pin. Fleetwood kept it to 72 yards and on the left-hand side, so gave himself a little bit of an angle into this front pin, and he is now going to have, a, we think, about 10 feet or so for his birdie four here. He desperately needs this one to go in. Needs to get the crowd going as much as anything else, never mind himself. Yeah, he does. I mean, everyone's still cheering Tommy Ladd every time he walks anywhere, but here he is over the ball on its way. Surely this one, no, he hasn't got this one either. Frustratingly, over to Matty. Thank you very much, Robert, as we're watching Cameron Young for birdie out here at 13. This one's tracking. Oh, it caught half the hole and refused to drop again. He's got to feel cursed out here. He taps in and he will remain on five under par. Meanwhile, our leader, Brian Harmon, you might remember, his tee shot bounded into a swale and run out area on the right side of this par 3 13th. Kind of ran through, skipped through the wet grass and found itself in the first cut. A little bit of an awkward position. He kind of stunned it into the hillside with a wedge and it ran up to the hole. Just passed it a little bit more than would be a, a range of comfort about six feet away for Brian Harmon. This is to remain at 12 under, working hard. You'll see with the rain coming in in earnest once more to keep that face as dry as he can. Yes, he's uh, he's been secure with all of these for all four days of the championship. Let's hope that's not a commentator's curse, but poor Cam Young. His putter is really behaving like a delinquent child, isn't it? He's going to find a dark corner at the end of this tournament. But Brian Harmon now to save par. And, oh, he just dribbles it to the left. One gone for Brian Harmon, so that changes things on top of the leaderboard. He moves back to 11 under for the championship. Four clear. Well, this is um, suddenly becoming even more interesting. The gap is reduced to four, and Tom Kim, who is currently in a share for second place, We'll have a birdie putt shortly on the 17th. In the meantime, back to Ronnie and to Ramey. 
Yes, on the 14th, where John Rahm is in a little bit of trouble. This is a par four, remember, big dog leg. And he's found a sort of knoll just on the top of the green ray. Yes, he hit his iron shot to the left-hand side of this green, unfortunately. He's chipping in, out of the thick grass down the green to this right pin position. He's ready to go here now. A couple more seconds. Going to punch this forward, let it run down towards the hole. So John Rahm's ball comes out and it comes out a little bit soft. He's, oh, he hits into the grass. That came out really bad out of that grass. So unfortunately, he's going to be left with a bit of 12-footer here for par. Marcus. Thank you, Ramey. We're just waiting to get the pictures of Tom Kim on the 17th because potentially he could cut the gap to three in just a few moments' time. He's four under through 16. Had a, a really bad start today, as Alison was yeah. saying, but he's hit back brilliantly of late. In the meantime, to Carl and Sophie. Thank you very much, Marcus. Rory McIlroy trying to finish this championship with a birdie here at the par 5, 18th. 25 feet away, this will get him to seven under par. Ball on the way, watching this one closely, breaking from left to right, just dries up, just short of the hole. Another fantastic major championship for Rory McIlroy. He will finish at six under. Emiliano Grillo just barely missed his birdie. He also will finish up at six under. Well, Hoylake was Rory's, of course, nine years ago. It's not to be this time around. And of course, it now means it's going to be a decade at least between major wins. His last major victory came just a few weeks after Hoylake in 2014 when he won the PGA. But once again, it's a high finish. It's not quite the finish that he wanted. And he just raises his head to the gray, wet skies as he walks off the back of the 18th green. Just a Referring to Tom Kim, he bogeyed one and two, but since then he has come up with four birdies and an eagle, which uh, is why he's just threatening to put some pressure on Brian Harmon at a key stage. And, and somebody needs to, and here is the Kim birdie putt. This to get to eight under and to within three of our leader, Ali. Yep, and he pulls the club back. It's heading towards the hole. It's looking very good. Oh, and it just misses. Oh, he knows that was such a great chance. Oh, it was so, so close for Tom Kim. So he stays at seven under par. Four shots behind the leader. OK, let's get back to Ron and Ramey. Where we have this John Rahm putt for par, remember, on 14. He had that awkward little chip which Raymond described off that grassy knoll up on the left-hand side. Now then, this from about oh, 12, 14 feet, maybe. This to save par, to stay at seven under. It's on its way. Oh, well, he can't believe it. He throws his head back, lifts his palms and says, why didn't that go in? But all golfers do that, don't they? Uh, but it stayed up and John Rahm has dropped a shot on the 14th. He goes back to six under par. We'll go to the 15th. Thank you, Ron. Back on the 14th, Brian Harmon has just uh, hit another terrific drive down the left side of the fairway, so we'll get more on that in a moment. You're listening to The Open Radio with Alison Walker and me, Marcus Buckland, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at The Open. The One Club, in partnership with MasterCard, is the best way for you to get closer to golf's original championship. Enjoy amazing year-round benefits, including exclusive offers and competitions, 
opportunities to secure tea times at iconic open venues, increased chances of being successful in future ticket ballots. All this and more, only at The One Club. Sign up for free today at theopen.com. Best rounds of the day uh, from a couple of players not really involved. Well, not at all. Adrian Merrunk with a four under 67, tied for 24th with Scotty Scheffler, who also had a four under 67. So good scoring has been possible. But as we've said, the beauty for Brian Harmon is that even though he's won over par for his round through 13, he had the cushion of that lead. It has been trimmed from five to four. And Tom Kim had he. Hold oh. that putt on the 17th would only be three back and we keep repeating ourselves. The closing holes can be rewarding. They can be very punishing too. Oh, it's not over yet, but Brian Harmon steadfast. Sure, he's plotted, he's picked his way around and he's still in a very, very, very good position. Four shots ahead and the others running out of holes to catch him. Sharma has a birdie putt on 16, and this would take him to six under par. It would, yeah, the par four. Here he goes. It's a long, long putt, about 25 feet or so. Here he goes. He pulls it back. He's heading towards the hole, and it's a little bit short, and he groans. But he should have that for his par. Yeah, he is currently in a tie for ninth place as we go back to Sue and Rob. Oh, my goodness. Well, we've nearly seen... The approach from Sepp Stracker hold. He hit an absolutely magical iron into the green here from 195 yards, Robert. That's as good as I've seen all week as we look at Tommy Fleetwood. Follow that. Yeah, no, that really, like from 199 yards, the 16th green, long hole. They both hit cracking tee shots up here. They've sort of got two tier green. It's kind of like a diagonal tier sort of from the front right corner of the green to the back left. And the pin is cut in the back, sort of on the top level, right in the back left corner of the green. He's hit an amazing five iron, I believe, to about five feet. Almost definitely his best shot of the day and a good time to do it. Fleetwood's now stepping into just having one last chat actually with his caddy behind his shot from 185 yards middle of the fairway he needs to make something really happen now stepping into it from 185 yards here second shot at the 16th he's hit it balls in the air he's leaning ever so slightly on it Oh, it was right over the flag. He's hit a fantastic shot in as well, and he'll have about 10 feet from right behind the pin at the 16th for birdie. All right, left side, 14, dogleg left, sharp dogleg left this. Whole green complex from the landing area onward just rises up above the golfer. 186 left for Brian Harmon in his second. Yeah, he's got to stay left of the flag here. Anything to the right's going to run off way, way off to the right-hand side and down below the level of the green. Ball's on its way. We turn and have a look. Where is this going to be? Let's expect it to be left. As planned, Brian Harmon has found the left side of the green and will be about 15 paces away. Perfect spot yet again, Matt. Really in impressive shot that he hit there. Had great control over the club face through impact and then holding that left side of the green. This is coming off the bogey at the last. It saw him drop to 11 under par for Brian Harmon. But he did the same thing the last time he made a bogey. He birdied the next two ensuing holes. Now what he has left here is no sure birdie effort at all. But we can tell you, 
Cam Young just hit a great shot up there. You can kind of hear the applause from the people. That one nestled in there closely. Maybe he can get a birdie to drop to try to get back to six under par. But right now, the situation is safe for our leader, Brian Harmon. He stands on the mark of 12 under par. Cameron Young, five under at the 151st open here at Royal Liverpool. All of these closing holes and credit to the people are absolutely stacked with fans. Yes, many umbrellas like flowers in a May garden everywhere, a variety of different colors. As you can imagine, the enthusiasm is there. And it's interesting to report that the locals seem to be starting to adopt Brian Harmon. There's been some, uh, some calls out here of Brian Ladd. That's it's starting. He is 11 under par. Is Brian Harmon trying to get it to 12 under par here at 14? But to do it, he's going to have to make a putt from well outside of 30 feet. We've just watched uh, Tom Kim on 18, the 609 yard final hole here at Royal Liverpool. He's on seven under and he placed it right in the middle of the fairway. So if he can play that one well and get another birdie there, maybe move to eight under par. Who knows? Who knows what might happen? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's still not a done deal. Let's go back to Sue and to Rob. Well, as the rain starts to fall ever heavier again on this very wet but compelling Sunday afternoon, Tommy Fleetwood isn't very far away from us, which is why I'm going to keep my voice down. He's looking at about 15 feet or so, maybe a tiny bit more than that. This part is going to have to be pretty straight, maybe a fraction left side of the cup. Tommy Fleetwood has only made one birdie today. He could do with another ball on the way towards the hole. And the groans and the oohs and the ahs tell you that the ball will not drop for Tommy Fleetwood today. For Sepp Stracker, Robert Dinwiddie alongside me, well, it's been a different story. That putter has been a lot hotter for him. And talk about the birdie chance he's got. It's a good one. It's a very, very good chance from about half the distance Tommy had. I think not much more than five feet he's having a good walk around it he knows how much this is going to mean if he can knock it in i went over and had a look and they did look so straight i think if anything it's maybe just left center but very very little turn fantastic shot in here he has played a lot of golf and yes his putter has definitely been more hot than tommy's tommy has literally hold nothing especially on the last few holes where he has given himself really good chances but now Stracker couple of practicing strokes next to the ball settling in now can he get this one yes he can Stracker to eight under back to you Marcus okay three is the gap for now back to Matty Thank you very much. We'll see if it holds on that number from 37 feet. We have our leader, Brian Harmon. He's currently on the mark of 11 under. He's at a bogey at 12. He's at a bogey at two. He's at a bogey at five. A couple of birdies in there too to offset. This one on its way, turning towards the hole. It's in! What a birdie putt for Brian Harmon from 37 feet to rise back up to 12 under par. They're responding. Brian, lad, that's, you can do that, Scouts accent. Go ahead, let me hear you say it. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian, lads. That's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> a birdie putt coming up from, that was really well done, a birdie putt coming up from Cam Young. Hit a really nice approach shot in here and is not an easy second shot on this par four. It's a dog leg left, as I mentioned. Everything rises up in front of you. Now, the last three days, they've dealt with just an absolutely punishing wind off the D estuary right back at the players. Today, it's off their right. But he hit a beautiful shot in there. He's got about 12 feet for birdie. No birdie putts have been particularly kind this week to Cam Young at large. The putter just hasn't been cooperating too much, and his strokes gained putty for the season. He's 175th. He has aligned this one now. Stepping alongside. This is for Birdie to try to get to six under. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's similar with Scotty Scheffler. They're, they're almost trying to be too precise in what they're doing, and there's no freedom in the stroke, and it's just going by. But this one, come on, Cam. You can roll this one in on its way. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, no, it hits the edge and stays above ground. Some lucky soul could find a putter in a moment, will be given to him. Wow, that is absolutely shocking. That has happened to him so many times. He's hit so much, caught so much of the cup. It just refuses to drop, so the curse continues. He remains at five under, our leader off that birdie, and it was a bounce back birdie at that, returns to 12 under par. Yeah, well, I think if they find that putter, the only problem is that it'll be in two pieces. What a frustrating afternoon for so many. Matthew Jordan has a birdie putt on 18 to finish at four under par. Yeah, and what a performance this young man has put in this week. It's on his way towards the hole, and it's in! It's in! And he fist pumps the air, and the crowd, many of whom will relish this time seeing this young man. Big applause from all round, big smiles for Matthew Jordan. What a four rounds he's had at this Open Championship. He cuddles his caddy, and he's finished on four under par, a round of 70 for Matthew Jordan, and he's lapping up the support of the crowd there. He's taken off his cap, he's swirling it around. More reaction on that shortly, but back to Sue in the meantime. Ball in the air from Sepp Stracker, 134 yards. This pin is cut back left, and the oohs and the ahs. Is that rolled on? It's OK, it's OK. It's just come back with a little bit of backspin. He's left himself a very makeable birdie opportunity down the slope as we peer into the gathering gloom, Robert, at Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, what a, what a reception Tommy got on the tee. I think the lads in front on the green backed off because it was so loud as he walked onto the green. But Stracker's hit an excellent shot in there, just left of the flag. It sort of pitched about pin high, hopped past and then spun back, and he's got about... 10 feet, I'd say, for a birdie too. The pin is cut in the sort of back right-hand corner of this green. There's not much wind to speak of at all right now. At first, I thought it was playing maybe slightly downwind, but right now, there is nothing. Tommy over his ball now. Just backed off, just having one last thought. One more little practice swing. Now, stepping back in again. 134 yards to the back right flag here on the 17th. It's in the air. He's certainly holding his pose, watching it. Oh, where's that gone? Has that gone long? 
He's, I think it's gone long. Unfortunately, Tommy, I mean, he has to press now. He's got to press, and unfortunately, he's hit that through the back here at 17. I think it's on the beach, Marcus. We'll go and have a look for that ball. But Sepp Stracker again on the dance floor on 17. OK, thank you very much, guys. Just going back to Matthew Jordan, we'll never forget his first shot because he hit the first tee shot at 6.35 on Thursday morning, and we won't forget his last shot of the week either. A birdie putt to give him that round of 70 rounds of 69, 72, 69 and 70. So one under today, four under for the championship. The Wirral wonder, the local hero, he qualified. And, uh, well, he could yet get a top 10 finish, depending on what happens to a couple of the players above him. But what and, uh, a week, yeah, Ali. And what, a, what a season he's going to end up having um, moving forward. Brilliant. And, and also for his confidence, too. Now, Brian Harmon, we should tell you, has hit another very tidy tee shot down the 15th fairway. He's barely put a foot wrong, and whenever he does, because there have been a few bogeys, he has bounced back brilliantly, as demonstrated by that superb birdie putt on 14. We'll head back out to Ramy Burns and Ron Jones. Yes, we're a little further ahead uh, on the 15th green. This is a par five, remember, and both... Uh, laid up with their second shots to around about 120 yards and then played two very good shots in. Uh, Hovland especially uh, is within five feet, Rahm a little further away, but they both have birdie opportunities now. And uh, just a reminder that um, Rahm is six under par currently and Hovland one under. We've been a little disappointed, I suppose, with the challenge, but now over his putt is John Rahm. Yes, Ron. John Ram here has an 18-foot putt left to right across the green here. He, I thought he was going to go for the green, but, but he decided to lay up. He only had 314 yards to the front of the green, but he laid up and he hit his wedge shot, as Ron described, into about 18 feet. So he'll have a birdie putt here as he steps into it, widens the stance. Rain is pelting down on the green here white hat ball is on its way traveling across the green he stays really still looks good looks good looks good looks good Ooh. and unfortunately once again the ball will stay above ground and John Ram will just run up tap this in and he'll remain at six under par going to the 16th tee Marcus thank you Ramey Tom Kim is playing his third to the 18th at seven under par yeah he's on the right hand side of the fairway Final hole in his Open Championship. Hits it, he's looking reasonably happy, and so he should, although it's hit the ground and spun away from the pin, but a long putt there for Tom Kim. Yeah, he's got about uh, 30 feet, I would say, for his birdie putt that would take him up to eight under par, and for now at least that would be a tie for second place with Sepp Stracker. Now, we heard about Tommy's tee shot on 17. How bad is it, Sue? Oh, it's really not very good. He's just played the ball sideways onto this beached area at the back, right at the back of the 17th elevated green. He flew the green with a really big tee shot, and where he left himself was so close to the reeds, he had no backswing. Matty, back to you. Thank you very much, Sue, as we are watching Brian Harmon. He has 272 yards left from the middle of the fairway here at 15, this par five that 
stretches to 607 yards and he flights this one down with a long iron plays it very safely there is some rough on that right side kicks off the mounding that defines the same and ran it into the crosswalk so we should have a tight nice little lie there as soon we go back to you Tommy now with his third shot this like a big bunker shot from over the back oh he's caught it a little bit heavy and that Unfortunately, hasn't made it up onto the green. Hopefully, it's stopped on the bank, which it looks like it has done. But God, what a tough, tough. He's played so well, Tommy. No putts going in. And then he's just unfortunately overcooked it here on 17, hit it through the back, couldn't play it towards the green because of the reeds behind him. So sort of chipped it sideways on the bit of beach back there. Then try to splash a bunker shot from there onto the green, but he's going to be playing his fourth shot still from over the back of the green. Very, very frustrating day for Tommy Fleetwood. Well, this is a pretty wretched end as the rain gets even heavier again. The skies are leaden and the mood, I suspect, of Tommy Fleetwood is very, very grumpy. He's not very far away from us right now, so I'm going to lower my voice so I don't want to aggravate him any more than he probably already feels right now. He's looking at a chip off the back of the green. He's in the, the, light, the lighter rough one. Actually, it's pretty thick there. He's managed to pop it up onto the putting surface, and that ball is rolling down towards the pin. So he's making something of it, but as he takes the putter from his caddy, Ian Finnis, there is a rueful expression on the face of... Tommy Fleetwood, who can only now look on at Sepp Stracker, who's going to have a birdie very shortly, Marcus. Tom, Tom Kim, sorry, I was just going to set it up for you oh, to yeah, take it away. Tom, Tom Kim, Kim, birdie putt on Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're desperate for him to get to eat under par, so let's keep a close eye on this as the rain continues to pelt down. He's taking a long, hard look at it. It's about oof, 18 feet or so. It's a good long length of birdie here from the other side of the green. He's on seven under at the moment. What a round he's had. Topsy-turvy, a bit of absolutely everything for the Korean today. He crouches down, takes a long look at it and then addresses the ball. Practice. Putt looks at the hole. Cap turned round the other way with his hair sprouting out of the front, looks at the hole. Pulls the club back and hits the ball towards the hole and it's going to be short, it's going to be short. At 18, he scratches his head, disappointment. Mm. An opportunity to finish well there, so he will finish on seven under par. Yeah, didn't want to leave that one short in the current circumstances, but assuming he pops away the little tiddler that's left, he will shoot a four under par 67 to be at seven under, which for the moment is a tie for third place with Jason Day, who is playing the 17th at the moment, or is about to play the 17th once Tommy Fleetwood's dealt with all his issues. We're... Uh, we're seeing some of the replays of what happened to Tommy. Back to Sue. Yeah, he is. He's on the top of the domed green. We've just seen Sepp Stracker miss his birdie putt. And Tommy Fleetwood is now squatting down on his haunches, looking at a double bogey putt. And what a sorry end it will be to a valiant Open Championship campaign which started like a dazzling firework on Thursday with a five under power round. And he's missed it. He's missed it. And this is unfortunate, Robert, isn't it? This is really tough. You know, the wind, the wind is out of his sails, but we'll go back to Matty. 
Robert, thank you very much. Brian Harmon, third shot, par five. This 15th hole, he has 131 yards left. His ball settled right in the middle of the crosswalk. Ball's just a little bit above his feet. And the flag is on the right side. So for the lefty, everything about this is setting up perfectly. Let's see if the execution speaks to the same. He sends this on a very nice line, working it from left to right. It comes in whole high spins towards the hole. So it will be a birdie putt coming up for Brian Harmon. This will be a birdie putt from inside of 20 feet. He is going to try to get it now to 13 under par. Wow. This is really impressive um, and interesting as well. If he does get to 13 under par, full credit to our team. I remember discussing on Wednesday a likely winning score and just about everybody said somewhere around 12 or 13 under. Actually, the way things are going with Brian Harmon, it might be even lower than that. But he has been unflappable, Ali. We are running out of adjectives to describe his play today. Um, every aspect of it. When he's got in trouble, he's got out of it. When we think he just when we think he might drop a shot, he doesn't. Impressive, impressive performance. To lead from the front is never easy. The one asterisk we've just seen. What's happened to Tommy Fleetwood? Now, Tommy was having to go for it on 17, and I'm sure that Brian Harmon is going to be a lot more conservative off the tee. But that 17th can bite. And poor old Tommy Ladd has been bitten in a very painful place. And he tumbles down the leaderboard as a result of what was, I lost track of it, a triple bogey in the end. Can we get back to Sue for confirmation of exactly what happened to him? Yes, that is absolutely right, Marcus. Yes, it was a triple bogey six for Tommy Fleetwood. As Robert was saying, the wind well and truly out of his sails, and now it's all about business down the 18th. You feel from Sepp Stracker's perspective, listening to what Brian Harmon's doing, he's got to get something out of this hole, hasn't he? Yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, as cold as it is, he can't. I, I highly doubt he can reach this 18th green in two, so he's going to have to hold some sort of magical third shot probably to make an eagle to get to 10 under. But, no, they've both played really, really well today, but just couldn't quite get that that real charge on the go. So, But they'll, they want to finish strong, so hopefully both of them are going to get hit good tee shots down here and you you never know there is danger you've just seen tommy make a triple on the 17th and there's no reason why someone else can't so they'll be trying to get the lowest score they possibly can out of this but back to marcus well thank you rob we are watching sharma who's about to play his third to the 609 yard par 5 18th he's currently at five under par yep can he get himself into a position to take that to six under par. He's having a little shuffle, looking at the hole, having another glance up. And the 18th crowd awaiting the ball. He hopes will be on the green. Oh, there's a, oh, and it's a lovely shot. It's a lovely shot from Sharma beyond the pin and greeted to a lot of applause and why not? He gives a little Fist pump to his caddy. He's very happy with that and a really good chance of a birdie for Sharma. Yeah, he's got a seven or eight foot uh, putt for birdie. And if, he's, if he can hold that, he's currently in a tie for eighth place. He's one under through 17. He's five under for the championship. So that would lift him to six under par alongside Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy and currently John Rahm, who we know has, uh, well, he's been walking in treacle today. He's level after 15. Jason Day, now he is on the 17th and he's played a very tidy tee shot. He has indeed. 
He hasn't looked comfortable in this weather at all, but he's produced some lovely golf and had lots of opportunities. And another one, perhaps, to move a step closer. OK, well, the gap is four at the moment. Sepp Stracker in second place at eight under with one to play. Brian Harmon sitting pretty atop of the leaderboard, as he has done since Friday. Let's get back to Matty and Ilse. Yes, thanks, Marcus. Just to let you know that Maddie is standing comfortably underneath the umbrella that I've been holding for 15 holes for him. He's looking uh, nice and dry-ish as we look down to see Brian Harmon. Can he go five clear? This would take him one under for his round. He's around about eight feet. There is nothing in this. Dead straight on its way. Come on, Brian. Oh! I mean, we could have given him it. Absolutely sensational stuff from Brian Harmon. He goes to 13 under and five clear of Sepp Stracker as we move to the 16th. Well, I would suggest now that Brian Harmon has one and a half hands on the claret jug, <laughs> because even if he has a bit of a horror on the 17th, it's, it's still... Well, it's still starting to look beyond the realms of imagination that, he, that he's going to blow this. He is, he's been so secure. And I'm, I'm glad that Paul Eels is still maintaining his fine ability to hold up umbrellas for other people. It's, it's one of his great traits. And we shouldn't laugh, but a few moments ago, Carl Paulson and Sophie Walker walked back in, having completed their 18 holes watching Rory McIlroy in particular, and they did look like a couple of drowned rats. rats. They did. It's lovely in here. <laughs> Cups of tea, to get a cup of chocolate tea. cake. They'll be fine. You They're know. hardy souls. We've got a masseur in here dealing with our shoulders and everything else. You carry on, boys. You stay out there for another 45 minutes or so, and the bad news is there's, there's no more hot water, so if you're thinking of having a shower, I get it. I tell you, the rest of the field here need another nine holes, and I, even if they did, I don't think it would, would change things the way the way Brian Harmon is. Well, it's uh, Sepp Stracker on the 18th tee, and uh, that is looking... Oh, is it going a little bit left? He didn't like it. No. I can't quite see where that has come down. There's a slightly alarmed look on the face of the Austrian. But we'll find out shortly. Now, the leaderboard as it stands with Brian Harmon getting ready to go again. He's at 13 under, so we know he's got a five-shot lead again from Sepp Stracker on eight. Tom Kim has finished at seven under par. Jason Day has two to play at seven under par. And then you've got Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy, who have finished at six under. John Rahm, who is six under with three to play. And at five under, Shabanka Sharma going up the 18th, and Cameron Young, who's had a really disappointing today. And to complete the top 10, you've got Ma uh, Max Homer and Matthew Jordan. Back to Matty and Eelsey. At the par 4, 16th, it measures 471 yards. Eelsey, BRIs, what do we see here? Well, bunkers to be avoided, that's for sure. And I don't know whether we have... I can't just see over this first bunker. There is another bunker and saw the ball bouncing. But it's short of the bunker and on the fairway. Good news. Good news for our leader. Yeah, it's twice today, Marcus. It's quite remarkable that he has made a bogey. He's made three for the day, but twice when he has made a bogey, he has gone on to birdie the next two ensuing holes. Quite impressive at 13 under par for Brian Harmon to run. Wrong. Just off the green on 16. Got his putter out. He's got to come up over a little swale onto the green. As one last look. Remember, he's six under at the moment. 
Well, he's been a good effort at it, but it's still above ground, and he's still got a little bit to do, maybe 18 inches or so, right? Yes, about 18 inches. He might just clean the ball here and tap it in. But uh, he had a beautiful iron shot. Unfortunately, it just caught the little doll there. It just fell down off the green. But uh, meanwhile, we'll, we'll have a look here at Victor Hovland, and we'll wait for John Ram here to finish out for a four here to remain at 600 par for the championship. Yeah, two under at the moment. Uh, that's Victor Hovland. His challenge really went very early on, didn't it, in the, on the front nine? Lost, dropped five shots on the front nine. It went from five under to level par very quickly, but it's having a fantastic back nine. He's a birdie opportunity here from 25 feet from the right-hand side of the flagstick. Wonderful iron shot in from the left side of the fairway. So Victor steps in, two or three swishes of the putter head. White hat. Black top, white stripe on the back. Has one last look. And the ball is on its way. Trundling down towards the green. Has he hit it? Has he hit it? And I think it's gone left quite quickly. So there'll be two little power putts coming up here. Over to you, Marcus. Well, thank you, Raimi. Disappointing news for Shabanka Sharma. He has missed what was a very presentable birdie putt on 18. So he has finished at five under par. Terrific effort, nonetheless, from the Indian with uh, rounds of 68, 71, 70, and 70 again today. So he is still in a tie for eighth at the moment with Cameron Young, who's still got a bit of work to do. And Alex Fitzpatrick has finished at two under par. The good news for him is that he's beaten his brother. The bad news for him is that he dropped down a little bit. He, he started explosively with a, a brilliant birdie at the first, and, and what an effort in his first major outing. Absolutely. How proud must their parents be of them? And how proud must the mum and dad of, of Sharma too? He was 51st the last time he played in the Open, and he's played in the Open twice, and twice he finished 51st, and now he's going to be well up there. Well, Alex uh, Fitzpatrick, a couple over today, but he is in a tie for 17th place at two under par, and as far as his brother is concerned, just uh, going down the leaderboard, Matt Fitzpatrick, tie for 41st. He was four over today to finish at two over par for the championship. So most of the players are, are back inside trying to dry themselves out, shake themselves down after what for some has, has been a, a very disappointing afternoon. For others, well, for one man in particular, it's going to be the greatest day of his life. In the meantime, as we wait for more on Brian Harmon, we'll go back to Sue and Robert for Fleetwood and Stracker. Yes, we're down the fairway, down 18 as it takes a turn from right to left, left to right even. It's been a long day, Robert, hasn't it? It's been a long day. Sepp Stracker, uh, they've both laid up actually from their drives off 18. Sepp Stracker flirted a little bit with the out of bounds down the right-hand side. He's left himself in the rough down there and a good meaty 225 yards to the pin. What club is he taking here and is he able to make it from that lie? Oh, I'm not even 100% sure. I haven't been able to go over and check his lie, unfortunately. He looked, I know he's not even going for the green here. He's out with a sort of wedge. He's yeah, 225 yards. They've, this hole is playing long. They missed the drives in the rough left, then laid up. And he's wedging that out down into the fairway. So he's going to be not on the green. He's going to be on the green in four shots, not three. Fleetwood hit a good layup. He's still facing with 190 yards for his third shot in the middle of the fairway right in front of us this is a pretty cool scene I know Tommy's not scored as 
well as he's wants, but it is just lined with spectators. <laughs> the grandstand all the way around. Not very pleasant weather, but 190 yards. He'll want to finish with a flourish. He could hit this close. Not an easy pin. Pin is on the left, about 22 paces on on the left-hand side, tucked behind the bunkers, which he's got to come over with this shot. Probably a big six iron, I would have thought, trying to get some stop on it. Over the ball now. Good shot on a very nice line, I think. He likes this one. Come on, be good. Yeah, that's on the green, just to the right of the pin, and the crowd like it. I don't think Tommy Fleetwood's in the best frame of mind right now after that triple bogey. He's been walking down the fairway, hands thrust deep in pockets, and lost in thought, Marcus, as we head to the 18th green. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, that hurt. He, he tried everything. Nothing was working for him. And then he was supremely punished on the 17th. It's seen him tumble down to a tie for 12th at the moment as he walks up the 18th. This is the Open Radio brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at the Open. Live from Royal Liverpool at the 151st Open, you're listening to the Open Radio. John Rahm on 17, the par 3, this new, uh, I was going to say, exciting par 3 today. It's just soaking wet, as you can imagine, as rain comes down even heavier. John Rahm has played his tee shots. Uh, it's still on the green, we think. But Victor Hovland now from down away to our left. Remember, this is a very, very elevated Green, which is perched away to our right. But a grey, miserable scene, I have to say. I've never seen so much rain, and I come from Wales, remember? And uh, the umbrellas are up, of course, but hovering now. Ready with his tee shot. He's two under. Ram, six under. Away it goes. High in the air. That looks good. That looks a good, tea, good shot. Will it spin back? It'll hold. Yes. So safely on the green for Victor Hovland. We'll go up to the green and uh, have tea, or hopefully uh, have putts for you. OK, Ron, we'll be back with you very, very shortly. We've just seen Jason Day tee off at 18 on eight under par, hoping to finish... Sorry, seven under par, hoping to finish with a flourish... Jason Day will keep you updated on everything that's happening. Did Ron say that he was going to have tea when he got up to the green just then? He's going to be very disappointed. There's no, there's no one waiting with a cup of tea at the moment, Ron. Well, they'll I'm get afraid. a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's extraordinary how this, this rain, once it arrived today, it has been brutal. And, you know, inevitably, after a few hours, you're going to feel dispirited if things aren't quite going your way. And full credit to the thousands of spectators who've remained very jolly. Everyone's been so friendly. Um, they're, they're delighted, of course, to host an Open Championship again. It was off the rotor for a fair few years, but uh, it's produced some fantastic champions. Tiger Woods in 2006, Rory McIlroy, of course, in 2014. And uh, it looks as though it's uh, going to be Brian Harmon in the next, uh, what, 45 minutes? Something like that. 
And we've still got pictures of Tommy Fleetwood rather apologetically making his way up the 18th fairway. He's taking his cap off. He's just flicking that long hair back. He's showing some appreciation to the crowd who are giving him a rapturous ovation. But for Tommy La, it wasn't the afternoon oh, everybody hoped for. You have to feel for him. And that, uh, those difficulties at 17 were just awful for him and any golfer out there would be feeling feeling so much for Tommy Fleetwood he looks bedraggled walking up the 18th but the crowd are giving him a rousing reception he's smiling up to them but he's just you can imagine absolutely imagine what he's thinking right now yeah well he was in the thick of things and uh, he was he was steady today one birdie which uh, came on the fifth. He was out in 34 and then a succession of pars until the triple bogey six at the par three 17th. And of course, his, his race was run. He just wants to get away now, go into a dark room and uh, do whatever else he needs to do to try and put this to one side. But of course, Brian Harmon still has work to do. He's on the green on the 16th and we'll get back to the two men who've got a bird's eye view of everything he's been doing today, Matty and Eelsey. Thank you, Marcus. Yes, there's a huge applause and shouts have come on Brian as he walked onto this 16th green. He had 215 yards to go and he's hit it dead center of the green, 205. So by my estimation, 10 paces left to go up a little slope to the hole that's cut right on the back of this 16th green. Just taking a little extra time here. Normally has these practice putts underneath the umbrella and then the caddy retreats. He's now in the pouring rain all on his own. The caddy standing to one side, holding the flag. Brian Harmon over this. Right hand below left. Slight forward lean on the shaft. The putter back through. Ball up. Has it made the distance? Wow, another sensational pace putt there from Brian Harmon. And there's another hole out of the way. Two holes left. He's going to be five clear of Sepp Stracker as he moves across to the 17th. Well, we did question a few days ago whether a five-shot lead would guarantee victory with two to go. We're about to find out as we go back to Robin Sue. Yeah, we're just looking at Sepp Stracker rehearsing his birdie putt, uh, par putt, excuse me on the 18th, eight under par, currently looking to post a score that will keep him there, and it won't. He bogeyed this hole yesterday, and he's gonna slip back to seven under par, and that will be a very handy round of 69, but it is not, Robert Dinwiddie, going to be good enough to apply the pressure, you wouldn't think. No, 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 I don't think so, but disappointing for him to bogey last. Meanwhile, Tommy here, obviously disappointing, but he has hit a lovely shot into the 18th, and he's got about a 10-footer to finish with a birdie for the crowd, Tommy. Come on. Well done, Tommy. Well done. Very, very disappointing day, but he's shown his class and birdied the last hole. And, yeah, tough, tough day for Tommy, but... At least the crowd got to enjoy that birdie on the last. Yeah, there was a nice little cameo there with Ian Finnis just put his arm around Tommy Fleetwood, who has looked inconsolable walking down the fairway. He knew 
Even that faint chance had gone on 17 with that triple bogey as we see Stracker just move back in now. He's looking to make a little par putt and wrap up a 69 today, which I think he would be satisfied with, but frustrated. Got off to a bad start with a bogey on the first, recovered brilliantly. Tee to green, he's been excellent, but it is a six that ends his round. He ends this Open Championship on seven under par. Tommy Fleetwood ends it on four under par, and now they will head to the clubhouse and a reflection on their rounds and a wait and see what is to come over the next hour or so, Marcus. Yeah, and of course that means that Brian Harmon's lead is now extended to six strokes with just two holes to go as we return to Ramey and Ron. Yes, we're about to go over to the 18th. We've just seen the 17th completed by uh, Victor Hovland and John Rahm, both of whom, you have to say, their challenge didn't materialise today. They both parred the difficult par 317th, and Hovland especially was a bit unlucky, wasn't he, Ray, because he lipped out. Yes, he hit the hole, but both players, both games have been a little bit dead. I think they've only had two birdies between them all day, so it just hasn't been their day, and unfortunately, you don't win Opens if that doesn't happen. No, absolutely. We did expect that there might have been a real challenge between from the, this pair, who will certainly feature, won't they, for Europe in the Ryder Cup in September. But they come to the 18th with John Rahm at six under par and Victor Hovland two under par. Thanks, guys. So not many golfers left out on the course now. Jason Day is still there. He's playing the 18th at seven under par. We just heard from the boys about John Rahm and uh, Antoine Rosner. He's playing the 18th. He's two over today, so he's at three under par in a tie for 13th place. Victor Hovland at the moment in a tie for 17th at two under par. That horror front nine where he dropped five shots to go from five under to level. But uh, aside from that, of course, all eyes are on Brian Harmon, who's on the 17th tee. If something's going to go wrong, Matty and Eelsey, it's now. And even if it does, Marcus, in fairness, he has a six-shot cushion into the penultimate hole of the 151st Open. 132 yards, uphill, par three. Pin is cut on the right side. I do not expect that he's going to mess with that at all. Right into the middle of the... Green is the objective, and this one is looking pretty much perfectly on cue to that recipe. Hits, spins, and stops. It's now rolling back towards the cup, as you can hear, to the delight of the gallery. Could not be more safe. It will be another birdie putt coming up for our leader, Brian Harmon. This one will be from just inside of 14 feet. <laughs> well, you know, the 18th can be difficult. <laughs> let's let's stop being silly. It's all over. <laughs> Brian Harmon, what an amazing performance. A birdie putt coming up for him on 17. And then he is going to have the most triumphant walk up 18. Can you imagine it, Ali? So you've got a, you've got a six-shot lead. It might be a seven-shot lead by the time he gets to the 18th tee. Is he thinking about that yet, do you think? Uh, well, probably I would be, which is why I'll never be in his position. <laughs> of course, all these great athletes, they just uh, they live in the moment. But he could be forgiven at this stage for... He's shown so little emotion in this round. He's done exactly the same things. Every hole he's played in terms of his preparation, the way he takes off his glove and he hangs up his glove, he's done exactly the same things. He's almost been very clinical, Back very methodical, camion, very mechanical, shot. but very, very impressive. OK, well, Cameron Young, to be fair, has also come up with a terrific tee shot, an even better one, so he's got a, a very good 
birdie opportunity in a moment, but it's been a desperately disappointing day for him now. Jason Day playing his third to 18. Yep, seven under par. On 18, massive galleries around. And that's a nice shot into the middle of the green again, as we've seen most of today, to be honest, a very, very long putt for birdie. But he'll be hoping to finish well too, had his chances. Well, he's currently in a tie for second place, two under through 17. And the really good news, by the way, for Matthew Jordan, because of uh, one or two uh, scores of late, he's now inside the top 10. As it stands, Brian Harmon, of course, away in a postcode of his own. Tom Kim, Sepp Stracker and Jason Day are tied for second at seven under par. Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy and John Rahm in a tie for fifth. Shabanka Sharma on his own in eighth place. Max Homer, Matthew Jordan, Tommy Fleetwood and Cameron Young, who's still playing, of course. They are all tied for ninth. And then you've got Henrik Stenson and Hideki Matsuyama at 13 under and Thomas Dietrich and Antoine Rosner, who hasn't finished yet. He's two over today, going up the 18th. And then at uh, two under par, you've got Laurie Cantor, Sander Schofle, Alex Fitzpatrick and Victor Hovland at 17 under. Well, Tiger Woods won by eight shots at St Andrews back in 2000. What is the winning margin going to be for Brian Harmon. He's on that 17th green. It's a, it's a wonderful green. You've got the beach in the distance. Uh, I don't suppose Tommy Fleetwood thinks it's a, a wonderful green or a wonderful hole. He was in the beach, of course, but Harmon's in the zone. He's going to have a birdie putt. So too is Cameron Young. We'll get back to our intrepid colleagues who I hope aren't too damp out there. Matty and Eelsey. Thank you very much, sir. It is quite a scene here at the par 317th. And Paul, I know you were quite pleased to see the way that Brian Harmon was received as he crested the walkway and made it up onto the putting surface. Yeah, true golf fans out here today. I mean, they, they understand just the quality of the golf that Brian Harmon has played. I mean, they obviously haven't seen every single shot like we have, but warmly applauded and cheered onto this penultimate green as he stands over this putt from around about 12 feet for a birdie. What a, another sensational iron shot on the way. Come on, Brian. Find the hole. No, he's up quickly. He knows it's not going to be in, but guess what? It's right by the side of the hole. Walks round. Taps it in. Well, how about that, Matt? Very impressive indeed. That will keep our leader on 13 under par. Closest to him, Tom Kim, Sepp Straka, Jason Day, all on seven under. Three more drift you'll find Cam Young, who just could not get anything to really drop today at all. He did, in fairness to him, have one birdie on his card at the very difficult part three. Six, could he gain a second birdie at another very difficult part three? Here, the part three, 17th. Well, let's hope so. But again, going through the routines, astride it, Caddy looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here in Cam's head to, to try and hit this putt, whereas Brian Harmon has that clarity, he has the vision, and he's had the stroke all week that's rolled the ball in. Unfortunately for Cam, he's... he's on. Could you accuse him of over-trying? Possibly. We've seen that with Scotty Scheffler this week. It wasn't their week. But, boy, would they have had to have played some golf to have beaten Brian Harmon. He has been sensational, as was the tee shot of Cam Young. Still lining it up. Caddy behind the hole. Cam's lined the, 
the line on the ball with where he wants to start this. Now he removes, no, now he removes the marker, Matt. This is taking forever. Cam Young stepping in for his birdie effort at 17. Maybe six feet left, took it over the flag and spun it back to this point. Draws it back, sends it forth delicately. He's missed another one. He has missed another one, and he just looks up for answers that are not being delivered. He'll tap in for par and remain at four under as we make our way to the 18th tee, the final hole for Brian Harmon on 13 under par. He has a huge lead, and I just wonder how wonderful it will be for him to walk up the 18th hole knowing that if he had to, he'd have plenty of strokes to squander and rejoice in the fact that he is strolling closer to becoming the champion golfer of the year. It is quite a scene. Uh, it's, uh, it must be extraordinary. I mean, I will point out that amongst others, well, certainly JT and Phil Mickelson took nines at the 18th a little earlier in the week. But even, even if Brian Harmon took a nine, he'll still win by a couple. It's it's all days not feeling quite so wonderful. He's missed another birdie part this time on 18. And he has, and this one's for par, and it's a tricky one. It's a tricky length. Just those lengths that you don't like after a long day on the golf course. But he want to finish with this par, secure that seven under that he's on at the moment. He pulls the club back on its way, on it goes, and it's in safely in for Jason Day. He thanks the crowd, acknowledges the crowd. Looking a bit damp. And Drich, as we'd say in Scotland, a round of 69 for seven under par. And he had some chances today, but wasn't to be. But still a good week. Yeah. A good week. Yeah. Yeah, two under today. So 72, 67, 69 and 69 over his four rounds. As um, Ali noted, if, he, if he'd hold that uh, birdie putt, he would have had second place by himself. But he's in a tie for second with Tom Kim, who shot a 67 today. Sepp Stracker, a 69. And uh, Jason Day is definitely showing the sort of form again that made him such a fabulous player, a world number one some six or seven years ago. Time for fifth, Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy there at six under par, as is John Rahm. Shabanka Sharma on his own in eighth place at five under. Uh, Max Homer, Matthew Jordan and Tommy Fleetwood. And for the moment, at least Cameron Young complete the top 10. Young, of course, still has one hole to play. Going further down the list, Henrik Stenson, Hideki Matsuyama and uh, Thomas Dietrich, Antoine Rosner, who is still to complete the 18th are on three under par. But we'll go back to the 18th tee and the start of this triumphant procession for Brian Harmon, Paul Eels and Matt Adams. Yes, thank you very much, Marcus. So just about 600 yards to go of a walk. Two swings and maybe a pitch for Brian Harmon. That's what he's away from the claret jug. Leader by six shots. Wow. What golf he's played after those two early bogeys. He's rallied. He has not put a foot wrong when he has. He's counted it with birdies at the, the next holes. Driver in hand, left-hander out of bounds down the right. Bunkers today he cannot reach on the left-hand side. Boom, swings, hits. The steward with the paddle says he's going straight down the middle. And yes, he has absolutely pinpoint perfect as he's been all week. Sensational golf from Brian Harmon. Very impressive indeed. 
as we look down this 18th hole, we can see we're on the tee, but we can see the grandstands that surround the approaching green complex. And it reminds me of when you're standing out on 13 and you can see the hills of Wales off in the distance. This becomes its own hills of sort, surrounded by thousands and thousands awaiting their new champion here at this 151st Open beautiful drive that he struck right down the middle of the fairway. Ron, what do you have up in front of us? Well, uh, you're absolutely right, Matt, about the spectators, because, of course, everyone is on this hole now with uh, just the two groups left. John Rahm is just on the first cut with his third shot, both he and Hovland, laid up from their second shots. Par five, this, remember. Pin is cut to the left, 17 on, and seven from the left, three bunkers really guarding this. And that's to the right, but that's a good shot. Good safe shot, Raymond. Yes, nice shot into about 18 feet from the hole, but unfortunately, John Rams just hit the ball a little bit too far from the hole today. Hasn't been able to consolidate, and he remains a six under par, put to go seven under par for the championship. Yeah, that's the situation as they walk up. And if I can just, for a moment, describe this scene, of course, the umbrellas make it all the more colorful. But uh, Matt coming behind us, Matt and, Steve and, and Paul coming behind us, they are about to witness this most wonderful, wonderful of amphitheatres, this horseshoe of grandstands, then the patrons' pavilion to the right, full of spectators, and the ones who are really... In, they really deserve all the credit are the ones who walked around and who now ring this arena. It is a fantastic sight, I can tell you, as Hovland and Rahm come up to the green. And behind us, of course, is the champion-elect. Listen to that applause. It really is something very, very special, isn't it? Ray? Yes, yeah, just a fabulous scene to be involved in, involved with all the marshals and the spectators to stay out this long you know it hasn't been easy out here today for the spectators and all the shops that have been opened except the food being sold has been a great incredible golf tournament you know Royal Liverpool have put a spectacle on this week certainly has well they're up on the green let's go back to Marcus Thanks, guys. We'll get back to you for the putts in just a moment. You are listening to the Open Radio with me, Marcus Buckland, alongside Alison Walker, brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at the Open. I'm Jordan Spieth. Welcome to the Open. The greatest championship, and there's nothing that comes close to this. Feel nature's true test at Royal Troon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Royal Troon. Don't miss the chance to be at the 152nd Open in 2024. You can't get it better than it is right now. Apply for tickets before the ballot closes on Tuesday the 25th of July at theopen.com. Well, Antoine Rosner's disappointing day just got a lot worse because he double bogeyed the 18th. So he has finished today with a 75 four over for his round. That takes him back to one under for the championship and a tie for 20th place. And of course, we'll be at Royal Troon next year. Can't wait for that, but there's still some work to be done here at Hoylake. Back to Ron. Yes, everything now centered on this magical 18th, the final hole of the final round of the 151st Open Championship. John Rahm, the Masters champion, 
has this putt on the 18th green to go to seven under par. It's been a bit of a battle for him right the way through, but he settles over it now. The great Spaniard. Feet apart. Nice and solid. Away it goes. Oh, well, would you believe it? In it goes. He doffs his cap, takes the cap off, and he does indeed. John Rahm, what a wonderful putt and wonderful finish. John Rahm, in the pouring rain, finishes at seven under par. Ray, that was a bit special. It's with the rain dripping off his hat. I think he was happy to get that hat off his head, but what a fabulous finish. He came up empty today. Over to you, Matt. Thank you very much, Raymond. Second shot has been struck by our leader, Brian Harmon. He had 345 yards left with his second shot, and he has very conservatively, very safely, as you could imagine, played it to the left side of the fairway. Just perfect. I mean, why would we think it wouldn't be anything other than that? He has just placed the ball around this Hoylake links to perfection, and what a walk of a champion. And I'm sure he's going to be greeted royally, as, as so he should be, the way he's played so far. So he's going to be around about 170 yards away, but that's OK. He's got plenty of shots in hand, six clear. Paul, it has felt very much like he has played this golf course as a chess game. There's no question about that. He's, uh, while everybody else has been struggling and pushing, he's just taken his time, eased his way around, avoided danger, and, of course, he's putted beautifully. Ron? Well, what about that? Victor Hovland now has also holed for birdie, so he will finish at three under par. But what a fantastic finish. We, we said that these two hadn't really mounted the challenge that we expected, these two great Europeans. But uh, I tell you what, they showed some magic on the green, didn't they? So John Rahm finishes at seven under with that birdie putt. And with his birdie putt, Victor Hovland finishes at three under. Yeah, I mean, what a bizarre... Did you hear that, by the way? Somebody just shouting, love your commentary to Rahm. <laughs> He gets that all the time, but uh, there's... He's there's, got a huge fan club. There's public affirmation. You know, what a bizarre round for Victor Hovland. Out in 40, five over par for his front nine. Back in 33, three under to finish with a, a 73. And he now has a tie for 13th place as our monitor shows the engraver hard at work. I think he's safe to do that, don't you? Pretty easy name as well. Just don't... I mean... I, I, a few of our emails have uh, referred to Brain Harmon. I don't think he wants Brain Harmon to be forever on the claret jug, but it's been an amazing performance from the man who was the leader at the halfway stage. He had that big lead, and the history books suggested that with a lead like that, he would go on and claim the claret jug. There were no guarantees, but now he is marching up towards his destiny. And we've got a close-up of him underneath his umbrella. Again, still not showing too much emotion, is he? No. He's still in the zone. Well, he's got that uh, wispy beard, the piercing eyes, the determination to get this job done as emphatically as possible. We were talking about Tiger Woods winning margin at St Andrews, eight shots back in 2000. Well, as things stand at the moment, of course, he leads by six. So... An eagle here, and he'll match Tiger from 23 years ago. <laughs> Matt, Ilzy. Thank you very much, Marcus. 194 is a distance that divides 
Brian Harmon on the left side of the fairway. The lefty going for a pin that is cut hard on the left-hand side of this green. I don't expect he'll be anywhere near it. The crowd is poised, ready to envelop the new champion. Shot is away. It is in the air, reaches the pinnacle of its flight, coming down to the right side of the green, hits in the right side of the green and releases. Do you think that reached that bunker? Yeah, I think it flew straight into the bunker, yeah. But uh, that was to be understood. Has to be right of the flag, which he is. So let's just hope that there's no traumas in the bunker. But we've got a few shots in hand, Matt. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Now, Cameron Young is ready to hit his third into the green. He stands on the mark of four under par. Ilzi, what's he left? He's got 115 yards to the front and uh, he was a little more aggressive with the second shot. Obviously, he took on the out of bounds, came over that, and has now subsequently got a shorter second, uh, sorry, third shot into this back left hand pin. Fortune certainly has not smiled on Cam today, but overall, how impressed are you with his ball striking? Ball striking sensational, he and Scotty Scheffler, but the name of the game is getting the, the lowest number on the scorecard, and if you can't put, it's very difficult to do that. The ball is on its way. It towers, it starts to descend, nearly pitches by the hole, and listen to the crowd. And now... This is the opportunity to listen to the crowd as they express their appreciation for Brian Harmon. Absolutely impossible to not feel emotion witnessing that at an open for any champion, but this one that has been so steady, so in control. The physical game, the emotional game, the strategy that he employed here this week at Royal Liverpool. A veteran campaigner, a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he utilized those attributes that are uniquely his own. Putting from six feet on the PGA Tour, he is number one. Driving distance, yeah, he's 142nd, but that wasn't what was necessary here. What was necessary here was accuracy, where he's 14th on tour. And now he descends into the bunker. It's a question of how much room he has to get over that face, Paul. Well, he's in the back side of the bunker, but he's on the flat, so he's got plenty of room and he's got plenty of green to work with here. Nice full swing, lots of sun, Brian, and pop it out halfway to the hole. There it goes, on its way, halfway, keep releasing it. Go on, go on, go on. Beautiful shot from Brian Harmon. Comes to about eight feet short of the flag. Wow. Absolutely brilliant. The first real sign of emotion there, a high five from his caddy. And we still have a birdie putt coming up from Cam Young. This will be to try to get back to five under par here at 18. Excellent 
Third shot from Cam Young, a brave shot, really took it right over the sentry bunkers guarding on the left side of this green complex. You can hear the level of excitement that people have. These fabulous crowds here at Royal Liverpool all week. Such incredibly educated golf crowd. Settling now for Cam Young to make his birdie effort. He's been denied so many this week. One week it will be his too, when everything will work. Had a good performance. Tied for third at the PGA Championship last year. Tied for seventh at the Masters this year. Here he is in the final group this year again. He makes it. He deserves that. And now, Brian Harmon. Staying resolutely in his routine. This is for par at 18. This would be to keep him on 13 under par, but he has this championship firmly and comfortably in the palm of his hand right now. This 36-year-old from Georgia. He's a sportsman. He loves to hunt and to fish. And he's holding the big one! Brian Harmon is the champion golfer of the year. He has won the 151st Open at Royal Liverpool. Amazing scene, certainly for all Brian Harmon fans, and they knew it was coming. That was the beauty of his performance. He stayed ultra cool. The leader at the halfway stage, briefly, yesterday, that lead was trimmed from five to two. He quickly got it back up. And although occasionally this afternoon, a couple of players threatened to reel him in, he did what he had to do when he had to do it. He responded brilliantly every time he created an error for himself. And he is a very, very worthy champion golfer of the year. And now he's uh, just gone backstage up the stairs that uh, await you at the back of the 18th green. He's put his cap back on. He's a diminutive fellow, as we know, only five foot seven inches tall. As a very large gentleman. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should know him, but a guy who's him. almost twice his yeah. size who is hugging him and uh, just having a few little words. And now Brian's stopping and waiting. And I wonder who's going to come up and greet him. Well, he's waiting for his caddy, which is nice. Yeah, what a performance, Marcus, really. I mean, he handled absolutely everything that was thrown at him. He looked in control throughout the last two rounds, actually. The charge never came, the challenge never really came, but he remained resolute, professional, steadfast, and occasionally absolutely astonishing and brilliant. And what a magnificent champion 
of this Open Championship. Yeah, rounds of 67, 65, 69 and 70 for a total of 271. Six clear of Tom Kim and Sepp Strapper and Jason Day, who tie for second along also with John Rahm. Then a tie for sixth place, Emiliano Grillo and Rory McIlroy, who got off to a, a really fast start today. He was starting to think again. Well, he did it in Hoylake in 2014. Could there be a repeat? No, not to be for Rory, but a sixth place finish. And Shabanka Sharma and Cameron Young, thanks to his birdie on 18, finishing a tie for eighth. Tied for 10th, Max Homer, Matthew Jordan and Tommy Fleetwood. We'll have more reaction with Robert Dinwiddie in just a moment. And of course, the presentation. This is the Open Radio brought to you by Origins Premium Hospitality at the Open. I'm Jordan Spieth. Welcome to the Open the greatest championship and there's nothing that comes close to this feel nature's true test at royal troon ladies and gentlemen welcome to royal troon don't miss the chance to be at the 152nd open in 2024 you can't get it better than it is right now apply for tickets before the ballot closes on tuesday the 25th of july at theopen.com and we will be at Royal Troon this time next year. Before that, we'll be at the Women's uh, AIG British Open in the middle of August, just a few weeks away from that. And there's a, a small matter of the Ryder Cup lurking at the end of the summer as well. So much to look forward to, but right now it's all about Brian Harmon, who, of course, has got to go through the usual procedure after a round of golf, step into the recorder's hut, make sure that everything's OK with that scorecard. Robert Dinwiddie has joined me, looking remarkably dry, considering that you've been outside for about the last five hours. You, you sensibly brought another shirt, did you? No, oh, no I just took off the four <laughs> layers that were soaked through on top of it. So well done, Brian Harmon. I mean, that was really impressive. I was just looking at his scorecard and the front nine, very similar to yesterday, actually, because he went a couple over early yesterday, got it back by the turn. He went a couple over early today and got it back by the turn. And then when he bogeyed on the, what was it, 10th, 11th, 13th, he hit back straight away with birdies at 14 and, and 15. The way he dealt with uh, any sort of low patches in his round was remarkable. Yeah, I mean, he, you got to be so, so impressed with, you know, he's kept his emotions on a really even keel, it seems, all week. No surprise, really, dropping a couple of shots early on in the rounds because they are is a very tough start and then he's picked a few up through the section of the course that you might think he could sort of four and five and and the sort of second half of the front nine is arguably the easiest stretch of holes but not not really under these circumstances he's looked so solid you know i you know, number one putter this week when he needed even the putt there on the last, you know, just knocked in. There's a, we've watched a lot of guys trying to chase him down, not be able to get those ones in. So he's played very, very solidly tee to green. And on top of that, putted really well when he needed it to save the odd par in each of, in all of his rounds. Um, he's been able to find those good saves, keep the momentum going. Um, kept that distance between all the chasing guys. A lot of the guys behind played some really good golf, but couldn't quite, you know, find another birdie or two to, to try and get to eight or nine under. 
Um, so, yeah, it looks easy. I'm sure it didn't feel <laughs> easy to him out there. Long day, you know, warming up in the rain, playing the whole round in the rain. You see, he looks like he's got about 20 gloves under his umbrella and a towel and, and things there. He's managed the conditions extremely well and um, played the last hole oh. like a real champion, hitting How the last fun. fairway. How much fun must it be to play the last hole at the Open with a six-shot lead? Yeah, so much fun. And then to just stripe it down the middle of that fairway, that's not a, not, it's not a wide fairway, the 18th, and to just carry on playing extremely good golf all the way to the end. Very, very well done. Yeah, I... Uh I would suggest that it was the birdie putt on 14 that sealed the deal for him. And, of course, we will hear from the Open champion in just a few moments' time. They're getting the presentation committee together out on the 18th. And an awful lot of the spectators, to their credit, are staying. I'd say the vast majority have stayed with their umbrellas and, and all the rest of it. Just tell us, from a technical point of view, what happens in the recorder's uh, tent as, you, as you're going through the scorecard with your partner or your, your, your yes your partner yeah so obviously they'll be marking each other's scores they'll also have a little strip at the bottom where they can mark their the their their own scores it's normally kind of a tear off strip off the card and who you need to make sure you don't need to add up the scores right that doesn't matter if you make a mistake there you've got them but you do have to make sure that you put the correct score down for each hole so he'll probably take his card that his playing partner that Cameron Young's marked it'll be in front of him two signatures on it he'll probably take his tear off ship and just double check that all the scores match up probably double triple quadruple check it I would have thought that it's all in order even check it with the scorer that's been walking around and everything like that just to make sure there's no mistakes or anything silly like Mark Rowan. They didn't oh. swap cards, though, many years ago, and he just... it mm. was So he marked his score on the wrong card. Did, every, did anything like that ever happen to you? Um, I don't remember ever making a score, but, I, it, well, but moments like that, seeing something like that happen with Mark Rowan meant that you you went away and we were extra cautious following that. But I'm sure that'll all be in order. Um, yeah, really impressive, you know, to watch. Not an, a hugely powerful golfer. He's plotted his way around this golf course extremely well because I did feel that it would probably suit the longer hitters, being able to take, carry it over some of these bunkers and when it's playing long like this in the, these wet conditions that being able to hit it a long way could help. He has plotted it round, hit quality golf shot after quality golf shot very good part after very good part and he has just you know run away with it in the end john ram has uh, just gone into the recorder's hut and given him a big bear hug ram who finished in a tie for second with tom kim set struggle with two names this week sep stracker and also emiliano grillo and they're both <laughs> at the top of the leaderboard so it's kim stracker day and ram tied for second grillo mcelroy for sixth, Sharma and Young, Cameron Young for eight, and uh, Homer Jordan and Fleetwood in a tie for tenth. As we get ready for the presentation, we can hear from some of the other contenders, starting with uh, the Neely man again, Rory McElroy. Solid performance, uh, improved on my score every day. Um, yeah, you know, I you know, missed a few putts uh, yesterday, felt like I putted a bit better today. Um, 
just hard. I needed to go out and shoot something 63, 64-ish, but really hard to do that in those conditions. You know, it was like I got off to the, the really good start, but it's just hard to keep that going. As you can see from the leaderboard, um, you know, no one's really going that low. So, um, you know, just tricky conditions out there and, um, you know, very reluctant to hit the driver because the club face gets wet and the ball could go anywhere. So um, sort of had to lay back off tees and, and sort of try to, try to play as, as conservatively and as, and as smart as possible. So, um, but yeah, overall, you know, solid performance, not spectacular, but, uh, you know, a lot of optimism going into the rest of the year. Which is good to hear. It's another top 10 finish in a major for Rory, but of course the wait goes on. It's now going to be at least 10 years before he gets his hands on a major title. Hoylake in 2014, the PGA Championship a few weeks after that. He's not going to be clutching the claret jug tonight, which at the moment is in the arms of the chief executive of the RNA, Martin Slumbers, who's making his way across the bridge towards the 18th green. He's sensibly attired because the rain has not stopped but despite that matty adams has come straight into our cubicle uh, you are looking a little bedraggled it has sorry to be that said. i'm dripping <laughs> but i don't suppose it it dimmed your enjoyment of what's always one of the great if not the greatest day of the golfing calendar it was it was so special that it always is special this this is this is the world's major and to see someone that possessed that level of control each time that we thought that it was going to slip away, that perhaps this was the start of it, and it's reasonable to assume because of the amount of pressure you have to imagine that one is feeling, then he would do something that defied all that. He, he, would, he played a game of strategy. It was a chess game for Brian Harmon throughout the course of the week, and every time he got himself in trouble, he steadied the ship, and he did precisely what he needed to do. And right now, what he needs to do, what he is doing, is uh, under one of those very vivid yellow open umbrellas, walk back across the bridge and head towards the green where the claret jug awaits him. And is it my imagination or is it looking a little brighter overhead? Hard to tell, but uh, frankly, he wouldn't care if it was blowing an absolute hoolie and it was lashing it down. I mean, the warmth you must feel in your spirits. I mean, Robert, you've competed in this event. It's the Holy Grail. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. He must feel just overwhelmed with joy. Um, extremely, he's got to be extremely proud of himself, the way he's dealt with it. All not easy um, at all. <laughs> and um, Especially as he had that lead, that... that healthy lead from the 36 hole mark and had plenty of time to sleep on that Friday night, sleep on it again last night. And he seemed to remain totally unfazed. You, you made the point, Robert, that the contenders weren't able to consistently mount a challenge. Who else would you like to pick out, Matty, of those who finished in the top 10? Who caught your eye? Who, who do you think would be well, very pleased with their I displays? Mean, well, there's, there's many that you could talk about who, who could be very pleased, but I would point to Cam Young that I followed for two days with massive potential that I think he possesses. He just could not get putts to drop over the last two days. I, I witnessed every one of them and it was head shaking. And is, is, is Rory going to win another major? Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, he, he'll win another major, I think so. I followed him yesterday. He is a serious, you know, I followed a lot of very, very good golfers this week, but he is one of the guys that does stand out when to me when you go around some of the golf that he was playing. 
Um, I, th I believe he will Good win evening, another major. Everyone. Here we go then. This is David Meacher, chairman of the championship committee. I'm David Meacher and I'm chairman of the RNA's Open Championship Committee. What a fantastic week we've had here at Royal Liverpool for the 151st Open. The atmosphere has been incredible and that's down to all of you, the fans here in record numbers at Royal Liverpool and enthusiastic despite the weather. You and the local community have done the Wirral and Liverpool City region proud. This championship is a result of the hard work of a great number of people, including more than 7,500 volunteers. Our thanks go to each and every one of those. Hoylake, what a magnificent golf links. The presentation of the course has been extraordinary. And I would like to congratulate James Bledge and all his team for their expertise and dedicated hard work. I would like to thank Rob McBurney, Chairman of the Royal Liverpool Championship Committee, and all at the club. We honestly could not have been made more welcome. And to our patrons and sponsors, who are so loyal to the Open, our sincere thanks for the tremendous contribution you make every year to the success of this championship. And we are also grateful for the support we receive from all the multi-agencies involved. And finally, to you, the players, what phenomenal golf we have seen. You have given us such excitement and enjoyment. And from all of us, I say thank you. I will now hand over to Martin Slumbers, Chief Executive of the RNA, to announce the results. Thank you. Thank you, David. Ladies and gentlemen, the leading amateur and winner of the silver medal Christo Lamprecht. The six foot eight inch Christo Lamprecht, who of course was joint leader after the first round on Thursday evening with his 66. He followed that up with a 79, a 76 and a 74 to be 11 over, but he was the only amateur to make the cut. And with a score of 271, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Brian Harmon. He's a master at these conditions. He specializes in scores in the 60s. Well, he only needed a 70 today.
for a six-stroke victory. He's knocked on the door in the past. He has burst through it. And he then closed it very firmly behind all those trying to chase him. And he's about to get his hands on that jug. There it is, and he's... Oh, he's put a big... Oh, look on his face. And I'm sure we'll hear a few words from him. Yeah, that works. like an umbrella. Huh? No, no thanks. I got an umbrella. I've had an umbrella all day. Oh, says he doesn't need an umbrella while making his victory speech. He's going to get soaked. It's pouring. I thank my, uh, my, my wife, my family back home. I sure miss them. I can't wait to get back to them tomorrow. First, I'm going to have me a couple of pints out of this here trophy, I believe. This, uh, this golf course was a real test. Um, it was set up so great, even with the, we went the weather. So to all the superintendent and everyone that helped put it together, thank you so much. The greens were perfect. Golf course was excellent. Thank you. And lastly, I want to thank uh, the RNA for putting together such an incredible championship. Um, I, I couldn't be happier to be its champion. And to all the fans, to all the nice words, and all the people back home who were rooting me on, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that ends the presentation ceremony, and we look forward to seeing you all again at Royal Troon next year for the 152nd Open. Now, please stay to greet your champion as he celebrates with you all. Thank you. Thank you to Martin Slumbers. Congratulations indeed to 36-year-old Brian Harmon, born in Savannah, Georgia. A runner-up at the US Open, was it back in 2017? I think he's... He knows what it takes to win. He's, he's had a number of professional wins, but nothing quite like this. And as he said, he can't wait to get back home to his wife and his three children. Before that, though, he will have a drink or two out of the jug, which is most appropriate, Matty. It is so impressive. And, you know, he's, he's had a great career. We talk about the fact that he's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. But... He's, he's just had a very, very solid career, a very comfortable career from the standpoint of what he's accomplished. But you mentioned the year 2017, which, which causes me to, to think about the flow and ebb, if you will, the fairways of life that, that is golf. And he had 29 top tens since that season of 2017, 2018. That was the most of any player without a win in that span. The player that was second with 26 was none other than Tommy Fleetwood. Wow. It's really impressive what he accomplished today. And that's why when I felt like not only did, you know, it's weird to say, Robert, that someone deserves a victory, right? But I felt like he, like, I felt like he deserved to make the putt on the 18th green today. He deserved it to this victory with the way that, that he, he handled his emotions and his strategy throughout the course of this week. But even when you hear something like that, this is, this is a veteran campaigner. And, and I don't want to make it sound like he was toiling away in some obscurity or frustration. He was playing well. However, he has broken through. 
at this event and on this stage, and, and in so many ways, it feels like it was a reward for, for work well spent. Well, the stands are starting to empty now. Brian's been whisked away to do the first of several television interviews. He won't mind. He's got a huge grin on his face. He's getting wet. He said, I don't, I don't want an umbrella. He's basking in the glory of what he's achieved. You mentioned Tommy Fleetwood. Now, um, Rob, you followed Tommy. And, of course, so many of the locals wanted him to be in the position that Brian now finds himself in. The 17th, the par 3 17th, we built it up all week. We saw Lucas Herbert pick up a, a triple bogey in the first round. Aside from that, it hadn't really bitten. But unfortunately, it really bit Tommy Ladd, didn't it? It did, yeah. No, he just hit it, hit it through the back of the green, didn't he? Down there on the sand and couldn't couldn't even go for the green with his with his first attempt from down there. No, really, really tough. It, I mean, adding to the frustration on the previous at least three, four on the previous four or five holes even he'd had particularly the previous three holes he'd had sort of 10 10 foot or less for birdie and had missed all of them then goes there you know i don't know if he missed clubbed or over or just you know a bit too much you know adrenaline or something and hit it through the back um yeah very very frustrating for him and i noticed that he and matthew jordan i think are sitting right next to each other there on the leaderboard so a good I yep. mean, hats off to Matthew Jordan for on his home course um, being, you know, right up there trying, never quite pushed right up to the top of the leaderboard, but he's I mean, he should give himself a pat on the back for that performance. I Absolutely. Think. Well, of course, he hit the first tee shot on Thursday morning at 6.35. He is in a tie for 10th with Max Homer and Tommy Fleetwood, who bounced back from that triple bogey, to be fair, with a birdie on 18. Matt, I know you've got other things you've got to go and do. Your overall thoughts, your final reflections on the 151st Open? I thought this was a brilliant Open because there's something about this major, uh, given the fact that it's the ma it's the world's major, but it's not always defined by star power, by by massive power off the tee. It's it can be defined by nuance. This is a 36-year-old golfer, right? And and by measure of the stars in the game today, that's considerably older than most of them. Although there was a time when the age that he was at was right when people thought a golfer was reaching their prime. I was so impressed with the way that he strategized his way around the golf course. And when others were falling away uh, because maybe they, they used a little too much aggression on a particular shot or didn't fully think through the consequence of a particular line, here you had Brian Harmon, who just stayed steadfast. And when he did make a mistake, and usually his mistakes were not something catastrophic, they were usually a mistake like a three-putt, if you please. Uh, he was able to come back, center himself and do exactly what he needed to do twice today. He had three bogeys, and twice when he had bogeys, he birdied the next two following. So in so many ways, I think the RNA got it perfectly right this year with the way that they had this golf course structured. I think this was the place, this was the time, and once again, the game of golf and the Open itself showed us why we love the sport. Matty, we love listening to you. It's been an absolute joy to hear your dulcet tones over the past few days, and uh, hopefully we'll... Uh, We'll cross swords again very soon. In fact, I know we will at the Women's Open next month. That's the great thing about golf. There's always a, another fantastic event on the horizon. And, of course, there's the Senior Open next week. And Eelzy, old slippery, he's playing at Royal Porthcall. I know he's driving down tonight. He's going to have a practice round tomorrow. He's decided to start practicing at the age of 74. 
still in his 50s and he's, he's still a fantastic player. Um, you mentioned Matthew Jordan. Uh, I'd like to mention Matty Southgate, who, of course, this time last year was sitting where you are now. And uh, he, he produced four very consistent rounds. And, and that eagle on 18, was that last night? Will obviously live um, very fondly in the memory as well. So yeah, he could be proud of himself, yeah, can't he? Yeah, of course he can. Of course he can. Knowing Matt, he'll still be. I don't. What position did he actually finish in? Because tied for twenty-third, he was two under today. Level par, tied with amongst others. How about Scotty Scheffler and uh, Louis Oosthuizen? Oh, and I'll throw in Stuart Sink. Oh, and I'll throw in Ricky Fowler. Oh, and I'll throw in Jordan Spieth as well. Yeah, I mean he could be. You know, he'll. Be <laughs> You know, he was gunning to win it, Matthew. I know, and that, I know, as silly as that sounds, he'll be he'll be really pleased that with his performance. I think, from what it seemed, he and we even looked at some of the stats. His putter wasn't particularly hot this week. It sounds like he played extremely good golf from tee to green. Um, he might be slightly frustrated because I think it's the top 15 that get automatically invited back. Yeah. So he'll be a little bit ticked that he hasn't managed to quite pull that off, but. You know, good golf. Well, well played. Great effort getting in, and then to come here, play extremely good golf, and finish how he did. Yeah, he should he should be you know proud of himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Birdies today at the fifth and the sixth and the seventeenth. That eagle three on the eighteenth was actually on Friday evening. But a fantastic effort from him, and a fantastic effort from you on debut. Have Have you enjoyed working uh, in the madhouse? I have very much so, believe it or not. No, thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it's been, it has been an amazing week. Um, I think the the golf course was fantastic. The crowds are amazing. I mean, this morning I sort of, when I had the chance, took a stroll through, went to the the shop. That you know, you're so well looked after. And I mean, thousands of people going through there, but you got through pretty quickly i came out of there the steward even came up to me and asked do you know where you're going you know can i help sort of thing it's been such a friendly atmosphere um all week long great golf course we've had great fun in the town here in hoy lake haven't we uh, it has you know been fantastic yes the black toad won't be forgotten in a hurry well listen we'd like to invite you back next year but we'd rather you get back playing so um but if you don't, you'll be welcome back with open arms. Thank you so much, Robert Dinwiddie. And that is just about it uh, from us. We've got a fantastic team who work day and night. It's a, a pleasure and a privilege to cover an open. It could be quite exhausting as well, particularly when you end up in the black toad at the end of every day. But uh, thanks to all the, the production staff. Thank you wherever you are around the world. We have been inundated with emails, and I'm so sorry that we haven't had a chance to read that many of them out. But it's lovely to know that you're there, that you're listening, that you are sharing in this magnificent event. It's only sad that it's come to an end, but we will see you at Royal Troon in just 12 months' time. Lots of stories will be written between then and now. Brian Harmon was the main man here at Hoylake from Friday through to Sunday, and he has a claret jug for hand luggage on what should be a triumphant journey home. From me, Marcus Buckland, and all the team, thanks so much for listening, and goodbye. ultimate prize, a beacon of hope, igniting passions, 
just who can cope. Yes, he's in. A birdie at the first for Rory McIlroy. How about that for a start? As dreams are chased and challenges dissolve, legends are made a test of resolve. Birdie opportunity at 15. He's on six under and it's in the hole for Tom Kim. The public and community, from celebrity to fan, supporting local business, the Hoylake plan. It's in the hole. Rock on, Tommy! He's marching towards the top of that leaderboard. Everybody around this golf course is cheering him on. Human emotion and unyielding force with the ultimate prize as its divine source. Oh, well, would you believe it? In it goes. He doffs his cap, takes the cap off, and he does indeed. John Rahm, what a wonderful putt and wonderful finish. Turning towards the hole, it's in! What a birdie putt for Brian Harmon from 37 feet to rise back up to 12 under par. Maybe, just maybe, he's uh, he's got one hand now on the claret jug. Go ahead, Brian, lads. Forged by nature, embraced with a hug, the Open Championship, who will lift the claret jug? And he's holding the big one! It's the champion golfer of the year. He has won the 151st Open at Royal Liverpool. The winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Brian Harmon. I couldn't be happier to be its champion. I appreciate it so much.